Hey, we're live. Um, Painkiller already, episode 286 with This is a record-breaking event for PKA. Never before, never before in my entire time here have we all sat down <coughs> and within three minutes the show has begun. It's unbelievable. It's groundbreaking. You guys don't see behind the scenes. Usually, it's a bit of an ordeal, <laughs> and, and there's a lot to be done. Oh, did you update this? Did you do that? Is your audio okay? No, this time, just fucking Sometimes do it. there's an hour of tech work, like where we're just trying to get our mics to work and cameras to work and oh, shit. Um, thanks to our sponsors tonight, Loot Crate, and um, of course, and uh, who's the other one? I've got it in front of me. Squarespace. Squarespace, of course. Thanks to them. Oh, we'll Squarespace. talk to them about them more in the uh, later on in the show. Our guest and his filthy robot. We got him back. He's got some um, some new news in his life. But we were just talking about video games before we hit, hit the record button. Um, I was telling you we've been playing some Company of Heroes, and uh, we played some Age of Mythology before that, um, which is like Age of Empires. And um, but I'm uh, yeah, we're definitely enjoying the Company of Heroes more. I like that. Would you call it node-based resource? Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure if that's like a technical term. I think this is how I think of it. It, it makes a very um, kind of dynamic style of fighting because the the resources are a location that requires you to constantly interact with. And like, I like the, too. Yeah, do they do the reinforcement systems in Dawn of War Two where the squads can reinforce at the location yes, yep. as opposed? To, yeah, that's a really cool. There are many well. ways in which they you're able to reinforce them. There are special trucks you can call in and special stuff like that, or you can tr retreat them back to the base. But you can't just do it on the fly, uh, like in the heat of battle. Yeah, I like okay. how that really matters in the game too. Like if you play the way Chiz does and you just throw units at the wall until death, and there's no retreat, like. By the end of the game, all your guys are still no star, just level one, hoping for the best. And if you've been retreating, you got like a three-star group that's just really just buttfucks. Better weapons, better tactics. They shoot faster, better more accuracy. accurately. They they cool down faster, uh, reload faster. Anything and everything you can imagine, they're just better and bigger. Um, this, this is this is quite an endorsement. I was I've been on the border about checking that out. Um, I love Relic. It's Relic, right? It's Company Heroes. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. really quick to pick up because you're not you don't have to all of a sudden be like, all right, how many workers do I put on wood? How many do I put on gold? How many do I you don't have to learn all that bullshit. It's just like aggress aggression and uh, a few units, and that's about it. Build orders don't matter because it's all reactive. It's a really fun game. Yeah. But yeah. Got, I want to, to talk about your real life, though. My real life? Yeah. I, I share got, this with all my fans too yeah, often. RL. Yeah. You got married, huh? I did. I did. Do so you want how long was the engagement? Uh, let's see. About six months, a little less. Okay. I like that. Right up the middle. Smash mouth wedding, right? No fucking around. You go so, from I mean, point A to point B. Five and a half years. No zigzag into the sidelines. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like the decision's been made, right? Like in the sense, no, not necessarily that it has to go to marriage, but I mean, we're happy with each other. We've had a great relationship, and uh, there's a lot of benefits to being married. So uh, we did a courthouse wedding, a fairly low key affair, pretty quick. Uh, you'd go like two days before, get your documents filled out, and then you go and do it. And a relatively bored kind of state official kind of walks you through the whole process. He, he doesn't seem that impressed. He's got like five before you, ten after you. you know? No, he had a gay guy right before. That was the story. You're just trying to make No, why are you doing this? It's not hip. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it was actually, it ended up being really nice. You know, we spent the whole day together, went out, you know, before and after, and just my brother came into town afterwards. We've been celebrating kind of individually with different family members from, it was, it was, the whole thing has been really, really nice. Great, man. Congratulations. You hear, these, you hear these horror stories of like these weddings that are just like ridiculous and the planning and everyone's stressed out for a year going into it. And I'm just like, that's really not my style. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it went, yeah, went so, really I don't I, think, in, in the I planning don't of my wedding, I didn't even know where it was. And, and everyone seemed to be happy with this arrangement. Like, because I worked a lot, right? I was going to school at night. If I were, yeah, I was going to school at night, I think. And um, I had a, a full time and a half job. I used to commute like three or four hours a day, depending on whether or not it was a school night. 
and there's this wedding planning to be happening. And my wife is like, you know, do you want like red or white flowers? And I'm like, I want you to decide. I would, yeah. Everything, everything. Day of wedding, I needed directions to the church. I didn't know a damn thing. <laughs> There's a, a, friend, a friend of ours makes a joke and he calls it, make it so. And that's like when you get those type of questions, that's the response because you don't care. <laughs> yes. You know, red or white, like what was it? I don't even remember. Napkins? Woody, with your wedding, mm-hmm. did you decide on anything? Was anything well, your decision? It's a courthouse wedding. So um, there's, there's, you know, oh, I was talking oh, about Woody, Woody though. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I wanted to like the DJ too. I mean, she picked him oh, and found okay. him and I kind of approved. The DJ is, so I have a preference for DJ over band. I respect either decision, but I like DJ. I like to have every song and every, you know, I feel like an average available. DJ really? kills an average band. But yes. if you get a good band, if you especially if you get a tribute band, like if you get like a Billy Joel tribute band or something mm-hmm. like that, you got something fun like that, that'd be really cool. <laughs> but I'm going to agree with you. Like average DJ beats average band Our every DJ time. DJ was off the hook. He brought prop like so what we wanted was a party. I wasn't looking like it was we were fairly young when we got married, 22-ish or something, you know, 23. Yeah. So um, so we were down to dance. We were down to have a great time, you know, friends that I, I didn't see all the time, you know, had all gathered in town, and we just rocked the house, right? Like all kinds of dancing, all kinds of fun stuff. It's like Footloose. <laughs> just cut the rug. And, and I danced all night. Um, at, at par- I'm very good at parties because I'm not afraid to dance and I'm not particularly good at it. And that's exactly what you want. And- I've seen this in action. He's not kidding. Uh, <laughs> right out there. He's, he's taken my dates before and is just right out there and dance with Oh, yeah. And, if and Kyle's I can not dancing. Embarrassment in everyone's eyes. And I'm just like, ah, oh, this is great. Yeah, this and me too. Right? I'm having a good time. Kyle's date's having a good time. If those yeah. fucking wallflowers are cringing, they can suck a dick because yeah. we're out there enjoying ourselves. And <laughs> the care. That's, to that's be fair, one for situation some where you. Use... Reason. Sorry, go on, Taylor. Oh, that, that was one because Woody rants on cringe uh-huh. and sometimes I a lot of the time I disagree with you and I will say you're saying that's not cringe but that is cringe you're 100% right with this people who stand to the side and kind of like oh, oh can you believe they're doing that it's like yeah they're they're here having fun I would never go to a bowling alley and just look at people with derision like oh, <laughs> fucking idiots you think you're gonna make a career out of this like no <laughs> No, just just enjoy, let people have fun. Who cares if you're bad at dancing? I mean, he is an award-winning dancer, so he's got. I have that. Yeah. He's got nothing to prove out there. They, <laughs> yeah, and Obama got a big set up here. <laughs> it's like so simple too. to me. Like, I hate dancing, but on some on some level, like it doesn't matter that I hate it because every girl I've ever dated loves it. And that doesn't mean yeah. that I wish to do that every moment, but if the opportunity is there where like that's going to happen, you know, you just suck it up. You swallow the fact it, that you can't dance for shit, and you go have a good time with it. And I'm so. good at weddings because I turn wallflowers into dancers. You know, when I go, if the dance floor is empty, don't give a fuck. Here I come, bitches. More room for me. And uh, I can just bust bigger moves on an empty dance floor until you crowd it with me. And you're uh, just throwing bows out there by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, guys. It's part of the strategy. Like, the overall embarrassment of the room, they have to cover him up. Get around him. People on the floor. The the video that you tweeted out, a little sneak peek of, did you, has that one went up yet? Yes, that, that. that would be Wednesday's video. For people I don't have a good reception. Do you have you seen it, Taylor? I saw the, the small clip. I couldn't bear any more. I've only that. seen the small clip. Do you as guys well. want to group watch it? I can. I would love that. All I right. would love it. If you're not watching is, my I, vlog, there's nothing well. I want more than to watch this. So, <laughs> if you're out there and you've never seen uh, Risky Business with uh, Tom Cruise, it's crucial, crucial 
for the uh, the enjoyment of Woody's clip that he's about to show, that you pause our show right now and you go and just click Tom Cruise Risky Business Dance Scene. And then you'll, in, in like three minutes, not only do you get to see Tom Cruise dancing and, and having a great time, it's a good scene, but you'll, you'll get the joke. <laughs> you'll fully appreciate what I've done in, in my replication. You'll get the joke. You'll get all the nuance. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor. All right. Um, oh, let me link it. Now, there is about 30 seconds of setup, and I, I'd oh, love to watch that, too. I love that, yeah. 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 So just pause at zero, and, and oh, we'll set up the scene. Some nice luggage you got there. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Filthy? I think so, yep. On play. Ready, set, play. Shit, I didn't hit... Can, can we start over? I, yeah. All right, so I have... At the beginning about no here's what happened, here's what happened. So I've got my screen on the left where there's a YouTube video, and then on the right I have, like, what's capturing. So I clicked on the picture of the video and not the video itself, and I'm like, what is happening? All right, are we back at zero? I'm glad we got the whole process. <laughs> Ready, set, play. Off they go. That's where Chiz lived. Jackie and the kids are off to visit her mother. So for the next nine or 10 days, I'm going to be all alone. What to do? Envy my calves, bitches. Envy my calves. What are those words you use? Are they cringeworthy? Oh. oh, what uh, what kind of underwear is that you're wearing there, Woody? Me undies. Is it? <laughs> it is. Excellent. <laughs> Award-winning dancing. You're seeing it I right here. I think it's here. aggravating that that guy lives in that house. <laughs> <laughs> So I have All right, that's enough. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I like I like that. <laughs> what do you say after that? I really There's enjoy. It. That's, that's funny. That's that's really fucking funny. I like that yeah. a lot. I like, I like how you have every microphone in existence, and you go with the axe. <laughs> so in the in the movie he used a candlestick and I looked for that but all we have are like Yankee candles and that would be stupid. So um <laughs> holding a large girthy candle. Oh, come on. It'd be that a yeti, would be stupid. right? Only that part? The rest of that like, the rest of that just floats by. Exactly. Like, I didn't want to look dumb. So yeah. <laughs> So why not go all the way with the Yankee candlestick? <laughs> so that would be I actually yeah, now I'm on Filthy's page. That would have been funny if you're holding a nice French vanilla, you know, three by five candle. <laughs> so um I really enjoyed that. I, I, I've been saving that all week. Uh, I'm glad we watched it watched it here together. Um, so you just went away for two days and took back-to-back -to -back daily classes um, on the paramotoring stuff. That's right. Filthy for your information. Uh, paramotoring, basically uh, you, you strap a motor and a big uh, propeller onto your back. Very, like, small system. It doesn't weigh much. And you tow behind you a really large wing-shaped parachute. And you take flight 
pretty quickly, and you're able to fly like a hundred miles in this thing at like a relatively slow uh, uh, speed. speed. Yeah. You're able to go really high in it, and you don't need a pilot's license. And so Woody has bought one of these contraptions, and he is <laughs> going through the process of training to become an airman, as we have come to, to call him. And uh, just how much? Little... How much was the flying machine again that you purchased? You know, I think you know, and you're just making fun of me. I, I think it was three easy payments of thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's uh, right. The, the, um, I want to <laughs> say the flying. Let's just wrap it up. The flying machine and the lessons and everything combined was something like twelve and a half thousand. Yeah. Said. Um, and yeah, so I've had five lessons so far. One of them was full on ground school. It was actually a rainy day, so it was just all academic stuff. And four days like out in the field, learning to to handle this wing. Um, at the risk of repeating myself. It's really all about the ground skills. It's about getting it over your head, controlling it, being able to make sure that things don't go fluttering around. The flying, I'm told, I haven't done it yet, is easy. It's all about being able to control the wing while you're on the ground. And I'm getting damn good at that. Good enough that um, now when I do it, they make me wear the motor. And, is there uh, any part of you that, that is tempted to be like, you know what? Maybe I'll go home and I'll just fly a little. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just fly. Maybe I'll get six feet off the ground. I'll fly across my yard. Woody's got a very large yard. You know, one end to the other, and then I'll no 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 no. So that's <laughs> called bunny hops, and it's the next step, right? There was a chance that I was going to get that done today. I can this. I think this is going to be a hit. My question stands: Have are you tempted to go bunny hopping yeah. on the estate? So what it is is when I kite the wing with a motor on i'm successful about two-thirds of the time right sounds good to me and then the other third you're like <laughs> ah would have wrapped up the wing and the propeller and fucked all this up you know like like and, and then if that happens i don't know what other like does that also yank me to the ground or, or whatever so um for a great video it, it's it's more like next time i kite with the motor on if i'm starting to approach like 100 percent success rate then that temptation gets even stronger. But as it is, I feel like my instructor has been appropriately moving me from milestone to milestone. Mm -hmm. So so what's the ETA on flight? I, I, I'm always too aggressive with my timelines. I think there's a real chance I fly next time I'm out there. And are you what's done standard number? In the sense of, uh, are you done paying? Are they going to give you instructions until you can fly? Or yeah, is this like so he's actually changing his business model on that. We're the last class with this deal. But I kind of get, if I'm that slow a learner, I have lifetime lessons. There are people coming back from last year who just, like, don't get it. But um, the next batch is going to be, like, you get 12 lessons. If you don't pick it up within 12 lessons, let's talk about more money. Yeah, then maybe you shouldn't be in the air. You know? <laughs> well, what's <laughs> happening is people are taking, like, four courses, dropping out, but they've got lifetime courses, so they come back the next year and they're like starting over, but they're starting over at day one. And he's he's, he's finding out that this deal he set up was kind of unfair to him. You just tell him to kiss his ass. That's probably the best uh, cure for that. Um, but I'm looking forward to you taking to the air. Uh, that's going to be really cool. I, I'm looking forward to the videos that come from that. Next thing I wanted to talk about. And maybe, with the drone, Kyle, as he's flying around in that. It's funny you should mention that. Um, the thing about and, and maybe we should do a little Google research right now, but I, mm -hmm. I but but Kitty was just telling me that that her friend is getting his pilot's license so that he can continue to use his drone commercially. So 
I think that they are going to force anyone who's using their drone commercially and you YouTubers out there, that means you, um, to, uh, to get a pilot's license. The, uh, um, I, I don't know what that means exactly, pilot's license, because you know, what are you going to be certified on? Do you have to pass uh, the written test or do I have to take a Cessna up and fucking pass? Um, I, 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 went, I looked into what it takes to become a pilot once and get a, get a pilot's license. They told me it was going to cost me $5,000, um, and I don't know how many weeks it was, and there was a, a lot of paperwork. There was two or three manuals and a, and a, couple, and a lot of literature, and a lot of, uh, there was about $500 worth of stuff you just had to purchase to, 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 to do the thing. Um, so it's, it's a big deal becoming so a pilot. Kyle has experience with the ATF defining commercial like pretty broadly, right? Yeah, if you're if you're earning money from it, it's commercial use. Yeah. Yeah. Thus far, the FAA has not been as big a douchebag. Um, you know, for example, just filming or photography or something. Uh, like, and I, I know this from paramotors too. I, I can't use my paramotor commercially, but the way that I use it, like I film every day and just film also this, isn't considered commercial by the FAA. Hmm. So they like. It's it's a it'll get tested someday to see whether like a YouTuber is a commercial pilot, but we'll we'll find out. I mean, this person he is. seems to think so. So what yeah, type of like is. heights are you certified to with that? Like, is this just like how high will you be taking that thing? So it will go. I don't know, like twenty thousand feet high, but in America the limit is ten thousand feet. And okay. then what? Like like there's, like yeah, that's there's the no plane. And then the police to... pull you over. <laughs> <laughs> there's no uh, limit to how high you can flack. go when you're dying and floating into space because you got into a cloud suck. And just, <laughs> yeah, I, I and don't, you're gone. I know in Europe it's eighteen thousand feet. That's where I want to take some O2 is. with you. It's, it's a good idea. I actually that, I, was that, that Bob Gardner guy, Bob the uh, Gardner. the Red Bull guy who went like crazy to the edge of space and then you know did the the skydive. Didn't Richard yeah, Bryan was... do that? <laughs> some that's sort a of. Well, Richard Ryan did a Halo jump. That. That's, I don't remember. It, Richard yeah. Ryan did a Halo jump, which is like 35, 45,000 feet. I think he did his from 35,000, something like that. Don't quote me on that, but it's really fucking high. Maybe 40. Yeah. Um, but what Baumgartner, I think I'm pronouncing his name right, did, I'm just guessing, but it was like 80 or 100,000 feet. Was it? it was like was the edge of space. space. Yeah. Well, yeah like, God, that, that video stressed me out <laughs> watching it. My hands, I'm, just, I'm thinking about it right now, and it's making yeah. my hands sweaty because. I, I remember it was like trending on Twitter, like, oh, you know, Red Bull, highest, you know, skydive. And I'm like, oh, whatever. It's still going to be a skydive. And this dude's in a spacesuit, leaning out of a shuttle. 120,000 feet. And you see, like, the edge of the blue of our sky and then just the abyss. Black. It's black. Nothing. It's space. It's pretty yeah, neat. Because he's borderline, he's so you're like, which far. way does he go? Does he float off to space or come back to Earth? <laughs> that, that was honestly a thought of mine. Like, I'm like, what if they really mess this up? And he goes, ready? And he jumps. <laughs> <laughs> sucked into the vacuum of space. That's not how it happens, but whatever. That's how it works. <laughs> but that's what I when he jumps, you don't even realize for the first couple seconds that he's falling because he's so fucking high up there that your eyes can't even tell the perspective of it. It's like there's yeah. not anything close enough to... Wait a minute, the ground's not getting any closer. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets closer and closer, and it's like, this is so stupid. Like, what are you doing? He just dived out of the air from, from closer. Can I be honest? I didn't think what he did was brave at all. And I and I think, I, I I think for the for an equal amount of publicity, I would have done it too. And I think Woody would have as well. Because oh, yeah. here's how fun, here's fun. how that system worked. Here's how that system worked. He didn't have to. He literally didn't have to do shit. If he could, he could, he could have passed. It was it, everything was set up so he could just pass out 
and it would still work. He doesn't have to push a button. He doesn't have to jump, I don't think. Like, everything was going to work without him doing anything. He, he, he just has to jump. He has to fall. In a human size. They didn't make a small space. It was a balloon, you know. They floated him up there with a balloon. I, I meant his like, so body was wrapped in a, like a suit ship. If they're, you know, sure. And it, yeah, he just jumped out. He had oxygen in there. That's what's a bullshit, too. We'd have put a bunch of like coveralls and winter wear, like that shit I wore <laughs> to Colorado. We'd have put my go- my like paintball goggles on, some duct tape. Bunch of card yeah, hearts. This is little O2 canisters and a right? snorkel. Yeah, let's this is, break this his is fucking a, record. This is a YouTube audience. You guys, you guys have all. I mean, well, actually, I don't know about you, Taylor, but I know that Woody and, and Kyle, right? They made their careers on this, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, like, you guys are like criticizing this almost from like a production standpoint. You're kind of like, we could have done better. Like, we, you know, like, that's not that impressive. We would have got twice as many views and you know, twice as cool yeah. like outfits out there. But from, like, a technical perspective, it's still pretty damn that. cool. Like, like if you're gonna, if you're if you're trying to pimp Red Bull, if you're saying Red Bull's so goddamn hardcore, we go to space and come back for it. Then, like, as he was coming down, he should have been, first of all, it should have been a nosedive, <laughs> right? He shouldn't have just been, like, falling like a skydiver. He should have been, like, nosediving down like a superhero or maybe do a Superman, and he should have been on fire. He should, they should have, like, set him on fire so it looked like he was re-entering. I don't even know, you know if he like, can have fire in that low oxygen. Like, at 86,000 feet, can you make a fire? Well, I you could use an oxidizing compound or oxidizing fuel that, that makes its own oxygen. Or you could just, you know. So just have rocket boosters pointing in every direction. Oh, that'd be no awesome. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not every direction. Like, Iron Man it. shit, right? Like hands and feet. <laughs> <laughs> that would not work. Enter, I just, I think it worked in the Martian. Take that. I saw I think that. it's scarier almost. If what you're saying is true, that he could have just like passed out and still landed fine. Yeah. That's almost even scarier if he doesn't really have control over what's going on. And it's, it's just, some, it's, like, what if fucking Mahmood spills coffee on the server at the last second and it's just nothing. He's got, an altimeter. He's got an altimeter computer. It talks to his th- and it pulls the chute for him. I don't know the exact inner workings of it, but it's an altimeter that pulls the chute for him when he, when he hits the correct altitude to do so. So that way if he passes out because he ran out of oxygen or, I don't know, he had a panic attack or whatever, uh, you know, it does it for him. I, I just think didn't think brave. I, I, I disagree I, on that. I think I, mean, I, I don't know about brave. I mean, it, it's it's another. It's a calculated risk, right? Like, there's shit that uh, could go wrong with that. And if it goes wrong in that climate and that at that position, it's probably fatal. Maybe yeah. maybe not. Maybe the shoot pulls, but if the shoot fails or something. So in some sense, you're risking your life. And yeah, you know, if they have good equipment, good safety, you do that. You know, so ninety nine times. Let's ask this. Kyle has swung around from the bottom of a helicopter on like a safety strap. Who took the bigger risk? The guy in space. The guy in space, you say? Are you yeah. sure? Because I tied those knots. <laughs> I doubt that's true. Well, then actually, I don't even know. <laughs> like an RMI or something, some sort of rock climbing place. Mm-hmm. I got a hundred foot of rock. REI, thank you. Uh, it was the first and only time I've ever been thank there. And, and it was funny because like this very attractive um, like sales associate at REI is like suiting me up for my climbing gear, and she thinks I'm a rock climber, of course. So she's she's talking about the local spots where they climb, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you've been up to the Woodis Peak, and you get up on the Gnarl, you've been up on the Gnarl." And I'm just like, "We're gonna dangle me beneath a helicopter. Let's make sure that I'm not gonna fall out if I end up upside down." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh okay." And so, so we that. So we're in the store dangling me upside down. And I'm wiggling, trying to fall out. Um, and so we got there and parked the helicopter, landed it, and uh, just just tied it to the bottom of the 
landing things on the what helicopter. this great production value you guys were criticizing this last guy on? You just told me he parked the helicopter, tied a rope to it, and took off. That was your production well, value. Well, wait a minute. His previous production, production value was a bunch of card hearts. You <laughs> saying that fire needs to be on there, and then us realizing that your safety protocol is having purportedly a 17-year-old rock climber dangle you upside down as you kind of wiggle. Like that, that could have gone poorly. Oh. She went like this, and I wiggled, and my buddies kind of tugged on me, and I like it was oh, basically fail safe. Like if you point your knees, like I could, you know, I could wiggle out, but I'm not gonna fall out. I, we just wanted to achieve that, and the rope was gonna hold like I don't know how many pounds. It was absurd, though. It was mm -hmm. like all of us. Okay, we could all be held from this rope, and all of the things that we brought with us. Like, how like much everything was the rope. Do you remember? It was expensive, yeah. and you know the shitty thing. Um, I kept it coiled, and I put it with my climbing harnesses, and my cousin used it to fucking lasso some cattle or something, and it ended up getting, like, now like left yucky. out. Ruined. It was very expensive, like, and it was per foot. Yeah, yeah um, right? You know, and... Like and five dollars a foot, and you need a hundred feet or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, expensive rope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it was a, a $200 rope. That's probably excessive, but it... Hundred to two hundred dollars, somewhere in there, is what I paid for that rope, and it, I was not happy when it was misused. But it did—I I did trust my life to it one time. But yeah, I think what he did was, what I did was probably there was probably more risk involved. I, if I'm being completely honest, because we're in a helicopter, like helicopters crash a lot more than I don't know space balloons do, right? Yeah, I've I've yeah. never heard of a space balloon crash thus far. Hundred percent survival rate on those. How many people have gone up via space balloon? Is it is it a hundred percent success rate? <laughs> as far as I know, yeah, end of two. Actually, um, <laughs> Richard Branson's like crashed a couple of those things. Oh, well, then maybe the percentage isn't very good. Yeah, see, that's what you should have got it, gotten into, Woody. I bet it's much cheaper to make some sort of space balloon mm -hmm. than it is to to just to to get a paramotor. I but bet you could balloon has for, like, to be. Grand. You don't choose where you land on that. Earth. That's all that matters at that point. <laughs> that is. <laughs> You know, well, you're looking at Otherwise, you, know, you might get sucked out. Could be like I don't know, Venus, right? <laughs> Cloud suck. Oh. <laughs> Boy, I just hope I get back to Earth. I don't care where I am. That yeah, would... that would be stressful to be in a. Well, well you could combine the two. Than a hot air balloon, or is this? Because I don't yeah. know what a space balloon is. You could do the space balloon with one guy with a rope tied to his leg. A hot air balloon, typically, of course, you heat the air. The space balloons, they use a, an air that's lighter than air, like helium or something. Yeah, and I don't just know what gas is and, and you just float. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> float away. It's just as high as you can go. And that would people. be the scariest part of that trip, is floating upwards with just a balloon that you're hoping there's no, you know, gutsy sparrows flying overhead. <laughs> <laughs> going to ruin your fucking day before you can even jump from space. But. Uh, there have been amateurs who have done that, you know, like like this guy, obviously Red Bull's behind him. God knows how many millions of dollars in research, mm -hmm. development and shit. <clears throat> the suit looked legit. I mean, so I feel like, the, you know, the, the balloons were attached well. That would be my first concern, right? Did we tie the knots good? Um, and then my now wiggle around a little bit. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, they figured out what gases to use. So I'm sure all that was safe. But there are people who. I think, like, is it, or is it just the... Uh, um, yeah, like a, it's literally a hobby. It is, it's one that they compare, like, the paramotor web pages are like, hey, you know, here's other things, paragliding, paramotoring, like... Balloon chairs. Balloonism. Balloon yeah, <laughs> there's a name for it, but it, it's pretty much lawn chairs and balloons. And there are people who there do that people, as their hobby. They should call them loons. Oh, that's perfect. I was thinking <laughs> that. There have been people who have gotten, like, sucked up into those currents and died. And there are people who have, like, gotten blown out to sea and never seen again. <laughs> I can't 
can't imagine that the kind of person who would buy a hot air balloon could even summon the emotion to get that aggravated. It just seems like excitable people wouldn't go hot air ballooning. They go flying. So they'd just be floating off to sea like, oh, dear. You ever done it? Uh, have I ever done it? No. It's scary. I, I, I did it as a kid. And something about the way it works and, and how, I, I don't know, there's no control. You're just up. Up and follow the wind. It it was I, I didn't care for it very much, but yeah, I've done it uh, a long time ago as a kid, maybe eight, something like that. Maybe I wouldn't be afraid of it now, but I don't know. Even now, like the thing that I that that, that makes me so calm and collected in a helicopter or, or a plane is that like yeah, we go that way or we go this way or we can go up or we can go down or yeah, we can land right now. But in that thing, well, you go you just it's just up and down, huh? Yeah, and it doesn't feel like when you're in a plane. There's like you know that that metal around you is gonna crumble like a can if it hits the ground, but there's an illusion of like I'm inside, I'm okay, like, it's all right. You know, I couldn't punch through this, like whatever. <laughs> but you're in a balloon and you're basically in a you know on sale basket from Pier One, floating yeah. 600 feet in the air, and there's no control. If it goes poorly, uh, you're just up there. When I was six years old, a hot air balloon crashed on my dad's property. And they had to like bring ambulances out to like treat the people and everything. So maybe that's in my head. Um, and two years later, you said eight. You were doing a yeah. We went ballooning. up and had our balloon. You're like yeah. two years later. Like you know what we should do? We should do ballooning. After what's yeah. so well for these idiots? I've looked yeah. it up. <laughs> it's called lighter than air. That's the category of a bunch of balloons and strings. Lighter than air flying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Heavier than air flying wasn't a very successful endeavor. For that's me. how everyone else does it. That's <laughs> yeah, that's what planes that's are. Driving. Yeah. No, airplanes <laughs> are heavier than air. Paramotors. Everything's heavier than air, with the exception of like balloons and maybe zeppelins. Uh, uh and, and what do they call them? Um, rigid airships. Hmm. I said zeppelin. I think like, that's yep, an, they're the two that's, names of the same thing. Uh, a, there's some difference between a, a zeppelin and a blimp, but they're both rigid airships. Way past my area of expertise here. Mm. I'm the foggiest. Of the oh, so none of us know anything about this, but we all very original. You know, did you see the um, the world's shortest skydive that Slim Jim did right afterward? <laughs> no. Slim this... Jim put a guy in a suit and they dangled him an inch and a half off the ground like this, <laughs> and then they dropped him in the world's shortest <laughs> skydive. Which I, guess, I thought I guess, brilliant I, marketing. You know, because they don't have time to to be doing all that. They're, they they just gotta snap into a slim gym, get back to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's I had a slim gym since I remember I really liked those when I was like seven one? or eight, and I had another one like a year and a half ago. And I don't know if I just got a bad gym, but <laughs> no, holy shit, that was the foulest faux meat <laughs> I've ever let pass I've my lips. Never eaten one. Of would be if you got a good gym, because <laughs> I've. I remember the last time I had one. It was at the baseball concession stand when I was 11 years old, and I've never had one again since because that was the biggest waste of 75 cents of my life. <laughs> that shit, it's greasy and oily, but dried out at the same time. Like, how do it's you hard to pull that, that off. What they should have done. You know how they had, like, I know the difference between things? a Zeppelin and a blimp. I oh. looked it up. I, so a blimp is not rigid. It is basically a Zeppelin-shaped balloon that you can steer and stuff. A Zeppelin is a rigid airship that's also lighter than air, but that's, okay. it has a frame. I suppose they use helium in those now, right? Cause yes, because the hydrogen's got that whole Hindenburg thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Humanity! <laughs> that's, that was awful, though. You know, you watch that. Not and they all hydrogen. You know. No. no. What was that? 
<laughs> there's an archer where like the whole time archer keeps helium yeah, is dangerous he doesn't yeah. know it's not explosive so every so so people like light a cigarette and he like slaps this man <laughs> like, god damn it don't make me tell you again you he's just like slaps the shit out of this guy <laughs> everybody's like it's helium we've been through this three times already <laughs> i can't believe that that fail safe of just putting hydrogen in there got through you know, like that's the kind of mistake that I can't imagine them making even once. Like back, they, they knew, knew hydrogen was flammable. Yeah, yeah, they knew. <laughs> it was just lighter and cheaper than uh, any of the other light gases. Kyle, yeah, it escapes me. What are the two gases in a oxy oxyacetylene? That's what I'm going for. Acetylene and ox. I was. What are the two gases in an oxyacetylene torch? Once <laughs> I remembered the name of it, it all came back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know helium is like a limited quanti- uh, quali- um Yes. Like, like, the planet's going to run out of helium, and no one seems concerned about this. I was talking to my gas guy about this the other day. I was like, you know, they tell me, because I was buying a big bottle of helium, and it's very expensive compared to all the other gases. Like, I buy a lot of gases, and a bottle of helium, like, this big, um, like, this big around, and, like, I don't know. At you could use three, feet. Okay. Two, two feet, two and a half feet tall. Um, I know the bottle. It was a couple hundred bucks. It was, it was a couple hundred bucks, something like that. Whereas I can get like a huge tank of acetylene for like eighty dollars or something what like that. What helium for? Um, I I I'm I, I'm using helium balloons to make the explosive balloons float off the ground. So, I don't, uh, no, don't mute yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be too reasonable. Hey, he gets murdered right now. We need to hear it. Hear the. What are you doing in my house? Oh, I'm just a bit confused. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> I'm standing my ground. I'm standing my ground. Please, my wife, she's hurt, she's hurt outside. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> bang. I don't know you. <laughs> That's my my purse. We're talking about King of the Hill, right? <laughs> That's my purse, like right before this. Oh, while he's gone, give your quick idea about uh, Woody and King of the Hill. Oh, Woody is a lot like King of the Hill, uh, like like um, Hank from King of the Hill because of the woodworking stuff. And you, uh, there was I was watching an episode where Hank doesn't have anything to do; he's off work for two weeks, and uh, he doesn't have anything to do. And it, I was like, "This is Woody! Like he's wanting to cut cut his grass a second time." That's the other thing. Hank Hill's super obsessed with cutting his grass; it's a huge deal and part of his life. Um, but but he has all the kids over to do like a wood shop thing, um, and, and he, he's like, "Well." I only have three sanders, so you'll have to take turns. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's funny. He's the guy who only has three sanders. Like, the more and more I watch King of the Hill, and, like, I watched as a kid, but I'm, like, catching up to it now, and I'm getting all the, like, adult jokes, I guess. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that's so much like Woody. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you're going to collect quotes in uh, some oh, yeah. sort of research method. You know, I, put the, I put the closed captions on. And I pause it when he when a good quote gets up there that I think um, you couldn't tell the difference if that was a Woody quote or a Kill quote like like it's up in the air and I'm gonna play a game where I ask contestants do you think this is a Woody quote or a Hank Hill quote and uh, it's gonna take me a, maybe a week to compile these because I'm literally snapping pictures with my phone and like saving each one but good Honestly, stuff. Honestly, I think I'd get if you ask like 20 questions, I bet I can get like 15, 14, 15 of them right. Maybe. Be surprised. Hey, that would be a good thing to do. You about could do it on the, the podcast uh, here. Let me. Yeah, hang on. Let me let me get a, let me get another one here. I've got. What's the topic? So basically, <laughs> while you're looking for it, 
uh, Kyle was talking to me before the show saying, I've been watching King of the Hill recently. Uh, he just explained this, so I'll do it quickly. Uh, he's looking for quotes from Hank Hill that are basically indifferentiable from what you would say because he is also so into tools and whatnot and has, like, the whole, oh, I only have, you know, four oh. jackhammers syndrome. <laughs> so I have to, like, pass them around and share. But, uh, yeah, then we're going to have to guess and see who can discern what's the Woody quote and what's the Hank Hill quote. You'll be paid in experience, and that's tax-free. Is that a Woody quote or a Hank Hill quote? It'll be like that. It'll be fun. Hmm. That's I think I will nail those. I oh, you don't get to play. <laughs> <laughs> you to play your own quote. This game. is the game. But it's only Taylor gets to play then, because you're gonna have made them, Kyle. It's gonna be whoever poor guest is on that. And that the week guess, will get yeah, that. And the yeah, guess, and then Taylor. That'll be it. Oh, and I think that Woody should be able to answer last, so that we can see if we can beat you on one of your own. <laughs> no, if it was one of his quotes that he didn't remember. So, so I'm having to watch a lot of King of the Hill and a lot of PK to, to get you this. Have to, you have but to throw some in. Far. The experience yeah, one, like, that wasn't uh, me, right? No, that was Hank Hill. Yeah, good. You'll be paid an experience, and that's tax-free. We need a couple of, like, softball ones, too, where you'll be like, all right, who's this? Fuck Robin Williams. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, was that Coward! Die in a fire. Yeah, die in a fire. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, I'm sorry about the pizza thing. I raced straight home to try to get PKA to start as, as close to on time as possible. What kind of pizza did you get? Um, it's some like trial thing, like mushroom Swiss or something. Uh, that sounds terrible. A trial thing? Like, like you know how like Wendy's will have that jalapeno sandwich for a limited time. That's what I should have uh, said, limited time. And I saw it and thought like, oh, that one. I don't know. I'm just try not to pay too much attention. That's not how I shop for pizza. I'm very regimented in my my pizza selection. You know, it depends on the people I'm with, but well, that's only because I'm courteous. The people who just like demand they need cheese pizza. Fuck you. That's rude. Like you can deal with a couple toppings and pick it off. Okay. Like, if there's a big group, deal with it. Dude, Get a supreme. So my flight instructors from uh, Germany, and they have like a stricter kind of dinner culture. Like here, of course, like you don't put your elbows on the table, right? But if I see elbows on the table, like so long as you're not like prison guarding your food, and like I don't really notice or care. Like you know, it's chill about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, these guys, like, like we're out at a restaurant, and they see people not using the knife in the left hand and the fork in the right, and they're like, oh, you know, in Germany, that would be considered very rude. And it's like, really? Like, you're giving me shit about my knife hand? Um, the, oh, I, I brought my camera. And and real they quick, said, though, about the Catilli <laughs> or, like, uh, manners thing. When I was a kid, or not a kid, I guess I was a young adult, like 12, 13, they had this thing called Cotillion. Uh, it's mainly popular in, like, the Midwest and the South. I don't know if you had, like, a cotillion thing you had to go to, Kyle, where you basically learn, like, proper eating etiquette and, like, how to swing dance and a bunch of shit that it, it, I just, I, I hated it. I hated it, but I was, like, 13, so I had no control over my life. And, like, every Wednesday after school uh, at, like, 6, I'd have to go and hang out with a bunch of people my own age who didn't want to be there except for a couple of girls. And this old hag woman would stand there and lecture us on the proper way to consume bread and soup and how to use napkins uh one of the things god what was it that was so fucking bananas they told yeah i got scolded during our like trial dinner i guess because they took us out to like a fucking marriott and gave us bad spaghetti to watch us eat it does I anyone guess. else realize what a ridiculous fucking rich kid problem this is like oh man let me tell you about finishing school <laughs> you know it was <laughs> they taught me to swing totally... dance and i'd rather not have 
Yeah, that's what it was. But it was just knowing that like I could be home playing video games, I could be playing street hockey, I could be you know at the ice rink or doing anything else. But no, I'm sitting here getting berated by this 62-year-old bitter single woman because I cut my food like this and then I eat with the same hand. You're apparently not supposed to do that. That's a European oh. style of eating. What you're supposed to do is cut your food in the American style, then set your knife down facing you with the blade on the top of your plate, then you invert your handle on your fork, scoop it up and eat it, and then you pick it up again and do that whole dance of eating. So and that's nonsense. Filthy, you did you hate finishing school as much as Taylor did? Finishing school? What the fuck is finishing school? <laughs> Why would I ever and, have gone and to then that? Then I, I found out my trust fund wasn't... <laughs> How were allocution lessons? Were they, were they tough? Yeah. Uh, my violin lessons? Allocution. So, allocution. Uh, yeah, very tough. Not as, not as tough as the violin, though. Is that a I pronunciation take, take thing? Uh, allocution. Kitty had to take the allocution lessons. Hmm. No, I didn't. I, that was like the only silly thing like that I had to do because I really made it clear to my mom. Because she was into it. And so she was like one of the moms that would stay and watch the whole thing and be like out there in the foyer. Like, Christ. oh, man. He's, 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 he's a strange he's, species. Another, yeah, another thing. You're, you can't take your whole roll and just butter your roll and eat it like people do. No, you're supposed to tear off individual pieces like a Somalian child who hasn't eaten in days just trying to hold like, oh, a little bit. And then you butter each individual piece. I got to say, I know all this stuff just, just by obser observation. Like, like that's, that's how I've noticed that, you know, people do do it. Most of the time, it seems like the proper way to do it. Like I don't, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't be like, oh, let me make sure I put my knife, the you know, blade up on the center of the table facing me. But like, I know that I should put my knife down before I, you know, I didn't the know the facing me part, and I didn't know the tearing the bread part. I did yeah, know which hands so. to use, and of course I hold it properly. But uh, I could see my knife not facing thing. me. I think yeah. I've known zero of these things so far. Putting your knife, think, and honestly, my life has been better off not knowing these. What kind of barbarian are you? What do you just pick the and steak up and take a honk out? Sometimes I put my elbows in the table. <laughs> I find it a very good place for my elbows. Ah. Yeah, and they told me to chew with my mouth closed and to wear deodorant and. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thought that was silly. Putting down your knife when you're eating a steak is nonsense. You're gonna need it right afterward. And I don't want to cut up my entire steak and then eat it in little bits like I'm a child. That's you actually a thing to too. Yourself. That's not uh, proper. You need to cut it's a piece. Not, yeah. yeah, you cut a piece, you eat that piece. Don't go cutting your whole just, thing like some savage and then eat it. There's no rationale behind this. Though. This is this is just a social norm. This is someone's. Yeah, that I, one's actually just less point, efficient. Yeah, yeah, someone at some point has sat down, and be like, this is the way that you know, air, yeah. you know, the, the people of breeding and quality do it. So yeah. why the fuck do I give a shit about this? <laughs> like, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, like, and, and it just it's but it, it blows your mind that stuff like this is taught and like taught to children as something that they should aspire to and be worried about and be reprimanded for because it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, it's some it's like a West Egg bourgeois thing that they saw like new money coming in. They're like fuck, they're they're infiltrating. How about we eat really weird and and confuse them and shame them for it? And they're like that's good, that's good. We're, we're all I gonna think it's do that. so that you can pick them out. Oh look look at look at Francois over there. No one ever taught him how to use his knife. Keep an eye on him. He's not one of us. I think is it's it more like money? that. So I get that old money is the prestige money, right? Generations of class, you know, in your heritage. But is it new money the better money? Because new money to me means they earned it. Like it depends. If you have, or they won money, the lottery. But let's say it's not the lottery. But if you have new money, that means like you're a man of accomplishments. Right? If you inherited it, if you're old money, then you are just born into privilege. You're probably a, a shit. 
What if we can flip that around though? What if new money is you know a product of a circumstance and you might be lucky? It doesn't have to be lottery lucky. It could be right time, right place style lucky, or like you know even right time, right place money. Let, let's take Mark Cuban, awesome. right? Mark Cuban had that like he put radio or something on the internet that broadcast thing made a billion dollars. Dude, that's a man of accomplishment. You know, I'm not saying that he could like if it wasn't that it would have been some other billionaire dollar idea. No, he probably was like a combination of luck, skill, and, you know, the opportunity. I was, like, I was thinking more of, like, the actions rather than, like, the way they get there. Like, old money, in my head, it's someone who, you know, drives a 1998 nice Lincoln that's still in good shape. They like it, and they just like driving it around. You know, in 2016, maybe it's, like, a 2004, some nice luxury car. But they take care of it. New money is a new fucking, you know, Escalade every eight months or every nine months when the new model comes out or whatever and you get the big gaudy rims and it's all like in your face you know that's like i was thinking more like the behavior i I hear you and and like in that part of it i do like the older car guy more but that new guy who bought the escalade like he might have and let's assume that he this is a wealthy guy right not a guy who likes spent his last penny on those rims I, he probably did something that's worthy of your respect, you know, to oh, get in that position. How much did they make for Facebook? Is that worthy of my respect? Yes. Really? Uh, for making Facebook, it is, I, yeah. I think. You don't I think, think that we, that we, consume, total... we consume a lot of dumb shit and a lot of shit that I don't think is particularly valuable in any way. And just because people buy it and pay for it and make you rich does not make that a Making product f- that is valuable. Dude, just say Facebook the, like, real is quick, insanely complicated, right? New like, money... It, it, oh. If you make a website and you'd be lucky to serve, you know, a couple thousand people, Facebook serves millions. What they did there requires PhD level engineering. Like that is a a very impressive product, even if you think that it doesn't bring like great social worth. But you can have impressive technical achievements that are not particularly valuable, like I don't want to say morally, but potentially from like making society better or something, right? You can have very expensive, very complicated, essentially toys. Right, right, sure. Facebook, Facebook might be the best one. Broadcast, yeah. broadcast system we have on this whole planet. Like, if you needed to send an emergency out to as many humans as possible right now, and you only wanted to use one, I'm dying. Avenue, Ten likes. You, you might <laughs> update on Facebook real quick. Asteroid inbound, duck and cover, motherfuckers. Like, like that might be how you do it to get hit the yeah. most people uh, as quickly as possible. It is very impressive, but I see your point there. Yeah, it's it's probably not the. We, we probably could have focused all that time and energy into doing something more fruitful for mankind. I it would have been point, better, but better, I don't better, like it. Because I, I feel like it's, you know, like, oh, yeah, Facebook. It's not that cool. You know, way do you do something cool. really I mean, cool. Come on, we play video games on the internet, right? Yeah. Like, we're, why are we passing judgment on the creators of Facebook? Because what you're, what the, the argument That's that you're jealous. making or the suggestion that you're making is that any of these, anyone who's made money is therefore done some, who's made new money, this, this the discussion, right? Is, well, is somehow that worth worthy of respect just because they've made that money? And I don't agree with that. And the anyone thing I, I is a bit of a straw man there. I mean, but what I'm saying is that you know, if we look at the old money and the new money, it's quite likely that the new money person made that, right? They did something. They, they, they might run some plumbing business with 75 trucks and manage to keep that all cooking. They might have, I don't know, invented the best water filter system in all of West Virginia. They, they, they probably did something there. Yeah, but this that is they we can just say they might have sold uh, like, truck balls or something. You know, well, they might have they might have <laughs> gave mortgages at terrible rates or whatever the fucking you know they they might have caused the economy to crash by screwing people out of their hard earned money. Like 
the mm. fact that they have money doesn't mean that they made that in some way that's worth it. Okay, but if you're making a new versus old money argument, the old money people might have done that as well. Like, that's not an argument, you know, that well, no, favors no, one over the I, other. I, don't know I feel like there, I think that I introduced the old money, new money. I introduced it as a behavior thing to explain, like, they act differently, and that might be the reason that difference in behavior in why old money people don't like new money people because they feel like they're being encroached on. It's not that one's better or worse. I was saying that, that might explain like, why old money don't like new money as much. I follow old that. Old money don't like new money because they're, because they they don't have the breeding. They they they're, they're they they don't have as much class it, because the people who have who have been who have established wealth through generations have a have a way of doing things and, and they associate with a certain group of people and all of a sudden you've got some guys coming in with camo hats worth a billion dollars and they, and they they look at that guy and they're like he's not one of us that's the end of the story that's what it is uh, you're completely right but I, and, and there's a part of me that I like old money behavior a lot but if I were to pick you know like which group did something you know the inheritance group or the group that wears camo hats like duck dynasty right they've got Excuse me. I'm, excuse me. I'm told Duck Dynasty has like tons of money, right? Those guys made tons. They wear uh, those camel hats, so you'll keep buying those duck calls. By the way, those guys are right. crazy like a fox. Like, the, yeah. the, look at the pictures of them before that show. They don't have beards and camo hats. They got polos. They're clean shaven, wearing suits and shit. Those guys have college educations. Those, that's a smart group of guys. Or, or you, They're just putting on accents and selling duck calls. Yeah. To or, or the American <laughs> Chopper guys, right? The American <laughs> Chopper guys, they Paulie and Paul Senior making the motorcycles. They might seem like you know, oh, you don't want, them. but dude, they they made a thing there. Like they did created that, they marketed it, that suddenly their t shirts and hats are on everybody. Like, yeah, you know, maybe they use too many curse words, but I respect what they accomplished. Yeah, I I do too. It's just it and it is easy to undercut any kind of achievement that's not directly beneficial to people where it's like, Oh, oh, you know, the fucking Kardashians, you know, the, you don't deserve all that and it's like yeah maybe you don't like but the world's not fair and they do entertain a number of people and the advertisers who pay to advertise while they are on there pulling in eyes they clearly earn some of that money you know purell fucking hand sanitizer isn't gonna come advertise with me i don't deserve those millions of dollars from fucking pampers or she's whatever. done something to keep people so i don't have um i've never seen the kardashians really it's a slippery slope it's not on my tv kardashian but it, it's entertainment, and they're providing a service that is being consumed. Yeah, so and at everyone's the end of the day, like, it can be as dumb as you want. They're still they are earning that money, well, even if it's different kinds of value. You've got to be clear on that. You know, there's different kinds of value, and we're talking purely about marketing value. We're talking about sure. how marketable a a a false. And, and I don't disagree with any of that. Like the, the, point, the point, the particular point that bothered me, the point that I really disagree with is the the fact that it is necessarily a valuable or meaningful contribution just because they they have made wealth in some way they've done something to make wealth there's no arguing about that they've well, well, they they it again though yeah. like i didn't say it was a valuable and meaning meaningful contribution i said it's more impressive to make it than inherit it that was really the core of the argument and sure. you say no nothing I, impressive well, about no, facebook well i, I didn't actually down to finish a, saying that right i mean my actually so what i said is you know there's there's a way you can flip that around and one of we talked about kind of the new money side of that you can flip the old side around to that too if they've made money once they, they have to do something to maintain that money it's very easy to squander money you see like the newly rich with like the lottery winners who mm -hmm. are broke again in x years there is something to be said about a family that has managed to keep their wealth throughout however long it's been especially if it's a very old family with that once right? you make yep. that threshold though it becomes a lot easier, you know, yeah. when you're worth like a hundred million, right? And you get to spend, I guess in that case, about $10 million every year, you know, congratulations. You kept you're your budget within 10 million, you know, well done. <laughs> I think your guys' disagreement 
is I think you agree. You're just uh, you have a different idea of the word value, and you're using yeah, like totally. have value. Uh, Filthy's talking about value in a moral kind of for the like like in the ethos of like you know that guy who came up with that you know medicine that's value. Woody's talking about value insofar as finance. Like, yeah. even though this is stupid, it still provides value. Not just know? that. I, I, like, look, I get that not everything is life-saving medicine, right? Facebook has, ex has advanced the state of IT on planet Earth. You know, they, they've solved problems that hadn't been solved before with their massively scalable and redundant systems. Um, it's impressive to me. I know they're serving up people's, like, memes and pictures of their children and shit. Propaganda. Yeah, oh, it's the Trump oh, liberal yeah, they, propaganda. They are like cutting out conservative uh, articles now, aren't they? They absolutely are. Um, That's um, so but, silly. But, but more Has importantly, they're proven. I know it's been accused. I, I, um, what it looks like is that they. All right, so like you know, all three networks will will have a thing trending. It'll but you'll see that like Fox News stuff doesn't go up. I think what they're saying is that they're handpicking things to trend because they're not really trending. There's no algorithm telling it things to trend. They're they're saying oh this will trend and that won't trend. Um, I think that's the complaint. But yeah, it seems like sneaky. there's... Yeah, of course. Yeah, there are um, humans that pick what trends. I've, and I think it's an algorithm, but it's influenced by humans. Like, you know, they can remove and add to it. I don't remember what the news story was the other day, but it was like Fox, um, CNN is trending with that story. MSNBC is trending with that story. Fox News' post has like 200% the, uh, the interaction with it, but it's not trending. It's like... What's going on here? Fox has clearly got the scoop here, yeah. or the bigger audience, but but you're not putting theirs on the yeah. trending thing. They do have the biggest audience, Fox. Yeah, but do you oh, really think that Facebook is going to promote the conservative outlet over the liberal? Oh, ones? I don't like, want them to, and, and I don't. I honestly don't use Facebook even a, a little bit. I don't I, like a personal Facebook. Like I have one, but I don't have a friend on that. Does Fox have thing. the biggest audience? Yes. Oh yeah. So here's oh, what yeah. I thought. You can tell me if I have this wrong because it's I'm out of date. By a lot. But um. I thought that Fox had by far the biggest cable audience, so bigger than MSNBC, bigger than CNN, etc. But that the network audiences, like ABC, were bigger than the cable Fox. That's not true. Well, Fox has a network as well, and they have network affiliates and all that stuff. I, my my thought was that Fox really dominated the uh, the, the whole thing. Uh, now I know, like like if you're talking about like sitcoms and like prime time and stuff like that then I don't know who the winner is. I know NBC has been doing shit for years and years, but uh, I don't know who's winning. Um, yeah. I don't have as any of those channels. As far as the news, though, the actual news, it's Fox. Fox is the biggest by quite a lot. But that's Certainly not in the because, cable like, news game, like you there's said. There's a ton more conservatives out there or something. It's just that Fox is the one for conservatives, and the left side has a couple that people are distributed about, I think. I bet if you combine CNN and MSNBC, you don't equal Fox News. It's also more entertaining. Um, you could be right. And, and whether you like it or not, like uh, Stern talks about this a lot. He's uh, about why Fox wins. He's like, those women are beautiful. Like they, it's just hot blondes with legs all day. It, that that's the Fox News network. It's is, great. Is it's, their most popular show Fox and Friends? I don't know, but I'm, that is a popular show. I found this I, I website. Like uh, TV. What about the O'Reilly factor? Right, I that's thought big, that was right? going to be it. Yeah. But um, it looks like the CBS Evening News is the biggest at second. Because I'm skipping over some of these that aren't news to me, like the Today Show. But the CBS Evening News is only on for, what, an hour, two hours a night or something like that? I don't know what. Yeah, Fox see, News is 24-7. Like, Fox might get... Cause More right. eyeballs. If you compare a day's worth of Fox News to the section that's Evening News. But the influence would Fox be much Friends more... Fox and Friends is 19th, compares to second on 
CBS Evening News. Let me see if I can find another source. I, I think I think if you're just the best way to to compare it would be just Fox, the cable news networks. We know Fox is like the juggernaut there. That's that's the main argument. I think there there definitely are. Um, they crush CNN and and, and MSN probably combined. That, but um, yeah, you, you're definitely right about in terms of cable ones. Fox is the runaway winner. But, uh, so you're a big Donald Trump supporter, right, yeah. Filthy? I, I, I yeah, saw. I've absolutely. seen your. I've seen your Twitter. I saw that you were supporting the campaign. I saw you at the rally last week. Um, yeah, it just. I mean, just go, everything he's ever said just seems so legitimate to me. So it resonates. With, <laughs> it just resonates deeply. I, yes. I think I was. Re- Filthy was like, you know, I'm just tired of these these career politicians. Like, like how how is that a good thing? You build a wall has Trump's... become a slogan in my life in many. many I got the tattoo. Did you get the tattoo yet? I, you know, I don't. I haven't done that yet. But that's that's you know. I thought on our wedding day, maybe after we finish the ceremony, Matching. we could go get Matching. build a wall tattoo. Oh, oh, when you put your arms together, it forms the wall. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> and that's if you love. look real far in the background, love you can see like a little Mexican child. <laughs> Way in the background on a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I actually do like Trump. Um, um, we've been following. I went to one of the rallies a while back. It was a real shit show. It was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but but he's it's just a clear choice between Hillary and and Trump. And for me, it's Trump. But the whole thing's been fascinating. I've yeah. loved this election. Filthy, who do you like? I'm gonna guess you're feeling the burn. Am I on target? I'm feeling well, the he's burn. Out. Well, he's, he's not officially. <laughs> out, oh, right? it's burning. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's That's like a slogan that people say that, feel yeah, the yeah. burn, hashtag yeah, feel yeah. the burn. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, to be honest, I don't follow politics very closely, and when I do, mm-hmm. it tends to be much broader than that. I mean, for me, it's like the last eight years of my life, I've been I've been glad that when my president opened his mouth, it didn't embarrass me as a country. So I'm really kind of That's not looking it. forward to, you know, if Trump, Trump hits this, you know, it's scary stuff for me. So It doesn't matter if Hillary or Trump wins. When your next president opens their mouth, they will be lying. When I uh, when I was when I was in L.A. we I, we were we were driving through town. I'm I'm in the passenger seat, of course, and I look and I see a sign that says "Feel the Burn," and I was like, "Wow, he Bernie's buying billboards out here. He's got the money, and it's a big billboard. And I mean, it's like a prime location. I don't know the the road names, but Melrose or something like that. We're in a great area, and I get a little closer, and it it, it says it's never too late to get checked for gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, but they were using Bernie's colors. It was really? the blue with the white and the red, the double red underline or whatever. It was totally so like all not, his branding was on there. Yeah, yeah, they branded it Bernie. It says, "Feel, are you feeling the burn?" Question mark or something of that nature. And then I get there and it's like, you know, never go get checked for gonorrhea. Blah blah blah, and like statistics and little fine print down there. I was like, that's hilarious. That would be so funny if that's the Hillary campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. To the, Trump, the Trump stuff. Like running on like the misogynistic and like anti-Islam like campaign. Like I watched some. Uh, it was a Trump uh, promotional video of some sort. It was of him reading a poem, and it was like a poem about picking up a snake. And it was set to a backdrop of uh, all these like uh, is I think it was um, violent like religious violence videos. And it was about this woman who picks up a snake and gets bitten by it and is surprised. And it's like Trump reading this to like somewhere set to this imagery. And it's just a pure. It's a pure message of like fear and hatred. And it's. I don't understand how, like, okay. Well, so was, most of the video there, they were showing like the migrants in Europe attacking people in Europe. Mm-hmm. That's, like a that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So you've seen it too. Yeah, I like that one a lot. One that, that that one really spoke to me. I agree oh, with wow. him. I agree with him. You've got. Wait, like, why is it wrong? These weren't staged actions that he was cherry picking. These were things that happened. Why is it wrong to show that side of it? Because this is this is this is a campaign that's based on this. It's a campaign that's based on like lack of fact and based on just like pointing fingers and being like you have to be scared of these people and. You know, don't. this woman's on the rag when she, like, questions me. And, like, you know, we, do, we don't need to be any sort of, like, political expertise. It's just, like, it's, it's, 
it blows your mind the stuff that comes out of his mouth and is said and then it's actually not presented as like oh we're apologetic about this this is the campaign being run on this you know, i like, like it in the past, i like, like it a lot. It's other politicians it's it's not it's not picking his words carefully it's it's it's, it's saying what he thinks and it's what the majority of people think actually, and as far as pointing the the at those migrants someone needs to point the finger at them they're they're committing many many violent sex crimes over there in these countries where they've they've been let into and there's there's it's 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 a huge problem I, there. You're seeing yeah. you're seeing all kinds of on the uh, I can't, I can't stand the hypocrisy of if this was happening, if Christians were doing this, it would never have come off the news. And because it's not Christians and it's a harder group to go after because it's it's very much not in vogue right now to do that, nobody talks about it. Nobody cares at all because it's not it, people will rip on Christians constantly and still like evoke the crusades like i'm not a christian you can, but you can draw all the cartoons about the christians like, you want they won't yeah. show up at your newspaper and murder you like the muslims will they I'm happy will. i guarantee it because they they did it i'm happy to attack trump right I'm, I'm right there let's lead the train but do it factually the misogynistic thing is just not true you know it, it he is we, not heard the misogynistic comments so no, regardless no, of whether or not you can't he really feels, do it like uh, i haven't heard one yeah i haven't either Quote him. What? Okay, the, you're gonna this have is, this one. Couple, the Megan debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. Right? That, that's is the it, first one that comes to mind. And again, I don't follow this closely, but that one alone comes off right really, there. That the only one, one that thing comes she on. had blood coming okay, out so of her just, eyes. She had blood just, coming out of her whatever. I've like, shown you one. So one. You sure. think so? Okay. So Hillary says. The women are the primary victims of war. They're the ones who lose their husbands and young, sons. young, young right? African Americans in, in America need to be brought to hill. They're the most violent crime offenders. They need to be brought to hill. Wait, hill. she said that? Yeah, of course. That's what that Black Lives Matter kid was holding up the sign next to her that said they need to be brought to heal because it's a Hillary quote. Like, I, is look, there another term for heal other than the one used on dogs? Like, no, because it, it means like, literally be brought to heal, like brought under control, brought into check, like. Like, I really is don't. Is there some way that's less racist than to use dog terms on them? <laughs> like, mm. I, I mean, you use that on people too. You know, bring them to heal. It, it's not necessarily oh, it's just not an expression. Dogs. I know. It's sort of an expression. Okay. Um, I, I don't think he's that. misogynistic because he hasn't shown a pattern of, mis uh, of misogynistic behavior. You see people like Omarosa, even on his TV show, where he's got complete control. He's got powerful women running this thing. He's got his daughter in powerful <clears throat> positions. Trump Tower was built by a woman. Like as you look through his entire history of doing business, he puts women in position of power, and his his thing is always that yeah he'll say some nasty shit to you, he'll he'll call you a bad name, but it's not coming from a misogynistic place, a racist place, a sexist place. He's the first one to say yeah if you're transgender, pee wherever you want to in my building. He doesn't mm -hmm. care. He's about performance. He and when when they ask him you know will a woman make the same as a uh, as a man, he says yes if they do the same job, if they do as good of a job. And that's what you want, And they right? took her to task for that. They're like, well, should a woman make as many? Yeah, if she does just as good a job. And everyone's like, oh, my God, can you believe he said that? And I thought, yes, that's perfect. You know, like, there's nothing sexist about if she does the same job, she gets the same pay. People that's, pay for work. Yeah. Now, I think we've had I'm happy to attack Trump. I'm happy to attack like, like Trump lies. Like, okay, so hold on a second. Like Trump went on, like, they were interviewing him, and they said, look, what was the guy, the fake Trump guy's name, like John Malloy or something? <laughs> What's his name? Do you know it? Oh, I can't remember. I have his no name. idea. Okay, yeah. so Trump called this person and said, "No, I'm not Trump." You know, but I'll tell you, Trump is right in this situation. Trump's, you know, you were misquoting him on that. You're doing this. Spoke was about this on uh, John Oliver recently. It could have been. I don't know. But um, anyway, so so Trump went on, and he and then the interviewer played 
Trump in this talking. And we all know how distinctive Trump is in his speech patterns, right? He's got the best speech patterns. And um, he's sitting there flat out denying that it was him. And I'm like, you're fucking lying. You're lying flat out to the... That was it, a tongue-in-cheek one, though, because I think everybody... lies so casually. He, he lies all the time, every day, even when he knows better. And... <sighs> I don't, don't you, like don't you want them. your deal maker to be able to spin a yarn? I like that he's a liar. I don't think he would have been a, been good at his job if he I can't don't like tell that a he's liar. a liar. Yeah, I think good salesmen are liars. Sometimes you got to bend the truth to 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 make things you know move along a little smoother. But we but we also don't want him to be strictly a salesman, you know. So that is one critique I do understand from sure. the anti-Trump yeah. camp of like he really doesn't know as much as a lot of these career politicians in regard to foreign policy but then when i did give him a chance and watch the foreign policy video i was way more impressed than i thought i would because i thought it was going to be exactly what everybody tells you trump is and most of the people who tell you what trump is don't know shit about him and haven't watched it anyway and maybe some of them have watched more than me but it wasn't it wasn't a tenth as i went into it being like this is going to be like a stand-up special like what's going (laughs) to go on here like i pictured him walking out like they're like all right all right all right everybody what's going on tonight like that's what i was picturing but he went out there and he was professional and i'm gonna have the best foreign policy his point about um it was being like proud of your country again i liked that where it was like it it didn't come off as weirdly nationalistic and like you know and everyone else is inferior like it was like yeah we have a great country and we need to be proud of this country that we work to maintain and to make and it's become too incorrect with the islams in the islamic people in and like i mean like i'm gonna get i'm gonna get i'm getting a little shouted down here and i I don't mind that i mean this is this is that's that's okay and again this isn't an area that i'm super interested in anyways the politics side of it and you guys did kind of prompt me for what do i think about this and i want to give a little bit of that you know some of the stuff that also bothers me, and we, we, we'll, we'll drop the misogyny stuff for a minute if you like. Uh, that's been my take from his comments, and you kind of arguing different stuff. I, I don't really care, honestly, in some sense. I just That strikes me wrong from a political candidate. But we'll ignore that for a minute. Some of the stuff that really does bother me that he's come up with is some of the climate change stuff. Like, that stuff really bothers me, too. He's a climate change denier. And, I mean, like, I, read, I was reading this. This is a Reddit post of a news forum, so who the fuck knows where, you know, the actual factual <laughs> is. But we're on here talking about essentially yeah. opinions anyways. But this was the, the quote that was in this, and this was a link to, it was a Reddit post that linked to some news page. I don't remember which one it was. It was talking about how he's like, I will reverse all of the Obama administration's climate change platforms done in the last eight years. And I was sitting there thinking, like, for one of the again, like this scares the shit out of me that something like this may actually come to it be should, as a though. policy. And here's why: I I don't like. I agree with you. I don't like that he's a climate change denier either. It's, I'm it's with, clear. Quickly, me too. Yeah, we don't like that about him. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he has taken one thing. You got to keep in mind though is he's playing politician right now, so he's pl- taken plenty of steps to protect his golf courses in uh, Scotland or where, yep, wherever that too. from future uh, global warming. So is he really? <laughs> keep in mind. Yeah, Trump there's, there's, believes there's, in global warming, but Trump that comes out guy. talking about that, but he denies it in just, public. Just so. keep in mind what you really have to look, read between the lines here is that Trump believes in global warming. But he probably shouldn't piss off the oil and gas people while he's already pissed off the entire GOP and pretty much everyone at large. He needs some people with money not to hate him right now. I've got two points. One is I'm a little frightened of voting for someone on the hope that they were just kidding about all their platform like announcements. And two, mine was okay. Come on. um, I don't like that he was a birther. Right. That whole thing. Obama's really a Kenyan Islam plant thing. That's true. Um, 
But oh shit, she did. Yeah, fuck. You know that because when you come, so I don't like that they're both. It's the thing I don't like about Hillary. Also, that whole birther thing. Um, that was crazy. Is so you just forget that one because it's both of them. Just forget it because it's both of them. You can't, I, you can't even apply that one. Still let, crazy. Let me let me add this about his him changing Obama's policies. When you, at first glance you're like shit. That's definitely a big step backwards, right? To all of a sudden let these coal plants um, do what they need to do or to, to allow fracking in this area, et cetera, et cetera. But when you boil down the actual like difference between Obama, the way we're doing it now and the way Trump wants to do it, the actual difference on the global scale is so minute and minimal that this you would gets problematic because when, when we talk about you like, scoff at it, you would be like, "Well, shit, we're well, fucked." Because the truth about global warming, inevitably, is that it's too late. It's coming. It's going to happen. It, we we have already no no no. Weather no, no, no. There's there's levels of impact though. Like too there late is like, but we're not even close to the biggest polluter. There's this is like this China is like the pollute. This is like the, the the patient who's dying of like lung cancer going. You know, like who's sick with this is like, oh, it's, it's too late. I might as well just smoke ten packs. Worried about the hangnail like, instead of the lung cancer, though. It's China okay. and India. It's China and India with over a billion each. I just, I just think, got done think, like two days ago watching like uh, the most recent of Al Gore's uh, climate change talks on the, one of the TED talks, talking about the facts on this, and it's not. Really, man, talking about that, flying his jet around the world. Well, I mean, I did, I did want to go back to one of the things you were talking about, and you were talking about admiration for Trump for kind of his business savvy for this. Like, you know, he's lies to these people. You know, we'll we'll take some of his things as like kind of just like joking around because he's trying to he's trying to make the goal, and the goal for him is presidency, right? You know, this is coming. You're you're saying is admirable, and I, and I agree in a sense. Like, you know, you look at someone who's good at what they do. You know, and it's and if they lie or cheat, and that's part of the job description, they're good at that. That's fucking great in some sense. But the scary part of this for me is that he's going to be our president. He doesn't have our interests in best in best mind. Not that any of them do, but at least they pay lip service to the fact that they may do that, right? They pretend that they want our shit to be important and the the stuff that's going to matter to us to be important. He doesn't even give that. You're like, I like that he doesn't, you know, placate and pay lip service to this shit. He's like he does, so he flagrant that. in that his disregard lying. of giving a shit about. Essentially, but, us, right? Like, but isn't the fact that he's lying work. about it demonstrating that he does pay lip service? Well, <laughs> only in a sense, right? Because the level of lying that he does as a politician, the stuff he lies about, I feel is very different than the regular the, the other politicians in this, right? The other politicians are trying to be seen as politically correct, trying to be seen as not racist, trying to be seen as not misogynistic, trying to be seen as not anti-Islamic, trying to be seen as mo like essentially moderates in a sense, right? Not you know as centrist as possible without offending their base, right? And I think, and I and I agree with you that he doesn't do that. But I don't see that as a because of who Admiral he is and what he's running for it. Well, no. Again, in certain professions, you know, if that's my fucking lawyer, I'm I'm all for that. If okay. that's like my like my my agent who's fighting for me and is willing to like bend the rules or whatever, I'm all for that. Yeah. This is the says. president who's not fighting for me. He's fighting for himself to become the president. And that's the what, bit that starts to worry me a little bit. What he said, it, it, he, he's like, yeah, I'm a greedy guy, and now I'm going to be greedy for America. And he, and he did this when he said it. He, when he said, I'm going to be greedy for America, he reached out and grabbed some imaginary money and threw it table. And I was like, sure, but why would you buy that? If out All of some these money. other lies are coming out of his mouth, and he's, he's, he's willing to for use the these same, for his advantage. For the same that. reason that people would buy Bernie saying that college is going to be free. It's something well, that you on. want to believe. But it's know, not. It, but I'm. I'm never trying to sell this one or the other because this, this has always been. No, just making a comparison. I'm not saying you are. Okay. Yeah. It's true. But I don't think for Trump's me, presidency is voting the lesser of two evils, right? Yeah. Like you're never going into this thing. These people really give a shit about me, and they're they're really out out there for me. Yeah. Like I don't. This message of change, bullshit. 
Like mm. when I see it, you know, I'll, I'll come back and be like, I was totally wrong. But I don't buy it for a minute. But I'm particularly worried about someone who doesn't even pay lip service to that pretense. I think I that Trump is way more. I, I think he is way more liberal than any of the other conservatives who were in the running by an order of Thanks. magnitude. Right. Trump is way more liberal than them, and it's only by his outlandish kind of comments and kind of, you know, smoke and mirrors that I think he's been able to distract a lot of ultra-conservatives enough to get behind him and not really look into the fact that, hey, this guy isn't super... For conservative in a lot of ways, like look at the way he's lived his life. You in New York City, like because that's where this motherfucker's from. He's Donald Trump. Of course he's a liberal. Of course he was pro-life his entire life until show business. He was Democratic for a long time. Like he's literally a Democrat. That's what I like about him too. Because many of my, I think the 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 things that I disagree with Trump on 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 Trump's policy on, I don't think he really means them. I don't think he really. But what a good thing if you're trying to be elected president, if you can convince the people who, if, if the stuff they disagree with him on, he doesn't mean, what a fucking phenomenal thing for running yeah. for president. Well, yes, except that you are the person he's convincing. So the other end you go, well, I really disagreed with him okay. on that. Okay, either he's sure brilliant, me. Well, either he's brilliant or I'm stupid. <laughs> but it's combining to for him winning, right? It's, like one of those yeah, two things is happening. Because Hillary Clinton is such a negative. If you ask me a different question to start, you know, not, what do him. I think about Trump? But do I think Trump will win? I would have given you a slightly different answer because I actually think he probably will. I don't think I'm a so. bit, I'm a bit I scared think he's going to win so he's much. He's winning in Florida. He's tied in Pennsylvania against Hillary. These are the things that matter. We always talk about, oh, yeah, nationally he's ahead by X amount, Y amount. That shit doesn't matter. It's the battleground states. you got to look at that old Mitt Romney map, and you got to figure out if things like Minnesota are going to be in play. They're not. He's losing Minnesota. That that whole Paul Ryan. Th- so the, the, the thing about Minnesota is you had that Paul um, – who was the, the – the, the, Scott. Gary Scott, I think, was their governor there and he got recalled like two or three times what that caused is for the the gop ground game there to be the best in the entire nation are you looking for scott walker scott walker thank you yeah Mm. that guy they had to keep running his election campaign over and over donald trump's very anti that guy the gop voters in that state are tight as fuck with their governor if if their governor Mm. doesn't endorse trump Trump's not going to win that. He's not going to win Minnesota. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I think he's going to win Pennsylvania, though. I think he's going to win Florida, though. The question is if he wins Ohio. And if he does that, I think he's the president. I and I, literally, for the first week of his campaign, I thought he, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like an onion piece like joke. Everybody when, did. Because it was like, I know, right? First they, what's hey, the quote? First they that's laugh at you, then they... inspirational, though. They play like 10 minutes okay, of everyone laughing at him. And then Trump has these quotes, of course, you know, for, and, and who's it, Gandhi, uh, maybe, uh, you know, first they laugh at you um, and they, and they <laughs> like notice you and, you know, then they fear you, something like that, you know. And it's like it, it plays so well into, into that mold because there everyone is, all the talking heads, all the people you're supposed to respect in politics and news got it. and media, they're laughing at first it. First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. Yeah, and, and then meanwhile they play a montage of him winning. All they gotta do is show like Maryland, like, like Georgia, <laughs> South Carolina, like, and, and the music is dun 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 dun, and you're just like, oh shit, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to watch a montage of <laughs> Trump winning in politics. I want to see. I want to see him winning in state by state, but do a Call of Duty montage. You know, like, you know let what? the bodies I'm, hit the floor. Let the bodies. <laughs> it's like you know, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. It's not going to be quite email. as satisfying as watching all of the Bernie supporters have their hopes dashed, but it will be funny if uh, Trump gets elected 
And the people who are going to be the maddest about that are all these conservatives who think that he is really on their side. And he's going to get in there and do fucking none of this stuff. There's no wall being built, you idiots. None of this is going to happen. And it's going to be those conservatives who followed. And if you go, like... Building that People wall. are following all of these politicians Dude, can blindly, I say what's of course, happen? small sects. But yeah, he's not going to do any of this shit. Woody from he's the future so much here. more liberal than he's leading on. He's going to call it a virtual wall. He's going to be like, we've made a wall. There's like a, a firewall on the internet. There's trade barriers. There's a virtual wall between America and Mexico. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? It's going to happen. There is going to be a wall, a, 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 a legit wall, at least <laughs> two layers. One's going to be a tall fence, razor concertina wire, whatever you call it. Give me three odds. Because, Keep the Huns out. No. <laughs> give, me a three, give me three to one odds on this if you think it's so fantastical. Because well, They're going to play this back where there's a wall and be <laughs> laughing. I'm going to look like an ass. But He's going to build that wall. Uh, what's no the time, time frame on the wall? Uh, in 2018, that. when they're smashing that big-ass bottle of Trump champagne on the side of that wall. <laughs> and the Mexicans are all crying because, happy because finally their remittance is able to go back because they spent a whole year uh, not able to send any of their money back home by, by wire transfer at all. Um, I, because of the digital wall. Digital <laughs> <laughs> wall is how the, it starts. He talks about stopping. There's going to be a virtual wall. And he's going to be talking about that a yeah, lot. The digital wall, the firewall. Yeah, nobody's building <laughs> brick and mortar wall. Are on the Trump wall. That's the firewall. That's there, where we burnt them. There's out. no giant wall made of snow and ice with John Snow on it <laughs> between America and Mexico. Oh, what would the, what would the, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. We should come <laughs> with what the uh, the the men in black who guard Trump's wall. What they're what they're um, like saying is <laughs> like. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spend time on that. What we'll, is, isn't there a, what's the short saying? Isn't there? I know they have a whole oath, but I felt like they had a thing like. Until my watch is done, or maybe that's what I'm going for. Ended. They say that a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. um, until my watch is ended. Uh, yeah, I don't know the whole thing off the top of my head, but I think there would be a funny one for Trump's wall. But let's get off politics. That's super polarizing, and nobody likes that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I'm surprised your your audience doesn't like the polarized opinions of like talking through that. Oh, uh, who fucking cares what they like? I, don't, I see you don't, I like, don't like, like. I don't like the politics talk when it's everybody on the same page, which is yeah. why I like. When we like getting more than you. I tried to join you from time to time. Now, the audience will probably say we were, we were being unfair to you. But the, the truth is that we agree that he has many negatives and that he's often dishonest. The, the, the real core is because I talk a lot about Trump's positives, but because it's so depressing for me to go into Hillary Clinton's negatives, because when you lay them all out there, it's, it's really upsetting. I mean, just the cattle futures thing alone um, is it, it, just a clear. This is, this is like exactly like paying your fucking taxes. You go to the accountant, you pay him some ridiculous amount of money. He tells you, yeah, you only owe this much money. And you're like, great, I guess I saved a little bit here. It still fucking sucks to pay my taxes. It's the same with fucking choosing a president. You're choosing the, you know, or voting for a president. You're That's choosing the lesser of two evils. Always. Here's why I like it this time mm -hmm. around. Here's why I like it this time around. I'm telling you why that's not the case for me. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear. Maybe you'll change my entire viewpoint on politics. Last time around, my choice was <laughs> Romney, right? If Mitt Romney wins the presidency, what have I done? 
Now, a, a lot of people think probably would have said that the Mitt Romney voters were fired up by the idea of denying a black man the presidency or something. But but I never saw him. <laughs> any. I was I was like, well, it, it, his mom's white, right? Like, what are we getting so excited for anyway? I bet he tans. I bet Barack tans so hard to maintain that that. What if, what if he's super light skin and he tans the fuck out of himself to 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 be that dark? That'd be funny. I'd you love know what for he that. Does do. If he speaks to a white audience, oh, of course, yeah. he's like all old money, right? That. Yeah, that's true too. But if he speaks to a black audience, all of a sudden it's like fancy handshakes, some chest bumps, and and you know, like yeah. He's... I don't see. A, I honestly, I don't see a problem with that because he is relating either. effectively to the audience he's speaking Absolutely to, and is. it doesn't come across as as really gauche and shitty as when Hillary's like, "Oh, I love hot sauce." Of it. You know? yeah, right. I keep it in my purse. <laughs> yeah. They're like, really? Or are you just pander into our audience right now? She's like, is it working? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the, the most condescending. Just think about, think about that for a second. How could you vote for that person who, in all earnest, oh, oh but we gotta stop. Up- are we really voting for who we like? Because that's no, no, that's, that's, that's the policy in of itself. We hate. I hate Hillary Clinton and all that she stands for. I hate her. I feel like her, I think her president's probably a rapist, rapist, as much of a rapist as Bill Cosby, at least, right? Like I'd rather getting, have Bernie Sanders for president for sign him up for a fucking decade rather than Hillary. Like I would. Yeah, and filthy. I disagree actually because I have always liked the president I voted for at the time I was voting until this year. I wanted to talk I about never liked the president I voted like for. That. It's always been for me. I mean, by the time I feel like by the time you get to the point where you're running vote. for national <laughs> office, like I'm gonna vote all the people you. you who you really like to are really kind of with really your your individual view or whatever it happens to be, they've been crushed out by the process, right? The process is now who is going to best be able to vote, get the votes needed to make this win. And I don't I like feel like Obama that ever both times. For us. And I, you know, I I think he's done a good job. I pick him over. I pick him for a third term over these two. Probably so. Yeah. But here's the thing. If Hillary wins, then Trump goes back to being a billionaire, right? Like he just goes back to doing. He moves what? to the nicer home. Yeah, he he he's like oh, I don't have, I don't have a little piece of real estate down on Pennsylvania Avenue anymore. I can I can go to my place in Mar-a-Lago or wherever the fuck he's always bragging. Golf course and builds up those seawalls. Which one? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about uh, the on the other on the other side of the the coin, if Trump wins, he's promised to focus investigations on, on, on Hillary Clinton. There's a chance that Hillary is fighting for her life in this candidacy. And, and really, like, like it's funny, but Hillary is literally campaigning for her life right now because if Trump gets in, he's going to have his Justice Department looking at Hillary Clinton a little bit more closely than maybe the Obama one does. I, I don't I think don't that anything at, at all he, is going to put Hillary in jail. Like, I, don't, I can't even believe that people have thought that. For I can't believe that people think this is even has ever been a possibility. Like this is basically so our right. our Kennedys. Like they're not going to put a Bush in prison for that. They're not going to put a Clinton who's been in the political sphere. Plus for, there in are laws that, that she broke, and there are penalties defined for it. And the maximum penalty for the law that she's broken is getting fired. But that's true. If your it job's president getting fired, it's a pretty big deal. Broke. There's a lot of legal analysts who have different ideas about which law she's broke, and we don't know the contents of all the emails. The contents of further emails w- could change what laws she has, in fact, broken. If she's exposed CIA, CIA operatives, if she's, if she, you know, she she could be guilty of a lot more than. Oh. than I feel out of my another depth. Thing. I'm really just parroting something that I've uh, like, reported. Another, another thing that I've heard thrown out there is because of her position as Secretary of State, in some instances. It's 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 um it's it's the burden is on her to interpret whether information is is regarded as classified in some way or not. 
Um, so it doesn't matter if it even says it on top. She's supposed to, as Secretary of State, be able to, be, to just know. Uh, that thing is so foggy, and there's so much going on there. And we keep hearing about, oh, where there's, there's 100 that she deleted here and 3,000 that are missing here. And, oh, yeah, the guy that works for his emails are missing too. And this guy was pleading the fifth, and this guy won't talk. And <laughs> yeah, she, I, I forget so who it was, but some top quick, Hillary I, aide, had, they were, like, questioning her. The poor thing suffered the most massive memory loss during her questioning. <laughs> she couldn't remember anything. That woman's getting hired again. Yeah, someone, every political campaign from now on goes, we want that aid. Because she doesn't fucking say a word when they come asking, right? Oh, had, yeah. What did they call it when Walter White? Uh, a fugue state. Yeah, she had a fugue state. Um, she doesn't remember any. She doesn't know what an email <laughs> is anymore, sir. And you want to drag her into that deposition? Poor thing. We're her every day with a yeah. spoon. She no longer even identifies as the Secretary of State. <laughs> so another thing about Hillary to close it out that I thought was funny with like all the people on Reddit or forums posting like, when is she going to release the transcripts of her speeches? And then being like, oh, she's scheduled to release them on X day. It's like you have to be stone cold retarded to think that she actually gave speeches to a bunch of Wall Street executives behind no, closed doors. No, she did not actually give a speech. There is no okay. way. She Apparently, I'm stone cold stupid just, because I think a, they actually do speak, and people have talked about the substance of their speeches who have been there and said that it's kind of a rah rah, you're doing a great job, Goldman Sachs kind of line that they give. And I feel like I've heard similar speeches, not from politicians, but like like Jerry Seinfeld came to talk at Cisco, and we had someone else too. I don't yeah. recall, but we used Jerry, to have like celebrities, motivational guy come. Yeah, um, and it would just Jerry Seinfeld wasn't getting paid a quarter million dollars to be there by people who I, had a vested or, interest in Jerry Seinfeld's ability. Uh, to I bet get Seinfeld. Okay, the rest of it, you know, I'll, I'm with you. But I bet his appearance fee was pretty substantial. I mean, I the guy's a like a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, you know, so they paid a substantial fee. And then he goes and talks about, like, how cool Cisco is. And, and, and like, so Cisco has this, this uh, like, their company tagline, changing the way we work, live, and play, learn and play. And Seinfeld's out there like, yeah, I really like Cisco and the way that you change the way we work, learn, live, and play. And uh, I'm like, fucking Seinfeld like boned up on our propaganda like before, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before he gave the speech. Yeah. I suspect. I wouldn't know how to play if not for Cisco. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right? But you do. I mean, like, I bet you every shot you fired in Call of Duty has gone through a Cisco router somewhere in its path. But um, <laughs> Probably. Yeah, honest. So uh, um, anyway... But like, I, and what I'm told, when I heard what her speeches were like, I thought, ah, I've heard those before. Not from Hillary, but at our corporate things at Cisco. I just picture it as maybe she actually did give a speech. I just think that's a very convenient way to buy access, hand off money, mm -hmm. and it, it's a service, not a product. So there's no paper trail. It's just, hey, she could have gone in there and said, it's been great seeing you guys. $250,000. Like, exactly. that's what I think it was. I really doubt she was, like, rallying the troops, like, banging on the thing. Like, this is what we play for. Come on, guys. Let's get out there and make some fucking money. Like, when Bernie like, Sanders no, says, holy smokes, a $600,000 10-minute speech? That's a good speech. I think the people should just hear how wonderful a speech that is. You know, that speech must be something special. Uh, I, I think that's real tongue-in-cheek, right? You know, they're buying whatever they think they'll get from her if she continues to stay in yes. power, clearly. Yes, the speeches are clearly an ancillary part of it that don't actually matter, which is why yeah. it's different than Jerry Seinfeld coming in and making you laugh. 
you know, because there was a reason for him to be there the, the, to make you laugh, to kind of reward you. I'll tell you what, he didn't make me. He didn't like have any jokes prepared. There was no new material he had coming. The only funny shit, and I personally loved it, was when he made fun of Cisco. Like they get, we had at the time a small camera called Flip. Do you guys remember those? No. no, it was like one of the first vlogging cameras. It was a little bigger than a deck of cards, and you could like face it. And anyway, um, and and you know, like our the CEO gave him one, and he's like, "Oh, thanks." And he's like, "Here's the manual, but you won't need it." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, just just put this with my other shit." Like it was so awesome to see how not give a fuck he was about this product that like we were excited about, and uh, I. Like, oh, yeah, here's a guy who's not paid to smile. Well, I guess he is paid to smile at that guy, but doesn't give a fuck, you know? Yeah. He, he's and that already guy's not been... like, oh, I can, maybe now I can shoot a TV show, or, and it could even be the most successful sitcom of all time. Like, <laughs> no, he's got real people with real cameras following him around when he's acting, which, speaking of which, when me and Kyle have been playing, comp- or I'll wait for him to talk about this, but basically it was every night that we've been playing Company of Heroes, I've been leaving Seinfeld on my TV while we're playing. And so he can basically hear the audio of the episode as we're playing. And he pipes in with Seinfeld quotes and whatnot, which that explains a lot of our Seinfeld references recently. Because nice. if you would join us for Company of Heroes 2, you'd be getting all of them. But, but the <laughs> downside is that, one, I'd be playing Company of Heroes. And two, <laughs> I'd be hearing Seinfeld. <laughs> so <laughs> Oh, yeah, you don't even know. <laughs> yeah, so as tempting Jeez. as your offer may be. <laughs> yeah. I cannot... Uh, filthy, you I, do you enjoy Seinfeld? Uh, I'm glad it's over. Parts of it were interesting, but I feel like it went on for so fucking long. Like parts of the, some of the episodes are funny. I remember watching this in probably middle school, and like we would come in as like middle school children and talk about the episodes of those happening, like prior to like school. Like I don't know. I feel how like Seinfeld is good, right? It's good. It's How I Met Your Mother. Good. It's Friends. Way good. better. It's it you know it's one of the many shows it's it's uh, everybody loves Raymond Good and people are going to disagree with this I know that it, it it's been put on this pedestal and revered as the greatest sitcom ever to be written you know and enacted like the best there's been but for me like I like The Office more. Oh man, yeah. I won't watch reruns of Seinfeld, so I'll change the channel if it like comes on and it's something I'm watching. So oh, I fucking love Seinfeld, but it is. It's a really character-driven show, so it's not just like what people say where it's all the writing. That has to do with why I enjoy it so much because it's clever and it's the sense of humor that I like. But it's mostly like George Costanza. Like, he is that fucking character. Like, when George Costanza is saying, like, George is getting upset or something, like, you're like, you see him getting upset and it's hilarious. And he is George Costanza. Like, most, a lot of shows don't get that. Like, uh, whatever his name is from fucking Malcolm in the Middle was Walter White. Like, he really grew into that guy, and you didn't even see him as anything else. George is George Costanza. Kramer is fucking Kramer until he yelled the N-word at people in a comedy club. Uh, Dude, yeah, he's still I'm, to me. <clears throat> I don't like the racism and such. What I, racism? What did I come into? Uh, this is remember Kramer's racist rant. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Michael Richards. Yeah, he Thank repeated you. in in bombs. Yeah, yeah. He some guy was heckling <clears throat> him, and yeah. it was going poorly for him. So it was like, I'm bombing, and you're really rubbing salt in the wound. 
And he, he attacked back with the the meanest thing he knew how to say. And he's like, I'm not racist. I was just trying to hurt that guy. You know, if he was, I don't know, white, he would have picked something else. Yeah. You crooked tooth person or something. Meanwhile, he's trying to sell those DVDs because they were like just about to come out. Mm-hmm. So I remember this, this bullshit where like Jerry and Michael Richards are on maybe Letterman. And the crowd, he, he's he, like Michael comes out or whatever, and they boo Michael immediately. And Jerry's like, "No, no, hang on!" And and like somebody tried to laugh. Somebody tried to laugh when they brought Jerry's. Like, yeah, he he had a little incident the other day, and everybody's like, <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, it's not funny. It's not funny." He yelled the N word at a bunch of black people in the middle I, of a comedy club, no less. Like, I think Jerry stood by him, right? <laughs> Um, Jerry stood by those DVD cells. He got him out there. Remember when Wings, remember when Wings went went off the uh, the reservation, and then you did that dual com. Which time? And, oh, the this, the one v one. Yeah, yeah. You did that right. dual com with him on your channel, and like you have to apologize for him, but he sits there he like refused like, to. Yeah, yeah. He, he sits I, there and like he literally does not say I'm sorry in his own apology video that you made for him. Um, <laughs> he is, right? What is a good I friend? Never watched this video. <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, Another time. Um, oh, so, but that that wasn't this. Michael came out and was clearly like sad, and he had been coached well. And I, I'm telling you, those DVDs were coming out. Remember, think about the money that's involved with DVD sales. Okay, like the overhead is zero because they already own the product. Larry David and Seinfeld are poised to make hundreds of millions of dollars, and they did. Um, and, and then he starts dropping in bombs and, and go. And he's all over the news, and it was it was a real thing. That was big news back then. But I don't think that Michael Richards is the racist. I think le- I think more of Michael Richards than I do of Mel Gibson, and I really don't hold it th- that that shit against Mel Gibson anymore at this point. Um, ha- can, can we forgive him? I mean, I guess I don't have. Do I have a leg to stand on Just to defend? Listen to the Mel Gibson tapes. Can I as a white man for, even forgive Mel Gibson, or do I have to be a woman, a homosexual, or a Jew? If you just identify as those, I'm cool with it. Because that's who he is. And I mentioned those particular uh, ethnicities. I identify as a female Islamic Jew. Yeah. So no, well, Those are two that you can't mix. Oh. When you identify, yeah. you just make it up. No, it's like baking soda and vinegar. Yeah. I identify as a craft volcano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you match your, uh, like a, uh, an honor killing at that rate. You better, you better just... Nip that in the- <laughs> what I got yeah, today. So, so I want to see your wallet thingy because I got this and oh. I, think, I think it's inferior to yours. Oh, I don't claim mine. My mine looks really similar to yours. It's plastic and a rubber band. Yeah, that's it. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is $12. What is this? All right, this is, our, this is my wallet now. This is everything. This is like, this is a lot of cards in here. This is like eight or 10 cards. Um, and it fits like in my pocket. It's, it's smooth and, and like on the outside. Um, Dude, check out like the similarity. Like that's the band. My brand is called the Ra- Ra- uh, Radix One. R A D I X. Nailed it. Cool. Uh, yeah, I got the white one. Okay. Um, so when it showed up though, because this thing was twelve dollars, and I wanted it quickly, so I paid four bucks for shipping. I was like, yeah, get yeah, it over here. You I urgently like- need a new wallet. I like the. <laughs> I urgently replacement wallet yeah. stat. <laughs> what it was, is I had my old wallet in my pocket, and I, I, I needed that pocket, and it was lumpy, and there was I was like, you know, I want that thing Woody has. I, I want something like that. I didn't know this was the one you had, but this one looked like the good one. It's $12 plus 4 bucks for shipping. I get it here, and I was so disappointed because mm. let me like disassemble it and show you what it – at this point, I, I'm okay with it because I, I realized that that's what you've got, and I didn't get some like 
insane piece of crap. It's two pieces of of plastic mm -hmm. and this like live strong fucking rubber band. <laughs> yes. And it, they got you to pay $16 no. for that, man. Someone's doing it, something right. Right? That's what I thought. But Can it's I, a genius because it, it puts all your cards in there. And I don't want to show any fucking credit card numbers. I don't know how absurd would that be? I, that's a Woody move right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you can do like credit cards facing one way and identification facing the other. That's what I do. So it's really quick to access the stuff. And then I can kind of flick through them real quick, like going through a deck of cards and get to it. It's, it's real handy. I put my most used credit card on the front and I intend to put my driver's license in the back. It's not there right now. Yeah, so, that's what I got there. And I think actually I got the uh, the concealed carry permit because I feel like that's the one I really want to get out in a hurry. <laughs> like if I if I need to. Like, um, and then I, I slip dollars. Uh, I, I carry three twenties. That's like my thing. If I have something that's less than a twenty, then I I just give that shit to my wife. And if I have something that's more than a twenty, I give that shit to my wife. I just carry three twenties. That's my thing. What's this? A ten? <laughs> <laughs> but i do it with 50s too like, if it's a 50 i'm like ooh, this breaks the system Only i carry 20s. three 20s that's that's how i roll oh that, you joking about throwing away the 10s and the 50s reminded me there was a guy on my hockey team when i was like 14 maybe and uh, one of the rinks was at a, a mall it's now like a ghost town of a mall, but it's still there. And so we'd get there early and just walk around the mall. Young kids like hanging out at the mall and then have practice. And me and this kid would walk around and his mom would give him money and be like, Ben, you can spend this 30 bucks or whatever. And then she'd come to me and be like, Taylor, you need to get all the change, all the coins, because Ben won't touch metal. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you need, he cannot, he will not touch metal. Uh, he he's afraid of the germs on uh, the coins. Uh, he wouldn't use metal utensils at restaurants. He'd bring his own plastic utensils everywhere. Oh, shit. As good and, as it gets, Nicholson. Just, yeah, it was basically like me encouraging him at the What's time. Like, you want one of those, plastic too, utensils. and you want that. Is, it is what? Etiquette, etiquette with plastic utensils. Exactly the same? Same, it's same, the same rule of thumb or different? Uh, it's the I same until you interject. It's the same until you interject the spork, and there are a whole lot of rules for the spork that we don't have time to get into now. I feel now, like but. this is a question, Art. Uh, what was the school, the finishing school? Shot? Uh, it's cotillion. Uh, it's uh, a cotillion. Yes, uh, yes. Cotillion, yeah. yes. It. Yes, yes, a grand cotillion. Did they and teach plastic utensil <laughs> manners at the school? They did not. They did teach, <laughs> though, that if you eat a hot dog, you take the hot dog out of the bun, cut a piece, and then tear off the bread like a roll, and then put it back in and eat it. That can't she be She must have true. hated children, the woman who taught that. Just hated them. To teach I don't them buy that. Like that. No way did they teach hot dogs. What do you do with pizza? Roll it up into <laughs> some sort of a Fork cylinder and take a bite off the end? What the fuck? No, that pizza is like a low-class food. You're not supposed to eat it. So, say the finishing school one more time. The, the whatever oh, it's no, it's, it's not an actual school. Gatillion. No, no, but what is it called? Gatillion. Yeah, Cotillion. Oh, with a C. Cotillion. I think in Corinthians, for the name of it. It's just that's what my mom would tell me. I thought, like, a, you're going for some to reason, like, I thought a cotillion was like a, a prom or like a, a formal gathering of some sort. It is, and I don't remember what you know the what actual, prom like, is short for? Prometheus. Promenade. God of prom. Yeah. Promenade. Oh. You know, to promenade. Oh, it. to promenade. Yeah. I that's thought it. you were going to have some really naughty uh, acronym. Like, you know, people removing all me undies. I like acronyms. I, oh, like, do you know what? <laughs> and, and, oh, is not how you spell all of it. Pram. <laughs> going to Pram. 
I, I like acronyms. Do you know what scuba stands for? Yeah, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Yeah, wow. yeah. And ATM is an automatic teller machine. Auto automated teller machine. Okay. Um, and uh, oh, I used to know so many. Which what radar. is the one for uh, uh, gay people now? Try and get all those. Ooh, uh, LBGTQ. LGBT again. Um, LGBT. No, there's like I don't I don't know it either, so I can't say if you're right or wrong. But there's at least like seven in there now. <laughs> so you guys did not get it. Bisexual, gay, and transgendered. What's well, the more the, there's the, they the, more it's on like the, the original greers in there again somewhere. Getting to the, the the like tiger force and the ones with the star <laughs> mask. Like the don't 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 even get into that. The cloppers. Yeah, the clock of America, the adult diaper babies of Michigan, like the, the, you don't all get your own classification. Just just find somewhere to fit into the LGBT, and it will we'll be all good. Those are the classics, and then the other ones are like when they just started throwing shit at the wall at the end of that '70s show, seeing who would stick. You know, just put another letter in there. Nah, 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 nah. We wait, just wait, put another. Wait, wait. I have no, uh, no, you just made, this is not, no. Lesbian, no, no, no. gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, allies, and pansexual. Bam. Sounds pretty damn close to what it might actually be. <laughs> and it cannot. flows off the tongue like that, actually, doesn't it? <laughs> LGBTQIAP. Yeah, how would you QQIAP. Oh, Ass it's so easy. LGBT You're looking at it, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good uh, acronym a there when you don't get to a vowel until you're seven <laughs> At least put the vowel closer. I like the so double Q sound in English, too. That's an easy one to pronounce. You're right. You, know, <laughs> this, it, it, you go seven in, and then you hit three vowels in a row. Like, they really yeah. should have mixed it up. They should have. They were so set in their ways with the LGBT first L that LGBT they weren't willing to just switch the letters up and make it a word. Mm. So the X Men movie bombed. I know no one here watched it or anything, um, but my wife and kid uh, went. I, I think it's making some decent money, but um, I, I think the critics are, are not liking it very much. Uh, and I'm glad because I'm I'm burnt out on the X Men. I'm tired of it. Uh, I, I got tired of it. Uh, and, Just don't and say problem, that though, because you know what happened next? It'll be the remix of the X Men. It'll, it'll be like what they did with the oh, fucking Spider Man no. shit. They'll they'll restart the whole series at it's number one to make people like you happy. <laughs> they so got please. so much. The problem with the X Men is they've already yeah. rebooted it once, technically speaking, or at least once, because they they nixed like two or three of those movies with an alternate timeline change about halfway through this series of movies, and thank so God like it's, not, it's the same story with different actors. Like thank God for that, right? <laughs> and and. I, I'm not into it because they're making Jennifer Lawrence's mystique such a major character, and in the comics and the cartoons, she's not. And I'm a little burnt out on Jennifer Lawrence. Maybe, maybe it's maybe that's the end thing to be is to be burnt out on Jennifer Lawrence. But I just am a little. I, I, I I'd like to see the, the again. Sweetheart. We could make that happen. I would I feel I, like I, you're I, a year and a half out of date. Okay, well, fair enough. No, a Taylor with the sweetheart comment. Oh, yeah. I feel like now the world has turned against. Uh, you can't call it uh, J Law. Is that her? Thing? Yeah, J Law. Yeah, I yeah. almost called her J Lo, but yeah, the world has turned against J Law and her folksy "I'm just one of you" appeal. What did she do? Other than even have to do anything? That that, a couple I, of bad movies, I, I guess. Feel like I if you're like popular that, for a few years, people will start shitting on you, even if you're like saving the whales. Last year, I thought it was a shitty movie that, Which that one? she got nominated for. I don't remember the name of it. But it was like Joe or Beth or like one word and a girl's name or something like that. It was a it was about her, like, she was playing some, like, female uh, gangster character, and it, I, I didn't care for it. I didn't think she did a good job, you know, and she was still nominated for it. It's just a 
popcorn movie, but I enjoyed that like sixteen hours in Benghazi. Benghazi. Oh, what you was had it really called. You got. I think I messed up the title a little bit. I'd, I'd yeah, the the, the the Michael Bay Benghazi movie that that has um, John Krasinski mm-hmm. who played Jim from The Office, and it also has the guy who plays Roy from The Office. And, you know, they had the love triangle with Pam. Mm-hmm. So I love, love, love that meme that I saw where it's like, like, like Jim like talking to Roy. He, he's he's like Roy, I need you back in the game. He's like, I'm out of that game, man. It's been years. He's like. They've got Pam. <laughs> the next scene, just them both like locked and loaded in like full military gear, like next to each other, like like yeah. I, I really got kick out of that. As I sit here and eat my pizza, I, I it's somewhat inspiring to see these like the gym from the office all of a sudden like Chris Pratt it up and get like physique. I am a big John. He's one of those actors that you know you 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 wish that for them to get roles and, and like like. Um, like, you like wish I know, good things to happen to them. I, I, w- like, I want to see them. I hope he in finds a good wife. Close. I, I want to see. Yeah, no, I don't care about that. I want to oh, okay. see him make a lot of money because I, I can tell. <laughs> I, I, he's a working actor. I want to see him succeed. I want to see him get his own series. I want to see him get his own TV show. I want to see him like in a in a leading role in a movie. So when I see John, John Krasinski, a couple years ago he was in that fracking movie with Matt Damon. Did a really good job in that, and now here yeah, he is. He did. Now here he is, like playing an action kind of guy, and he's be bulked up big time. Totally took some PEDs. There's no way that guy was skin and re- skin and bone. Like, he like, was look like skinny him. fat. He looked like an office worker. Sometimes he got to skinny fat, um, but early in this in in the show, which I think is like his like young physique, like mm-hmm. like the fit version of him, or at least the skinny fat version of him. You know, just just him in shape. His arms are very small. I mean, he he he's a very skinny. Um, lanky guy and they make note of it and make fun of it a lot in the show about his uh, about him being lanky and so tall and everything um but he really 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 bulked up um so i'm always impressed with that too jake um jake gyllenhaal does that uh he's crazy like that i always like to see that in movies where they like alter their bodies and go all out i get into I like actors. to see it I... in non-healthy ways more like oh, yeah, i like Tom to see the machinist right where you watch it and you're like oh gee is he gonna die in this scene <laughs> like not as a joke but for walking real around yeah, you know the image I'm talking about, right, Phil? Oh, yeah. the machinist. Yeah. It's yeah. disgusting when you see him standing in that mirror, and it's like his skin's almost translucent. Like I guess that his doctor at the time, and I don't. Looks remember like he's been if playing Sim for about fact. two years. Yeah. No fucking sunlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember I'll, if this was a fact a or not, Wait, but I'm apparently, too. apparently his physician had to tell him to like lose weight more slowly and to stop when he did because he was like, you could, you're getting to the point where you could die. <laughs> like if you continue to lose weight, like you're gonna get that bloated, like African belly, like of just like just no distended, distended belly. That's the word where it's just no nutrients, and you're just that's what he was like marching towards. Like, that's how much around. dedication for a movie happened? to just forego food for like months. <laughs> they, yeah. uh, I know Val Kilmer lost a shitload of weight too. That's always impressive. Um, less impressive when they gain it. I feel like unless they like drop it really quick. Uh, in Christian Bale's case, though, he's he's had like five or six transformations, and at first glance, it seems like there's maybe one or two versions of his physique. Like there's the machinist, incredibly emaciated version, and then there's the fit version, and then maybe you might recognize the bulked up version for Batman. But there's like half a dozen versions of that. When you see him in um, American, um, what is it? American, uh, the, where is the serial killer? Um, Oh, American Psycho. American Psycho. You know, he's he's got a really like low fat, 
um, like ripped physique in that. But then in Batman, like I said, he's, he's it's more bulky. But then again, in the Machinist, he looks like he's going to die at any moment. Um, he's he's really good with that. Um, I don't know sure. if he's a method actor, like one of those people who like walks around set like. Like he's Bruce. I don't know if he would be Bruce Wayne or Batman. I guess it would depend what he was wearing. But like, I just imagined him, you know, like going by craft services. And the, where are the Italatas? Where are they? <laughs> just like freaking out. Um, Daniel Day Lewis is like that, though. Um, you know, he he did that movie My Left Foot, where he plays. I think it's. I don't know if it's Irish or Scottish, but um, he's this like. I think it's cerebral palsy, so he could only use his left foot to do things, and he became like a writer and an artist using just his left foot. Um, he plays that character. And so they're having to haul him around in a wheelchair throughout the entire production. He, they're having to feed Daniel Day-Lewis because he can only use his left foot to do things. Um, and then when he played Lincoln, you got to call him Mr. President. Like, like you, you, if you, Mr. President, would you like a Diet Pepsi? Like, that's literally what was going on. Are you serious? I yeah. heard, um, I can't remember the guy's <laughs> yeah. name, but they, they filmed, like, Back to the Future with a method actor. And everyone hated working with them so much they recast into uh, Michael J. Scott. I feel like Fox. that is an inevitable oh, solution from someone who behaves I, like that long in his time frame. That wasn't the only. Sooner or later, like fuck that. You're, I'm not you're right. That. He also played it a little. He, he wasn't goofy, funny enough. Yeah, I didn't think he was funny enough. But if you look really carefully in the scene where it's um, it's in the scene it's where they're the photograph like, or something. No, it's where it's where they punch Biff. Um, it, Marty punches Biff in the restaurant right after he's ordered that crazy retro Pepsi drink or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but if you watch it frame by frame, it's, I don't think it's Marty throwing the punch. It's that other actor, whoever the hell, you know, it's some 80s alternate version yeah. of Michael J. Fox. Yeah, I they couldn't should... handle being around a method actor at all. Like, I don't think I could call, like, I like Daniel Day-Lewis as an actor a lot, but if I had to tell him, or if I had to, if I had to refer to him as Mr. President once, I'd be like this fucking asshole. You Even really, if are you that bad at acting that you makeup, have to pretend though. and actually be that guy, like march around fucking Whole Foods afterward, you know, demanding that things be proffered to you by your virtue of your rank. I can't like, that's remember. Silly. I can't remember which actor it is, but they were asking about his method. And yes, you're right, Woody. They were asking about his method or something. There was some just like really powerful scene where where they were just like, when I saw you, you just looked shattered. I could tell. Like, what were you? What was going on? What was going on inside your brain? He he was he says, "Well, I counted to eight. <laughs> oh, well, shit. Uh, okay. Um, when I when I that that little movie that I was doing uh, last month or whenever it was, there was someone there who um, fancied themselves a method actor. And can any example of what I they were? Not any example whatsoever of that? But I just didn't think that that I thought that was a bit silly. <clears throat> but let's talk about Loot Crate. This episode is being brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure to head on over to LootCrate.com slash painkiller and enter offer code painkiller to save $3 on your new subscription this right now. Uh, Loot Crate is more than just a subscription service. It's an entire community of fans that share their experience and interact with each other around the unboxing of each month's crate. And they guarantee $40 or more in value in every single crate. Sometimes it's a lot more. Every month there's a different theme, and all the, all the items are curated around that particular theme. Previous crates have included items from franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, The Walking Dead, Legend of Zelda, and many more. Pop culture is full of brave new worlds and societies in flux that don't always turn out for the best. 
June's theme will be exploring some of the ways that things can go wrong with dystopia. This is, this is something I really like, featuring classics like RoboCop, Terminator 2, The Matrix, and, uh, and new favorites like Bioshock Infinite and Fallout 4. We've, we've got a figure, cool collectibles, and of course, our dystoporific monthly t-shirt. Remember, you only have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive this month's or that month's crate. And when that cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So go on over to lootcrate.com slash painkiller and, and enter offer code painkiller. It's in all caps here. I want to do that just to be safe. To save $3 on your new subscription today. That's pretty cool. I like uh, dystopian uh, societies and the ideas of them, the different ideas of what they'll look like from whether it's Blade Runner or, or stuff like we're looking at here with like RoboCop, that, that particular like version of awful uh, Detroit I've always liked because we've kind of went toward that in real life. Mm-hmm. You said you like that stuff, right, Taylor? Like all the little collectibles and stuff that you can get? I do. I do. Got- I don't, I will not open them or play with them. <laughs> I save them because eventually they'll be valuable. Right? I've got these things. Just like Beanie these- Babies. <laughs> Man, I, I've got these things. I've got, I've got a couple of them now, and I don't know what they're called. A fan sent me one of them, but basically it's like a little figurine with like a square head. Um, one of them I got is the uh, the Super Mutant from Fallout, and the other one I've got oh, is they're, like, uh, I know what they're called. Uh, yeah. Pops or something. Yeah. Maybe. They're, they're, like, they're like that big, something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, the big square. Hard plastic. Head. Yeah, kind of heavy. Yeah, so I've got one of them that's uh, a Super Mutant from Fallout. Four, and uh, I've got another one that's uh, Ghost, I think, from uh, Game of Thrones. A fan sent it to me, to my P.O. Box. Really nice fan over at P.O. Box 102, Carnesville, Georgia, 30521. I really appreciate it when I get all those. It's like Christmas every week when I go check that thing. There's always weird shit in there. You guys are great. Yep. What are you guys bumping over here? There must be some top secret shit going down. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of bumps, but <laughs> who knows? I don't know what it means. It's because uh, Woody has a tendency to show our chat to it's everyone. It's really difficult. So the, the scoop is, is I'm doing a screen share. Let <laughs> <laughs> me and Taylor both. He goes, it's really difficult. Me and Taylor both go. Yeah, both of you who've never done it. You're doing a screen share, and then, like, I don't know. The screen drags over. The people leave the call. Like, when the call ends... Okay. All of a sudden, text that was previously not being shared pops into the middle of the fucking, like, what I'm sharing. I if you guys you. leave this call, everyone's yep. going to see... Oh, this, yes. this is Skype. This is basically <clears throat> Skype making everything miserable with, with uh, yeah. video Yeah, if sharing. things would yeah, stay yeah. still, that wouldn't be a problem. But, like, yep. you know, when you guys... I'm inclined leave, to believe you because, I, as you said, I have no experience. Yeah, so that, that's how it happens every single time. Like, the call will end. Or, um, it's because the screen scanning stuff takes a specific spot on the screen, and when yeah. you change Skype, it moves the pictures or around. Or let's and say you the show call drops. Spot, but the same spot, not yeah, yeah, yeah. The call drops, so I click on like Kyle's name is like to like restart the call. Well, now our last conversation is in the center. Uh, it's it's a big problem. So I like want to bump. I don't even know what so those we were pictures you're about, linking. But... You don't even want them there anymore. You're saying, right? Yeah, because those <laughs> kids are underage. That's yeah. right. You don't want that on your <laughs> home addresses, prices, things like that. It's just not okay. Uh-huh. Exactly. I, I like it when you bump stuff that like I didn't even realize would be a big deal. If people saw it, you'll be like, like the time you know, stamp? I thought that the Arya storyline in the last Game of Thrones episode could have been better. It's like bump, 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 bump. Like, I, I like, did not want to offend HBO. I, yeah. Dude, I bump all the time. You could like, I'll just see like chat from 10 minutes ago that says like, 
you know, well, be right back. Right, and I'm bummed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can't let that can't let that yeah. cat get out of the. We bag. don't want him to let a bunch of people know when he'll be back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just bump as a habit. So I, I really liked. <laughs> I really liked this week's. I really like this week's Game of Thrones. Um, I, I, I've enjoyed this whole season thus far. I, need I think to it's watch. It's top two or three seasons ever. That's I so think. Weird. I agree. And, um, I gotta say, uh, so so, I know what one of the new uh one of the next episodes is named i wish i didn't know what it's named it's one of those leaks where like, my, my eyes worked faster my brain worked faster than my uh, the part of my brain who, that reads worked faster than the part of my brain that was like look away right. but know, it was an article and it and, it and it said it gave the uh the, the amount of time a couple of the next episodes were going to be how long they are i don't think it's any kind of a sport to say these are exceptionally long some of the longest ever. I think it's like, um, shit, I don't want to give the wrong number, but it's well over an hour. Thank um, God. Oh, man. That's very encouraging both to me. Of, now, both of them I don't are, know the name are, of the next one either, but I feel like they tell you that in the director's commentary every week. Am I, I don't watch that either because like, I, I like the episode. Like, I like, I, cause, My girlfriend, my oh, wife now, I guess, wants to watch that every time afterwards. I want no part of the director's commentary. No, I don't, it just I don't like. Watch. I don't want to hear behind the scenes. I don't want to hear what the directors think about it either. Yeah, <laughs> what's going to be? I totally agree with you. Who gives a fuck I, after it goes, dun, 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 and the fucking names are up there? I, like, do, I don't care. I do, but I don't want next week spoiled in any way whatsoever. Even pretend, even a little bit. I don't want to see set photos, none of that shit. So here's what here's my plan, my Game of Thrones plan to get the maximum amount of enjoyment out of Game of Thrones this year. Okay. So prior to the season beginning, I rewatched the entire series. Now, at the end of this season, and I haven't rewatched any of this season's episodes, not even, not even once. And that, I always do that. I always watch them multiple times, but I haven't. At the end of this season, I'll rewatch the whole thing again, not the whole series, but this whole season again, and I'll include the director's commentary. And, having, and knowing how things are going to pan out, I think it'll be really nice. It's a good plan. I need to rewatch the most recent one because for whatever reason, I was up really late working the night before. It was 3 a.m., and I realized it was sunday you missed a plot line you missed I a did. big yeah i missed and a big fortunately thing. i guess we, we we spoiled it for you by discussing it um it, it's okay it, it, it made me realize i had to rewatch it so um i won't even say the plot line the, the, it was what happened to Arya. it was it, it that that's enough said i guess uh, he didn't recall what had happened to Arya <laughs> the plot in the line end. advances and uh i'd like to see it play out yeah when, uh, so, you brought this up kyle you were saying how this is your favorite season and filthy looked like he had a thing to say about that, and I'm interested. I, I do. I I've been hearing this a lot. Like, I uh, my stream talks about this from time to time, and I try not to spoil it for them. And I'm not sure what you guys. What, well, first of all, what's your policy on spoilers? These do guests we like to spoil things. Go for it. Okay, okay, so I have not read all of the the newest book. See the guests? I'm like I've read like half of you it. You are. <laughs> you are. No, no, no. Okay, well, I'm not gonna spoil the book. I, have not, I don't have a spoiler <laughs> to say. I just wanted to know before I started framing this or something like this. Mm. But oh, we for can me, talk like past episodes. Sure. I, I okay. Yeah, yeah. But it, I'm just it, trying to go on. Uh, for those listening, we're going to discuss, I guess, you know, the episodes that have been out, that are out uh, and are up to date. We're all up to date, and you should be too. Okay, cool, great. So everyone is saying this is a great, great season, and I, I you know, it's not bad, and I'm not hating it, but I, I, it's throwing me a little bit with the, I feel like the spirit of this whole this cold, hard, like, world in which the characters you love are killed off all the fucking time, and no one gets a second chance has been really compromised in this series. 
Mm -hmm. Like I feel like we're seeing resurrections left and right. We're seeing people get away with stuff. We're seeing people get second chances. And I just, I, at some part of me, and like some part of me maybe for reading this a million years ago or just being a snob about this, is like, is this really the vision that he was going with this? Is this, is this just now, because this is the first kind of full series that's totally off the written, the beaten track from the books, right? Is this not just like a televised kind of adaptation where we, we're so used to these plot lines where like the good guys do well and we can root for them? I feel like we're getting a little bit of that this season. And, and I suspect when the books come out, they're going to mirror what happened in the show. Cause I'm worried about that too. Gurm is you know obviously a big part of the plot lines. Um, but I hadn't thought about it in the way that you put it, right? You know, Because it's not just Jon Snow and the Hound who've been resurrected, who are the most obvious ones. You know, I feel like Marjorie... And the Hound's Marjorie, a particularly likable character too, like... He's yeah, like yeah. he's coming around. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's not so bad of a guy." But yep. And Marjorie, uh, who—that's the name of the woman who got caught by yep. the sparrows, right? Natalie Dormer. Right. Yeah, she's been effectively like set free with no penalty. You know, like she just talked her way out of that. Um, and I, I had a, a fourth one in my head. But there I is another one. It. I'm blanking on it too. Yeah, I have a, I, I have a, I have a good point that uh, about all this though. I think you got to keep in mind, Game of Thrones is almost over. We're, 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 this thing is closing down. There's two more seasons, tops. There's two more tops after this. So, so where are you basing that on, just out of curiosity? I've heard just something that, like that. That's too. what they've said. That's, that's yeah. the okay. word. There's two more seasons, tops. I hadn't heard that. So, so yeah, and, and seasons one, two, three, four, of course, things were just keeping, we're just hitting rock bottom. If this season, they, what, what, what did you want them to do? If they, all right, they kill right. off. She dies. Arya yeah. dies. It's now, like, now we, we continue to now. Tough John, break, John Snow Arya come hasn't back been raped alive. yet. You know, John like Snow, how deep can they go? Yeah, Jon Snow doesn't come back to life. So now, literally everything north of Winterfell doesn't matter to us anymore. Because because who are we going to go back up there to follow? You know, because the camera follows a character. Who's the camera going back north of the wall for? No one. But what well, the, the redbeard be, guy? We're going to watch him farm for radishes until he starves next year. Because that's what's <laughs> that's what's coming. Um, so my point is that. We're on the upswing now. I, I, I think there will be more shocking deaths, more surprises, more, oh, my God, can you believe Daenerys, that that's went this way? Yeah, exactly. And which that scene was one of the least convincing scenes I've seen in the series yet. I'm like, so she lights, you know, this is this is definitely spoilers, you know, lights a couple of fucking heads of the clans on, on fire there, walks out naked, and they're all suddenly like, yeah, we're following her. She knows what's up. Like, yeah, that's a weird. I boom. thought our election process was kind of fucked up. I I mirrored that exact same sentiment, and they both disagreed with me. So I am happy that you said that. Well, because I am now it, bandwagon it totally, jumping into agreement. It's one <laughs> more thing where I don't like in the show where they establish it where it's like, oh yeah, you can't just walk into fucking marine with a red hat on the culture there they'll just attack you for red hats and then two seconds later daenerys walks in with a red hat and everybody's like our queen <laughs> and it's like there yeah. was no transition here There's you like just a, made a, an, a oh, you established cool. that a cultural precedent was set and then you immediately defied it so i don't know if they have defined it as well in the shows but in the books they spend a lot of time talking about how this city is a non-violent city right when you go there you like leave your swords at the door everyone comes Face in Dothrak. yeah it's it's and i guess not all dothraki get along with each other but in maureen all those conflicts Face are Dothrak. set aside and you know now they, I thought Marine was the slaver city. I was not talking about. Oh, Phil? my mistake. Base Dothrak. I was. Is that what you're saying? That's the name of the name of the yes, yes, I didn't know exactly. what he was saying. Okay, um, so I'm, I think I'm. Yeah, it's Dothraki. It's it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So face Dothrak, I guess, is a place where like you really are non-violent. This is put all your grievances aside, and then she goes, of course, and kills like every Carl because that's what I call him, and. Uh, 
Uh, and suddenly they're like, all right, well, she killed all the Carls. I guess that's she's leadership material. And, and you know, whereas as anyone else had done. It, I wish they were called Carls. And it was like some sort of like linguistic lineage with like Jarls. And, and it made sense somehow. I, I wish it was Carls now. But that, that's, I, you've seen well, the Well, then join the, the me image. in calling them Carls. We could become trendsetters. People will think I believe it, though. That trend has come and gone. If it was <laughs> yeah. going to catch on, yeah, I think it, it was. It was in, it was hot, and, and I missed it. Yeah, Al yep. Shucks, and here's me, unfashionable again. Uh, Filthy, what <laughs> do you think, how, how did the Hodor death, where does that rank for you amongst the deaths in the series as far as impactfulness and sadness? I want to, I'm All curious. Right. I, I don't know, like that, this series, they, I remember re, like watching that, that episode and being a little disappointed and the next day like reading about it and everyone was like, this blew my mind. And yeah, okay, the buildup of the name certainly is something that you're curious about and like hearing that it was planned all along gives you a little bit of respect for the author and you're like, okay, this was a plot line you had going into it. But I just didn't really buy a man holding a door, holding back like 20,000 fucking like undead zombies like running through it. I just didn't buy that was enough time for anything realistic to oh, and, and his, so, his, Dude, hold on. I would join you in this. Him holding back that door as like him saving Bran, who was so essential to the whole thing. No, they caught up with Bran like five minutes five later. Five minutes later, right. Because yeah. it's a fucking door. It's not like a dimensional portal that they've closed <clears throat> or something. It's like, okay, he's dead. There's footprints in the snow. We'll get him in about five but minutes time. But they didn't kill him. That gave them the time to get there. And okay. the ranger... Or I guess they look they at Terminator Two when Arnold Schwarzenegger has to go after fucking T Two. He loses his arm, gets but, impaled but by that thing. But, it, it, but he didn't kill him. Exactly he just like saved that. John Connor enough time to go down in that shoot. But this is my initial criticism <laughs> of the season. This feels again like this feels like very much like a movie or a television show plot device that we've seen a million times, like the one you're just citing, as opposed to kind of this hard, dark, cold reality. Hard, I feel like hard, dark. I mean, and in some level, we can blame Martin on this one too, right? This is supposedly is it called Deuce Machina, Deuce. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right? exactly it. Dace it, Machina? No, like it's that. Deuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Deuce. Oh, is it? Okay. I, well, they know they it, fuck with me. Don't believe them. They just the lie. If I mispronounce something, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah, no, I and I'm not as easy. I, had to, I mean, he knew he was on to us. Come on. Who me? Yeah, I, from the start. I'm like, is is Taylor's name pronounced Taylor? And they're like, yes. I'm not buying that. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I mean, you, you say. I also didn't buy the hot dog cotillion thing I said earlier, and I was half expecting you to, to at least jump on that for a second. So, <laughs> no, no. I, I, well. Actually, yeah, you guys are really helping me improve my gullibility skills. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, duos machina, something close to that. They, they've been doing that this year a lot, and I hadn't really noticed it until you pointed it out. You know, the, yeah. there just happens to be a door there that buys them just enough time for someone else to come along who happens to have, like, a fireball mace Which was a really cool weapon, but like that seemed really effective why is no one else using this to kill fucking these zombie things with like it feels like if you've been fighting them for like however many thousands hundreds of thousands of years they haven't though that's the timeline like like you have to to explain some of this stuff away i have to you got you got to be like super nerdy and like remember what the book said like like it's been a thousand years i think that's the exact number since it was cold enough and the winter was sure, long enough sure. for the, the, the White Walkers to come when magic ruled the when the first men came over and they fought the children mm. of the forest and all of that bullshit. There haven't been ice spiders. Ice spiders, dire wolves, all that stuff have almost become fairy tales in this land. They really have. And you see yeah. when 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 um when Sam's uh, when Gilly, or whatever her fucking name is, says to Samwell's father, you know, he killed a thing in the White Walker. And the brother, and even the brother who's trying to be a little supportive, like, scoffs. They laugh at him. And he's like, it's true. Because these, don't pe these people don't even fucking believe in White Walkers. In the book, there's an, there's an instance where 
Jon Snow, I think, or sends a man, um, the guy he doesn't like, down all the way to the capital city, whose name uh, I always forget, to, to Tyrion, who was running King's Landing at the time, with the hand of a white walker in like a box. And Tyrion, to like insult the guy, makes him wait endlessly. And by the time he gets his like meeting with Tyrion, the hand of the white of the dead man that was crawling around on its own, like Adam's family, has rotted away. And now he's just got a rotten hand in a box to show off. So he looks like a moron. You know, they, they <laughs> in the White Walkers, they don't believe they're coming because sure. it's been so long. And so that's what's going I believe Tyrion did something clever, I forget. Like, he was able to somehow mock the guy and keep face with all the fellow non-believers, yet still get him men. I remember yeah. exactly how he did it, but... Yeah, he, he, like, laughed at him and made fun of him, and he was like... And then gave him <laughs> what he needed. The beggars and the fools that we have piled up down there for you. We got about a hundred. Maybe a hundred <laughs> strong fools and, and beggars. <laughs> <laughs> They're dressed warmly for the North. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, he, he almost treated it like... I remember that in the book. Even though he's like... Falcon, oh. show you the way. He's over... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Amazing. I, We've I, got I, this ridiculous I, dragon glass laying around. Grab it too. It's it's messing up our chest. Yeah. It was one yeah. of those. I used to do this for another series. So you were talking about rewatching the series before it comes out. I used to do that with a book series that was released as Wheel of Time series or this a million years ago. And I was rereading these each before it came out. And it gets ridiculously long. But the problem I have right now is I have such a hard time differentiating between what I've seen in the show and what I remember reading from the books on this in this series. That oh. I don't I don't know anymore. So but I don't oh, I I think it's something about I think it's maybe something about the way that I take the, the the information in because I listen to audiobooks for one thing, and when I listen to the audio audiobook, I paint my own picture. So when I think back to some of those book moments, I'm thinking back to that picture I painted like six months ago in my car driving down the road. That that's how everybody's framed. You know, I I, I frame everyone up in a storyboard type situation, and Arya blah blah blah, and oh, don't want to wash the steps, my hands are bleeding, and blah blah blah. So so that's I do. Nice way to do the accents too. <laughs> I got a different I really issue. Like, I really like that. Throughout the whole time I listened to the books, I was multitasking. So I feel like some parts Ooh. of it I'm like a deep expert on, and then other parts I just. It's like I grabbed a, a you know tenth of a centimeter of pages and just flipped them and started there. See for that to happen, I, I I've caught it happening, and I would always be like, oh, whoa, 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 let's. And I would think to myself, like, what do you think's going on right now? I'll pull that with my girlfriend sometimes. Like, we'll be watching something or, or watching. Or like, I feel like she's dozing off or not paying attention. I'm like, what do you think's going on right now? <laughs> you know, just to see if there's a happening. quiz on this show. Yeah. I, 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 may, I, I do hold my, my girlfriend to a pretty high standard when we watch television. <laughs> there is a quiz afterwards. We, 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 but I, I give her my interpretation and she gives me hers and, you know, we take notes and there's a little, there's a little discussion. And what What's happens awesome if you're not pleased with the interpretation? Is, well, she's graded and judged harshly. Yeah, yeah man. we assign chores based on this. <laughs> Clean the shoes. Flagellations. <laughs> um, do you guys know who Jenny Cam is? Sounds like Sounds like a stage name, Jenny Cam. So Jenny, Jennifer Ringley, was like the biggest thing on the internet back in 1996. Uh, what she did is she filmed her whole life. Like now, people do vlogging. <clears throat> she just had live cams in her bedroom and her, her apartment, like everywhere. And uh, I watch a show like that. <coughs> just me though. Yeah, and the actor doesn't even know he's there, but he is in your basement though. Yeah. <laughs> I think Kyle was saying that's just 
my life. I don't know. I'm really confused by all these. Uh, I was saying that I was spying on some woman with hidden ah. cameras that I had placed in her apartment. So, so I watched something like what you're describing. Basically, but I'm what the watcher. Films. Yeah, just, mm -hmm. just a little creepy vibe I was trying to throw out there, but then we'll just let it pass. So, so tell us more about this Jenny Cam person who was cool in 1999. Six, Six. yeah, so from 1996 Even less relevant. to 2003. Yeah, and she's intentionally irrelevant now, which I find interesting too. She um, intentionally like she means it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like she's, she's tried to get out of the public spotlight. Exactly, and she's okay. succeeded. Like it took a long yeah. time, but like, dude, everyone knew who Jenny Cam was. Like, back in the day, the internet didn't have that much cool stuff on it. I, I was like, you know, wow, you can get all the pictures of the sunset you want. I'm going to make this my background wallpaper. Like that was what the internet was in like 1996. And then there's this woman who was maybe 23 at the time and uh, set up cameras in her room. And it just 99% of the time, it was just boring shit. Like she said she was a web developer or something. So you'd see her like unattractively working on her keyboard doing something uh, you'd see her doing dishes you'd see her doing whatever but she could always pop in and see jenny like she worked from home and was there practically all the time every now and then she'd have sex and it's like shit. <laughs> you're like oh my god jenny had sex like pop that shit up like there it is you know there's like still photos and stuff and um uh or she'd just like come out of the shower and get dressed and she's like you know does my thing have nudity yes this is my real life, which contains some nudity. And uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I, I would like to see that like on like a, a movie poster. Life may contain nudity. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, and uh, like it wasn't always like really flattering nudity. Like on a scale of one to ten, I'm going to like seven this girl, you know, like and I. I think I put fives in the middle as opposed to a lot of people who will call Big us. Adam's apple, flat chest, <laughs> muscled up. That's a 10, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lots Thick of body hair. That's how I like them. Um, yeah, Milo said I like high T women, and it's burned into my head. Like, yeah, I guess I do. Um, I could circle back to that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I wonder like, if we could possibly get her on the show. I think that she would be an amazing guest. She's like... Bigger than Jenna Marbles, bigger than PewDiePie. She she was maybe I don't know. She just owned the internet at the time. Back when bigger than PewDiePie was having, you know, two million people watch you. But what's she doing now? Like, <laughs> like um, same thing. Just not many people care anymore. No, here's, I don't find her interesting. She's here's not one. on Facebook. She's not on like Google. Like you can't just know. She doesn't do social media. She's kind of like. I gotta yeah. say. So, just out of curiosity, was she? She was. Was this in any way financial for her? Was she making any sort of living or money off this? You said she was working doing this, but was this like a yeah, webcam? She and they... said she was a web developer, and this is like before cam whores. Yeah, I'm, I'm really and curious about like how this. Why? What was her motivation? For she you? actually. Her, yeah. She yeah. She had a PayPal, and that's how people would pay her. And when PayPal started their like anti nudity thing, I don't know if that still exists, but. PayPal basically said you can't pay for anything that contains nudity. She just like shut down the business because it, it impacted like, that. She people were just sending her money, I guess. Okay, that was my next question because <laughs> I I felt like she was she was no. I felt like she was just like a web developer who knew how to make this thing happen, and there wasn't anything interesting about what she'd done. But yeah, if she was making some money doing this, I bet she made a lot of money doing this. I That's see. why she's not on the internet anymore because she was a she was she kind of a, a, a pseudo porn star for a few years and made a killing at it, and now she's fucking web developing somewhere, watching her. Yeah. But like 
Like you'd see, like she doesn't want to come on she'd our get show. Get a boyfriend. Yeah, and, she doesn't give a fuck. You know, she probably she doesn't want to come on, show. but I, I think she'd be interesting to have. She had I a boyfriend, and then you see her coming. Either she would like file a, a restraining order or something. <laughs> that's fine, me. Well, that's what women she do. Is. You know, yeah. you're just making, <laughs> she is. You're just making yeah, fun yeah. of my web line. Just said him. That's what she said. Don't don't give him a script either. She was on Letterman. Like like she was a big enough deal to get on Letterman, and he was like simultaneously said. Like this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and this is the perfect use of the internet, or, or something. Like a guy who really doesn't get the internet. Of course, but yeah, guy yeah. who probably can't write his own emails. Um, I don't know how I feel about her. I feel like you know she's just kind of a. I hate to say it, but kind of a cam whore, right? Uh, so what prompted that? So you brought that up, Woody. So was it part of the larger point, or were you just like curious no, about bringing I just, up? This? You know, I I, I I throughout my life I bump into a topic, and I'm like, oh, maybe this will go somewhere. Huh. And uh, I save them as talking points. Yeah, it does. It does sound. Like, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, Kim Horror is a kind of pretty loaded term in of itself. But I mean, if you're talking about like, I mean, yeah, there's the people who do like the, do sexual acts on Cam. There's people, but you do get a lot of this kind of. I mean, as, as a streamer, I, I'm essentially a Cam Horror to some sense of that, right? Like, I'm streaming, and a portion of my life is out there. with that controller. I wish you'd step up your Cam Horror it's game and take that shirt off. I know. I mean, like, <laughs> this is certainly certainly a future I'd envisioned. You know. It, it, you're not a cam whore though, because you're not performing sex acts for money, which is yeah, what I but, you a whore. What what yeah, you're doing? At some level, I'm whoring out my life, right? Like, so part of the interest in the stream is hearing about, you know, like my marriage was a very interesting topic to stream to talk about. They want to know about things that happen when I'm not sitting here playing games. They want to know about, you know, stuff that happens before and after the stream. To be their friend. Well, kind of, but part of it, I think is the engagement in the person. You know, like people that's care it, about that's people. What they want. That they can't so, get because. But what of, I'm know. getting at with this is to like just immediately take her life to go cam whore with this, is like it kind of seems like she's streaming the whole of it. I mean, like you go to a, like a cam whore site, like this is a website for like looking at people doing some sort of sexual action on cam, I, right? You're right. It seems like a little bit more in depth than that. I don't, I don't know quite what her motivation is, but I agree seems with like you. Like just a cam whore with no editing. That's yeah, what I'm possibly. saying. That's where I'm going because this happened in 1996. Maybe she just could. You know, she hadn't figured the formula out yet. She was like, well, I mean, I guess I could get around. Maybe she thought either, A, I can get around this being pornography if I'm just live my life. And this is sort of like a voyeur's look. Because I think a lot of guys are into that anyway. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to watch till something happens. I don't want to tell her what to do. I just want to hear what it does. Watching her you know, it's one of those. What you have um, to do is go to the Jenny Cam highlights websites. That's the way I would do it. And then be like, all right, you know, yesterday I sucked, day before those... sucked, day before sucked. Ooh. Got them cataloged. She came out of the shower three days ago. Let's see those pics. You'd skip see, over all but the is, bullshit. Was it, like, was it really like, ooh, she came out of the shower three days ago. What a treat. Or was it like, wow, this is her sixth shower today, and she's really taking a long time to dry off in a lot of interesting <laughs> positions. Oh, no, definitely not like that. It was real life. Like it, it, She didn't seem – she basically, she was – on camera all the time her whole life right 24 by 7 by the way so there's like eight hours a day of her sleeping and uh um you know so like she says anyway that she became sort of immune to the cameras and just started living life did you watch this woody like her life or something on it like what i would do is basically there were like fan sites and highlight sites that would like like interesting things that she does like oh new boyfriend came back to the house for the first time let's see what he's up to not not much different than youtube nowadays right you know like i wonder if he knows about the fucking cameras like they, i think <laughs> they would yeah um yeah. 
Damn, like that, serious to kids. Yeah. What's the internet? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, what's the internet? So you kind of catch your life. She dated in a, a lot of older men who didn't yeah. know shit about this. It was this. 1996. You think a 25-year-old dude knew what the internet was? Yeah. Or knew what like the capacity was? If the anything, ramifications of, of being on Jenny Cam? Like, no, that like, might be true. But, um, you know, so I, I sort of follow like, almost like I follow sports by reading about it the next day and it saves tremendous amounts of time. And that's uh, that's kind of how I'd follow Jamie Cam. So, just well, out of curiosity, what was your motivation for checking it out? Like, what what was what brought you back enough that you'd read these summary sites and check it out? The same motivation I have when people watch vloggers or something. Like, I'm watching a guy; he does really nice editing, but and he's into golf, and I I, I couldn't be less into golf. Like, but somehow, like, oh, I wonder what he did today. Um, his name is Justin something, and. Uh, um, like Casey Neistat, I watch him too. God, I've mentioned him too many times. Uh, I'm not really into flying around the world and staying in nice hotels, which is what he seems to be vlogging about 75% of the time. And, uh, you know, this is my new hotel room. Watch me skateboard outside it. Um, like he does that a lot, but somehow I'm just wondering, like, I wonder what Casey did today, you know, like, and that's what Jenny cam would do to me. It'd be like, huh, I wonder what Jenny did today. Yeah. There was the possibility of tits, which makes it even better. Especially in 1996, where... Yeah, I don't know I'm where sure you're going with that, Kyle. Yeah, no, pornography was born with the internet. Like Videos? It, videos of... Pornography was well, born so, long before the internet. Okay, pornography brought the internet to where it is. Like, it, it, back in the day, because you were on modems and stuff, it wasn't so much videos, it was like... I remember modems. Um, yeah, it'd be lots of still pictures, and the websites didn't really offer it for free as much. It was That's what I'm tricky. saying, and here was a woman who was free on video. Yeah. It was Probably shitty, not good quality. though. Yeah, yeah. no. Like, it, if you want porn, Jenny Cam was not your best source in my opinion. There was okay. way better porn on the internet than some woman who videos? spends 99%. Were there any videos at the time? Because oh, I obviously so wasn't people. doing well, that. Well, it does, it does kind of hit like a little, little niche yeah. market, doesn't it? This is kind of, I mean, this is the like epitome the of Pro Next Door, show. right? This is the, this is the a real woman having real sexual encounters in some level, right? Yeah, that, but they weren't that common. Rare. I, I remember in 1999, that's when I had my computer and I was looking for porn. And it was like you, everything was pay sites, and you just had to go to the pay site and take the tour. <laughs> you take the tour, mm -hmm. and, and it's like continue tour or buy now. And it's like I ain't got no credit card, bitch. Click it again. <laughs> Let's see, see what I, I think I did. a little bit. It's like, it's like monster titties with like with like stars over them, so you can't see. And it's like fuck titty tassels again. Yeah. You, you click on it, <laughs> and like they like, think they got you because there's a pop up site. But you're like, no, no, they got a tour too. <laughs> Let's check that yeah, out. It, it's funny that all of us, because we're all different ages, hit like had a different experience in that first intro to that kind of content. Because for me, I'm like four years younger than you, Kyle. So for me, it was like not 99, like 2003. And so I had a little more options at that point. But for me, it was still, you know, I got to find a website with a free preview like a 40-second clip of kind of what's going to be going on, and then I got to kind of watch it like half-assed so I still get like the impact, but I don't remember I mean, it enough that I can just immediately websites? restart it and just use it again. Like that That's all that it was about. Was just I finding remember password websites, websites with logins and passwords for pay porn sites. They still exist. Those are the best. So, so here's the thing. Pay porn really is massively real. superior, massively superior to like the cams that like, like, 
um, like like uh, U porn or web porn or um, X hamster or any of those sites. I haven't used a pay site. Hate porn. I haven't used a, like a password site in a million fucking years. Right? So like, every now and then yeah. fans will give us usernames and passwords. We want those, by the way. We really appreciate I lost all mine. I don't remember <laughs> which ones we got. It was Brazzers. I, I, I had a Brazzers. Oh, we did get those because you gave that yeah. to me. Let me know this share. Donate. Let me I'm on like a four, I, I, I'm not watching it in 4K, but I'm on like a 42 inch 4K television, watching it in 1080p, 60 frames per second, and it's like, oh god, it's too real. Yeah. Oh, goosebumps on her ass. What the god, fuck? Images. And it's 60 frames. Goosebumps so are sexy. You might be thinking pimples, not sexy. I know what goosebumps are, but but I, but the high definition of it and even being able to see them is like sensory overload because mm. it's so good. HD, 60 frame per second, pornography is incredible. Um, it really is worth paying, but I don't, and I wouldn't. I would I w- never. Yeah, I stand by that. I wouldn't. No. You know, it's, I didn't. I, I look well, at it the I'm on the border deal. about that. It depends what they're doing. Like if they're producing content that I really huh. enjoy, I might subscribe to it. You know, I'll like say it's, this. what is the difference right. between like I, I mean I make a fucking living streaming at Twitch. Like what is the difference between subscribing to that or subscribing to your favorite porn star? I don't think there is one. Now you can do that. You know, so um, Selena that, that that watches our show or whatever, she's a porn star and she's you know she got really popular there on uh, um, what is it porn, porn? hub. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably make a mix Never of seen her. She does very well. I've talked to her about it before. Um, what was I going to say? I had a thing I can't wait to say. Fuck. Oh, oh, was it- Jackie. So there's someone in my universe, I don't want to out them, that pays for porn sites. And my wife, while completely fine with free porn, thinks that paying for a porn site is somehow like um, deviant behavior. Like, like she would find a guy who paid for porn to be... I don't know, just the desperate, gre- g- greasiest no. uh, fedora wearing that's, neck beards. That's a, cr- uh, a society member who's contributing to the economy, you know, putting it back in. <laughs> yeah. Putting her through college in all likelihood. Those are <laughs> Most the kind likely. of girls who are going to go to college. Exactly. <laughs> they have a lot of good things to say, and people need to listen. A lot of these girls are putting those liberal <laughs> arts degrees to use. Right, right. They, yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, they did That's funny. Studies. That's an interesting distinction. That makes a distinction for her. This Pay is what you do with people who are stealing, the, like scrounging the internet for scraps of pornography. <laughs> they're fine. The people who are like, you know, all right, there's a porn star I like. I'm going to subscribe to them, pay them money, watch their stuff. That's not okay. That's the sleazy. Well, if you know how to torrent, really get anything you want anyway, yeah, right? Like, I don't know. I would pay for the site. I, I don't know. I keep going back and forth with this because it, it's hard for me to, to know what I would do. Bad because people market think, porn, I think that's an intrinsic woman thing that it comes off as desperate and therefore it is unattractive and unappealing. I would like her opinion on male sex toys, like like just a dude That's that had like a, one of those. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you? Uh, not, I know we've got flashlight. Yeah, I, w- I would like her opinion on the flashlight. I think she would look down on that as well. Oh, they they all do. Yeah, like like I would like to know what was she what she would think if she's like, I don't know, twenty five year old woman dating a twenty five year old man. She's at his house. After like I don't know the second date or something like using the bathroom, she she goes through the the, the cabinet back over there and looking back behind the like, eighteen pack of toilet paper. Cabinet? Back behind the eighteen eight. pack of toilet paper, she's just looking for some some wet wipes or something. Or toilet paper, yeah. You know whatever, and, and she notices what is that? What's that back there? That's a is that a flashlight? Oh good, if I could have had that flashlight, I could probably find the toilet paper better. <laughs> oh my god, it's a pussy. Like what she would think about that guy that had the the pocket pussy or the flashlight or 
or, so, or but and the blow up doll each in succession like like I, I feel like not hypothetical again. have you guys shared your porn sites of choice with your significant others do they know have you no. talked about porn with the relationship at all nah it's never no. really come up i asked her we'll see if she's uh around huh you just did oh, you i just... texted her oh okay yeah i, I no i never really brought it up didn't see what, what how did it go for you what'd you would you i'm not like no I, I, know, I don't i don't wish to go into it too in too depth either but yeah i've shared i've talked i've showed the porn that i've liked to my girlfriend so we've talked about that you know i was hoping you know the the hope of course is you're like oh this is super sexy for you both she doesn't really like porn so fair enough but she doesn't begrudge me my sights which is nice and i kind of like i like the fact that i didn't need to make that something secret you know yeah i'm not like inviting her into like masturbation sessions or something but like you know, at the same time, it's, you know, you have your sex life with your partner and you have your sex life independent of your partner. And I kind of like the fact that I could share that with my partner. It's kind of nice. It's liberating mm -hmm. a bit. We're not far it's from It's nice that. to have something to go to if you're in a fight. Jackie. Yeah, <laughs> or if they're out of town. <laughs> or if you've had a long day. You know, there's a lot of reasons yeah. to fight your <laughs> Any you number of reasons. things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just manufacture. God. Oh, God, I'm hungry. Mayday. <laughs> She's replying. Arbor Day really gets me in her. <laughs> oh, man. Remember the troops. <laughs> Stand go. up, soldier. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so Jackie might be slightly Not quite more. A Twenty-one gun salute, but it's the best I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So oh, why, why not? Why is it just never come up? Uh, oh, not like it's come up and then you like avoid it. So Jackie's more pro porn, I think, than your wife. Uh, she, but it, it's all. You know, she wouldn't want to watch. Look, you watch enough porn, suddenly your preferences drift toward the more extreme, or at least you like to, <laughs> at least you like to, you know, like capes for example. Take a walk on the wild side now and then, right? It's not like so her. I think what you're trying to say here is that her taste in porn is very vanilla. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, a little more been plain. On one of those tangents, and you when you're going road. through those sites, and it, it a, a point begins where you're not even engaging in the act anymore. You're just like looking at a video, <laughs> like what the fuck is yes. what? Of where? Yes, who am? I am. <laughs> what kind of person am I? Who? What and am I, I doing? And I like, like to think I'm pretty, you know, pretty open. I've seen a lot of things and experienced a lot of things. But sometimes you're like, what the fuck is that? And what are they doing? And you just want to yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, she's sucking on his prolapsed asshole. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's another thing when you're scrolling in the thumbnails and you're getting yes. everything like. Like, it's all normal, what you're looking for, and then just one there. It's like, oh, gee, what? Is that a goat? What? <laughs> so what I like to thumbnail. do is... Sometimes you're just fucked because you don't know going into that. You're like, oh, that looks like pretty hot. What the fuck? That's not... You know what I mean? Like I, I, like I, don't, I can't decipher Jackie's common. answer. Oh. Maybe. What'd she say? Decipher it. All right. So the yeah. question I asked specifically was, are male sex, sex toys more cringeworthy than female sex toys? I hate the whole cringe thing, but I, I lack the vocabulary to do better. And she wrote, it depends where they are going and what they're used for. Fleshlights cringe, so is blow-up doll. Which, to me, I'm like, what's left? What, like, yeah, what is left? Well, that's yeah. two for two. Like, there's right? nothing else out there. So I said, well, so I what's... I guess you could have, like, uh, what's the fucking erection aid, like, uh, the band Cock stuff? Ring. Cock ring. Thank you, that's what I was looking for, yeah. That's something like that. a sex toy, though. Yeah. That's what you use if you can't keep it up, right? Or if, if you I want sex toy, to get super hard. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's just... For guys who are having trouble keeping it up, I think that apparently they make right, right. you like at your for a next day. level erection. Yeah, 
that blood goes but in but doesn't come out. There's something said about like vibrators, like giving experience that like you know, human oh, yeah. body just doesn't fucking do. So on I some don't level, got the only one here who owns a magic wand. I mean, pro cockering. No, no, That's the only thing she's been pro cockering. Michael J. Fox but, doesn't. But, but on the other <laughs> side, <laughs> but she's, that's incredible. What? What do you have it turned? He's like, I haven't turned. Like I haven't plugged it in. Aww. But I guess on that sense, if you're comparing them like that, you could be like, all right, cringeworthy. Because are, are we ever supposed to believe that the flashlight is doing something? I've never used the flashlight. So is the flashlight doing something that the pussy's not supposed to be doing? Like in yeah, some you sense, listen to it. <laughs> there's I think, an off I wish switch. We should float that one by ourselves and figure out there's a bit that would go over really well. Try Just text Jackie what she thinks about that comment. <laughs> <laughs> probably isn't. Uh, she wouldn't look favorably, I don't think. No, probably not. Oh, well, we, we got sponsored by, or or I don't know. Yeah, I was I, on that one. That, that auto blow thing. Yeah, yeah, I was on that, that episode. Oh, another, like, next level. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much for a sex toy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like. <laughs> I feel like it looks like that robot that's blowing the guy in the VR mask that I keep seeing on the internet. It's like a little robot, like 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 forcing some sort of sex toy over his dick, while while like there's some sort of like suction things on his nipples and like something in his ass, and he's got the VR on. And I'm just making that sound like you're in an MRI machine, like that. So if you had a a blowjob robot. Would your preference for it to be somewhat female looking or just completely like a machine? Female looking, 100%. I don't want to feel any like remorse or uh, compassion for it. I want it to be a very medical experience when I come mm. to the blowjob machine. The I want it females. Females help me get off. Like the open CPR mouth. <laughs> like <laughs> on like a, a silly robot, so it's just the Google eyes, and as it's doing its thing, the googlies are just like dancing in there. I don't know I how you guys are, but that wouldn't do it for me. I'm totally on Filthy's side. It has to be the like female, you know. Like otherwise, it's just like iRobot. I feel like it should be somewhere play that, in between. Play that mind game like, a little bit um, further. So what if the what if your blowjob okay. robot was very masculine looking? Like would that start bothering you? Because mm -hmm. like if yeah yeah. It, 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 who's the chicken Wally? Eon or something? The, I've seen it, but I don't know the name. Yeah, yeah. So it's got to be the, the, the clean little girl thing and not the masculine little boy square thing. I see. Mm. It's not have to be. What did, that's what my did preference. Jackie say, by the way, about the non-cringeworthy? So she's given us two cringeworthy. What's the non-cringeworthy? She said cock rings were not cringeworthy. Okay, okay. So she did go that route. Yeah. Do we know? What's a third male sex toy? Wait, yeah. isn't that... To, well, yeah, the only one that she doesn't yeah, think is cringe is there for her benefit, right? As well. So the only one that she likes is a yeah. mutual one. Is the it only more or less cringeworthy of vibrating cock ring? She doesn't like the one mm. ones that are independent of her, it seems. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. seems to be the trend. Very selfish when it comes to this, it seems. Yeah. She can't even imagine why. It's like She doesn't see the purpose of such a thing. But to give you pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we don't need it. <laughs> you know, we already have your lawnmowers and your trucks. And Why does she sound like this? Like she's some sort of slave owner about to ship them off to the new world. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I met a guy who was seventy-two today, and it's not uh, old enough to be impressive. <laughs> So they were talking about being old, and he's like, you know, one of the goals in life is to get old, right? He's like, I'm doing great at it. And I was like, I like that. I like his attitude. You know, he's just 
You're trying to get old, right? Well, I've proven that I'm good at that. He was a really young 72. Oh. I feel like that's redefining your goals as you go, though. You know, like, probably my goal is to age. My goal is probably to enjoy myself along the way and do well in my life and meet, and meet the things that make me happy, right? But I guess, you know, like, if you're 72 and you look back and you're like, well, fuck, my life kind of sucked. Well, what have I done? If you, like, kind of just go for the ego element, I'm not saying he is, but if you yeah, went for totally the ego element, you're like, I got old. I did well at that. You know, like, I'm not sure that counts. Yeah. Oh, I'm still here, you know. <laughs> like lots of old people. Like my grandparents have a thing, where they smoked like two packs a day each for like forty years plus, and they quit like eight years ago or so. And they still say like, you know, when I hit eighty, I'm gonna start smoking again. And it's like, yeah, I don't doubt it. Like, like, are you looking forward to it? And they're like, shit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're it's like, all right. So the urge never really went away. And she's like, no, nah, like I, I liked it, but. I still like it. And it's like, <laughs> and so like, and they were crazy smokers, like using nicotine patches as rolling paper. Like, <laughs> so, but yeah, Did I never see- thought of it like that. Cause you always think when someone quits smoking, you never think like, man, they must always be thinking about that a little bit. You just think like, Oh, they don't do that anymore. Or at least is, that's how I thought. Is it I that would, there's a medical pull yeah. pulling towards it? Or they just know about something good that we don't? I know about something good that you don't. That's what it is. Yeah, they know about something, about something good that, that we don't. That, that fills you with, like, comfort and happiness for a split <laughs> every time you inhale. I know about something that, 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 bo- that, that can be both a stimulant and a depressant, whatever you need, depending on how you puff on it. It can put you to sleep or wake you up. Either way, it can pass the time. It can be your only friend sometimes. Wait, who are your sponsors tonight? With it if you need to, if you need to get some questions answered, you know, it does lots of things. It's wonderful. Um, I wanted to talk about, however, I, I, Chiz t- texted me today and said Ca- California just raised their smoking age to 21 years old. And and another cool topic, though I think we've talked about it before, uh, they've got like a, a thing where you have the right to die now. If you've got six months or, or, le- or less to live, you can choose to... Oh, that's California as well. I was reading something about that in Canada recently, but I didn't realize that's, that's U.S. too now. California. So wow. in spite of my Robin Williams rant, uh, I kind of like the euthanasia one, you know? Yeah. You don't like it when people kill themselves for selfish reasons like, you know what, this world's no fun anymore. I'm out of here. I don't want to, like, go through the motions of being a person anymore. But I think we all know that when you're suffering terribly and you have no quality of life that it's probably time to end things. There's no point in dragging this out. I like having the decision to control my own life. Both for the person who's suffering and for their family, not dragging them through that. Because you you see so, so, so many times the family members of cancer cancer patients, the people who are dying of diseases like that, because they're so long-term now with our treatments, they Mm -hmm. go through hell. It ruins the whole family because... And at the end, they end up having all these feelings of, um, you know, wanting the person that they love to just go and dealing with the feelings that that caused inside of them. It's a real... When I did my Robin Williams rant... I didn't really think about him as a person at the time, which is something my fans do to me. And I thought of him more as a public figure and thought leader. And there was something to that. Apparently, like, the suicide hotline fielded record calls the next day. Um, my, my, I was really only ranting because I didn't want other people to, like, think, oh, look at all the praise and love this guy's getting. You know, like, suddenly Robin Williams was a national treasure. You know, everybody was just, oh, my gosh, he's the, the world's greatest actor, the funniest guy, the greatest man. Like, he was... And we didn't know he was sick either at that time. I, right. Yeah, I also didn't was, know so, he was sick. Very shocking. Woody, I'm sorry. I, I don't know this. Oh, so you don't what, know this. this? Okay. 
Yeah, so the, right after Robin Williams killed himself, I was like, screw that. You know, I, I really don't like that action. And I was kind of, <coughs> between my ears, providing like a, a counter thought process to the world who was just like, oh my God, you know, he was the most wonderful person. We love him so much. Memorials, memorandum, memorandums is a memo. But, you know, like, like people were just blowing up the love for Robin Williams after his death. And I was like, oh my God, anyone else who's thinking that maybe they want to do this too uh, is going to think that like it's a a better idea than they thought before, right? They're going to love me when I'm gone. So I provided this like anti-love thing and it went over like a lead balloon. (laughs) It it was was not a popular (laughs) thing. Suicide, people. (laughs) was the angriest I've seen people at you, I think, ever. And it, it's a couple times. It, was, it, it made the whole Hodor incident look like a, just a walk in the park. Like, and people really did not care for the Hodor thing, but that was nothing compared to the Robin Williams. Yeah, it always back. was. The thing about the Robin Williams was, upon reflection, I felt like I was really wrong. Uh, the Hodor thing, like, like filthy. Like, I just the character didn't impact me in the same way. I, I think that, yeah. and people well, don't agree with this, but um, what was the guy's name? Circeo, who well, taught Arya how to sword fight. Yes. Like he yeah, died a similar. Right. He had a wooden sword. There were like four or five armored metal knights. swords, knights, right. and uh, and he yeah. basically did a similar thing where he fought off them and bought Arya enough time to escape. And to me, he was really losing a lot more. He had a wife, he had kids, etc. And he was like, you know what? All this is done. I'm helping Arya escape. Tyrion Pharrell does not run. And. Everyone kind of replied with this, ah, but he had a wife and kids. And you know? for fuck's sake, like he had a choice. That's one of the things that bothers me about Hodor. Hodor is sometimes a like essentially a zomb- a, a person they remote control. Sometimes he's just like they take care of him a little bit and like he does everything they ask and has no decision making in his own ability. They're like, hold the door, not will you be willing to sacrifice? Not he volunteers to sacrifice. He's just told, hold that fucking door and die for it. Where the, the at least the, the dancing master like had the decision to make eyes, made it on his own. Yeah, but everyone disagreed with us on that point. They're all That's like, no, you don't understand. Hodor's whole life was aimed toward this one thing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. His whole life seemed to be devoted to whatever it was at the time. Like, when he was carrying Bran through the last three years, like, that was his only purpose in life. Like, he just seemed to have a, so I don't the, know. The, everything seems really a little cool. bit like, so the, the I, I Robin, feel like oh. his, his whole life wasn't. His whole life was for that moment, that that moment of holding the door. That's yeah, but that, not by his choice. All. No, well, who cares? Like, nothing's by anybody's choice in this book. You think it? Nobody, none of these players in this Game of Thrones wants to be there, and and is by their is there by choice, except for the villains for the most part. And it was sure, by choice I, in the end, where he was holding it by his own volition or of his own volition, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like it showed, like he was no longer the puppet being puppeteered yeah. about by yeah, that brand. Was, he, he was, that was Hodor from, holding it. What, what Hodor got from a lifetime of going, Hodor, Hodor, was a, a 55-year pep talk for the big game. That's <laughs> yeah, what right? he got. A 55-year <laughs> pep talk for the big game. That doesn't seem like something he won. That and feels like someone suckered him into a bad fucking like, oh, deal shit, for 55 years of talking him up to it. <laughs> like, I love that. I, yeah, I, love I don't know. I felt like Sergio's actions were braver. Because you know, he definitely had more free choice, and he definitely lost a lot more. Than, like Hodor was like, "Well, shit, you know, what am I going to run from this?" And and well, by definition, braver because you know he he had a, a thing to fear, and he overcame it when he could have ran. Though that's not there for Hodor. Hodor's like, but "Well, it's they're like my die point right of here, like right over there." Hodor's getting 
a hundred times the celebration that the dancing master did and everyone yeah. was like ah fuck the dancing master he's but not part so of that special. is production again right like this was right. the closing right. scene of the of the film with the commentary about it and all the internet explosion about it and like the the, the cinematography of this moment and people and like to feel right so when people they, they exploded like and... at me about robin williams i was like oh i kind of see their point when they exploded about at me about hodor I was like, uh, you know, I'm too busy for this shit, really. You know, <laughs> like, I'm dancing in my underwear with the. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I think I was taking my this. daughter to nationals at the time and I was doing whatever. I was reading my paragliding or paramotoring book and I was just like, you guys rage away. Uh, I'm immune to this one, you know, fuck off. Uh, and that's. I, I, I felt a little bit of anti LGBT sentiment with his hate for Hodor. I don't know if anybody else caught that. Oh, little, God. Uh, <laughs> I didn't forget no, he was I, gay. I like, where's he going Not with so this? much the LGBT, but that that second Q and definitely the first A. <laughs> yeah. I think that I, they, they will definitely take umbrage with what has been spoken. <laughs> and the P off the charts. There's no P. There Big is. It. It's pansexual. Big it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's a P. It's this the last one. Big it. Because <laughs> um, I didn't know the acronym they made up 15 yeah, minutes yeah. ago. But uh, where were we headed with? Are we we're on the Robin, the hate, uh, Hodor. I think we wrap, then we, yeah, I think we should wrap up the the Game of Thrones talk. I have yeah. a new topic. It's only a chance of it working, but I thought it was super interesting. This video, the I'm effing Matt Damon. You don't have to watch the whole thing, but we're watching this together. The interview preceding it, to me, like there's a point in there that I want to talk about. All right, so we're watching this together. What time? What moment do I want to start this from? I don't know. The interview's two minutes long, and I can't like preview it. Shows the video about six the... minutes. Where am I? Start at zero. Minutes. The interview's the first start two zero. minutes. Okay. All right. All right. So we're gonna bump across it. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Ready, set. Oh wait, I didn't put it on the big screen. Ready, set, play. I know. What? Well, um, how about when we were first going out, and I'm very self-conscious because I'm very hairy. It's right at the beginning. And um. <laughs> Don't, I shaved my arm, so I actually am not. Well, yeah, no. But um, <laughs> I'm very, I have very thick black hair all over. Right. And I was always self-conscious of that. Thank you. <laughs> and I remember that you said that you liked it because you felt that it meant that I had more, you said it meant that I had more testosterone and that's why I like sex. Pause. Dude, I'm not alone. This is Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> This is Jimmy Kimmel trying to make his girlfriend Sarah Silverman not feel uncomfortable and embarrassed about how hairy she is. I disagree. I think yeah, Jimmy I know you is absolutely what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no. See, you guys don't understand high T appreciation. But Jimmy and I, we do. All right. So I, I need have, some background on this. Tell me about uh, high T appreciation. Okay. So here's the deal. Over the years of painkiller already as i define features that i think are cool in women it's become clear that, that he's gay. they're pretty guy like you know like yeah, we'll look at which woman is pretty and i always pick the one with the stronger jawline right we'll say which woman's hot i usually pick the thinner athletic one over the big boobied one um we went the on one, this the the hairy belly yeah we went on i was just headed there we went on a whitewater drafting trip and there was a woman who in every other way, at least from the neck down, I forget how pretty she was, was model-like. You know, she was just like super fit. Um, like, I don't she know. She was short and stubby and thick. And uh, <laughs> she, she had abs. I, and I didn't remember she was her muscular, as, and, as and short. And she had a cute-ish tomboy face. In my, in my head, she was like 5'7", right, which I wouldn't call short. 
And um, she was strong. She was a whitewater rafting guide. Very strong. And um, she happened to have like, like a, a happy trail that led to her bikini. And um, like I saw that and I instantly thought like, I bet she likes to fuck. Right. Because that's like. I'm a terrible person, but that, you know, the, the, the high T appreciation apparently is built into me. And, uh, oh. and like, over, as all these things go out, like, yeah, Woody likes guys with at, or I'm sorry, girls. Woody likes girls with abs, strong jawlines, happy trails, small boobs. If we ever having an effect on you, that was it right there. That, that, that <laughs> slip. You're <laughs> with your head. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but it's their hobby. Everyone needs a hobby. So they, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like straw jong line, small boobs, like abs, happy trail apparently is on the list. Adam's and, apple, see, big I, hands, I strong have, hands. I have an, those two they just throw in. Right? I never was like Adam's apple chicks. This is the bomb. But uh, um, when uh, when when you're banging the chick and you can just feel those balls, those balls <laughs> slapping you in the back of your ass every time she thrusts. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> you're in the stick almost. What are we talking about? <laughs> Very high tea. <laughs> so besides, besides offering a perfect opportunity for your co-host to just rip into you, have you like yeah. looked into this at all? Like, a what we of, had? Like, have you looked at like any correlations between testosterone and sex drive, for example? Is that in there? Do we know about this from the literature for I think like that is women thing, with higher yeah. testosterone? I don't actually know that we do know that. Yeah, do I we? think that is in there actually. And one of the treatments for low sex drive is testosterone for women. Oh man, I can. I, I'll tell you what. So this is quasi related to the field that I was in, and my girlfriend and my wife is still in. Mm -hmm. I'd be very curious. I will ask her about this and see if she has any is literature. Is she available, or like, could you? Ask I could her? go. Well, she's on the couch drinking wine. I could go like bother her about this. Well, even if, like, I'm not asking you to drag <laughs> her on camera, but if she was within like to. talking distance, say like, hey, is there a correlation between high T and sex drive in women? I'll tell you what. I'll go grab another beer and in passing throw this out there. <laughs> I like you. All right, it's a good plan. Right, two minutes. So when I, I saw this thing with Jimmy Kimmel, like I was like, dude, there's another one. There's a like I don't think he's making that up. I, it's his girlfriend, and she's clearly this is a while ago before she yeah, was so, as famous as she is now, and she's clearly she's doing a good job of playing it off, but she's just very famous. clearly self conscious about it. Very like, self conscious. He's doing a good job, or at least I haven't watched the clip. I've only seen this small amount, but I guarantee he's going to be kind of holding her hand through it, kind of making it more of a joke and. You know, it, I, that's what I imagine. Do you want to watch some more? Sure. All right. I'm at 36 seconds. Can we sync up there? Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm at 36. Ready, set. Oh, wait. I need to. I'm sorry. Big screen. Ready, set, play. I'm a romantic. That's I was thinking about it. <laughs> He's I fat, too. Look how fat he is. Yeah. And you know what you would love? What? Men. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> what do you but, mean by that? I would love men. And now I'm thinking of the... I'm sorry. Ooh. I'm thinking of the surprise and I just... had so much fun actually just thinking about our good times that now I'm bummed out about the surprise. What? What do you mean you're bummed out about the surprise? Did it break? This is something... Okay, no. So there's this good surprise. He doesn't know what it is. And I haven't spilled it in a long time because I actually... It was something that... I made in I think she drags October. us out for 40 more seconds. Obviously, before right, we can, we can, we can jump out if you want. Uh, so we can jump out. Still silver. I can do an right, ad. Pause. What she's okay. going to say is I'm fucking Matt Damon, and it's a big joke, and they have yeah. like several episodes about it. Um, but I, I heard the part about you love me for my hair because it's high T, and that, that's why I like sex so much. And I was like, yeah. Oh, did you get an answer? 
Yeah, yeah. She, her her response was uh, she didn't give me like a quarter, uh, like a sight or anything off this one, but off the top of her head. But it was yeah, that that was those were related. And she thought, well, she wasn't entirely sure that it was related to the. the there's a number of components of um, like high sex drive, mm-hmm. and one of them is uh, desire, and that was related that the testosterone was at least linked to desire in women. So that's that's an interesting pickup. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Milo was on the show and. Uh, Milo, you don't know him, maybe, but Milo Yiannopoulos, he's kind of like a pro-Trump guy. He's he's got like crazy blonde hair. Do you know him at all? I don't, but go you on. You might recognize his picture. Anyway, he was on our show, and uh, um, you know when when they were making fun of the things I like in women, he's like, oh, Woody's attracted to high T women. He and immediately understood. Oh, he is gay though. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Well played. He's Taylor. like, I like her. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, good burn. <laughs> I, need, I need a little aloe vera after that yeah. one. <laughs> we should get Milo back on because he's had all kinds of adventures doing his oh, faggot I'd tour to or whatever he called on. it. Um, I, what did he call it? It's something like that. It's called like the Raging Faggot Tour or something, something like that. The along Dangerous those lines. Faggot Tour. The Dangerous like Faggot yeah. Tour. He's it's gay. His, That's his thing. He, he's a conservative gay man, and uh, it, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. Man, he's really just is? such an, a, a weird amalgamation of ideas where it's like he'll go for like 30 minutes on feminism and something, whatever, and you'll be like, man, this guy is hitting a lot of excellent points. And then he'll come around to something else like religion or some, you know, he's against oh, gay marriage, right. uh, against, he's against gay marriage or whatnot. And then it's like, whoa, what, where did that, that rational guy go? And what are we talking about now? Like, the thing is this. Overall, I, 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 I really don't know like what his guy. real stances are because I understand him. Like the way that I interpret everything is he's a professional provocateur, you know, like he oh, made his clear. name on the Gamergate thing, right? So suddenly he's pro like 4chan, like the unpopular side. Um, and then, you know, he's anti-feminist, right? So you know, they pull him on for all this stuff. And now he's like super pro-Trump and like whatever pisses people off, I swear, like if, if suddenly like kittens were the rage, he'd be anti-cat up there on Fox News talking about the evils of cats. And- the, So Kyle, this his, means you uh, love him then, right? Oh yeah, he's, he's good, good at his job. I love right? him like too. Yeah. And he's yeah. amazing at his job. But the thing that I like most, like the thing that I like most about him is like when when I hear him, de- he wins almost every debate. He's very good at it. And he's got a handful of sources he can reference. You know, someone mentions pay gap. He's like, oh my god, you have fallen into my briar patch. Let's talk pay gap because I've got like thirty things I can mention to knock down anything you say. And uh, he's just he's it's hard as shit, by the way, to respond to a citation in real time that you haven't read or acknowledged yourself, especially when they're claiming that citation backs their point. Dude, hard he, shit he did it to me. And I so mostly I didn't debate with him too much because one, I'd probably lose. And yeah, I agreed with him on that stuff, too. But there was other stuff where like I just felt like he was flat out wrong. And I, I asked him for a citation, and he gave me one, and I looked it up, and it was full of shit. It, it, and I read it to him, and it said the opposite of what he wanted it to. And uh, I was very proud of myself. I yeah. don't remember which one that was. Probably doesn't bother him too I, much I remember that it was happened, Washington though, Post. Because it probably works the most of the time. I'm curious. I don't but you're right. In real time, you know, if I just say, no, 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 you know, Barnes and Wobbles says that, you know, the pay gap is fake. And, oh, yeah. yeah like, well, Wobbles is, is a... A senior figure in that movement. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> and the Jeremy Wobbles. Like, <laughs> right? And, and, you know, like, yeah. Jeremy Dr. Wobbles? Wobbles? 
I always hate this because we get this as, um, or we did it when I was in uh, psychology for publishing, right? When you mm -hmm. when you get the when you get an article reviewed, so you're putting an art, you know, you've written your paper, done your experiment, written your paper, and submitted it for publication. And this is the type of comment that reviewers give you is they'll say, "Well, we disagree," and then they'll cite some literature at you, and like you have to respond to that literature when you get this paper published. But at least the initial affront on that is you're like, "I have no fucking idea what this citation is," and mm -hmm. you go read through it, and you don't. It doesn't always correspond with what they're saying, but that that is. A very big, if you get that live in real time, like I have to do that in the immediate sense, you have like almost no recourse. Science says, here's a citation. Mm -hmm. Well, I haven't read that citation. I guess I have to take your word that you're not just flat out fucking lying to me. And he but does like when it, you go and read it. It's a core part of his technique. And, um, and very know. effective, I imagine. Well, I don't know why, like if I, if I knew that I was going up against him on whatever, CNN six days from now. I would come armed with 18 citations yeah, exactly. so that regardless of what he said, I could have my own and, and at least, but they always just get stumped, you know, no, you know, freaking Dr. Jeremy well, Waddle said well, this. They do like a shotgun approach in a lot of debates where it's like, they don't go, well, you know, Smith Klein Stevenson in 2006 demonstrated this. They'll be like, well, Smith did this. And then two years later, so-and-so did this. And if you look back to the nineties, you got four studies right here, bop, 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 bop. And it's like, well, now how are we even oh, arguing or are you ranting at me? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I can see why he wins so much because he seems to be the only person who came armed. Oh, that that's one thing that we, I don't remember who called him on it or if any of us, it might have been you, Woody, but he did some, uh, an excellent rhetorical device to unjustly win an argument is to, to frame it in a different way. Straw man. Which is the way you do it. Uh, yeah. Well, he wasn't arguing against a, uh, a fictional opponent. He was just misattributing our own. Is that, a straw man is when I take your point make it ridiculous You're perhaps right. or you misstate know, it I guess and then argue did. against that he, he didn't say our point what he said to i think it was you woody where he said like uh oh i just can't believe anybody as smart as you would fall for that or something along those lines i don't remember exactly how he articulated it but we called him on it being like no 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 that's that's some sneaky bullshit like you <laughs> you simultaneously bolster your own point while undermining us and cutting out our cred credibility like you're a, you're brilliant at this well done you're a good orator but but that's not... That's like, not I'm not nearly as smart as you think I am, but you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Like, not have a lot of respect for my intelligence to think that I'm going to sit here and be like, well, I've been bamboozled. <laughs> An ad hominem attack is when I say, well, you would say that. You're a tailor or something. But to be fair, like and I've been on the show a couple maybe. times now, and a lot of times you call me out for Strauman stuff, and a lot of times I'm not responding. I'm not trying to... For me, a lot of when I look at an argument is I look at the extremes of that. If you're if you're giving me especially a That's statement what that is man does. well, like, but like a statement I, I if you give me an absolute statement like you know, for example, anyone who makes money is worth respect. If you give me that statement, that's not what I said. Ways, you well, see, that's that's what okay, happens again, but, though, right? But again, I'll say, exactly. Wait, wait, get, give me a second these, here. I, I'll say like, you know what? I feel like new money it might be more impressive than old money because they probably earned it. And then you say, you know, like well, some new money people got there by writing books for homicide tell-alls. Well, hold on a second, because again, I'm not, I'm not trying to rehash what we did earlier. I'm uh -huh. trying to talk about, because this has Me happened too. a couple of times on this show, right? When we talk is that when you present an example that has these, these, these elements of like, this is a fact because this is true in all scenarios. The first thing that comes to my, my response to this is, I bet you I can think of scenarios where that's not true. And you're immediately calling them strawman arguments because I'm taking an extreme of that. But part of the reason to take that extreme is to say, this example is not true in all scenarios. You can't use a blanket statement like that I, to describe I think something. That's a that's slippery slope, not strawman, right? 
where I you think take something and it was the same evidence. argument where it is like, strong uh, it is, you know if we let gay people get married soon people will be marrying goats that's and microwaves not what he does. he know? takes my position and restates it as a more extreme ridiculous version of that and yeah, says you know I what think that's it, not it, true in my mind in my mind i'm taking not... your position and citing an, an example of that position that is but oftentimes you like true. you you say you rephrase my point like you'll say you know well, when you make a blanket statement that all people are this, and I'm like, wait, you know, that's easier to talk well, against than what I actually said. Definitely rephrase your point because re part of rephrasing the reason why I rephrase people's arguments when they give me an argument is to make sure that we're on the same page. But right? wait, that's the every time you rephrase it, you take it and you make it more extreme, and mm -hmm. it's easier to argue against. No, no, no. I, I rephrase it. Rephrase a point. You say someone says something, you maybe disagree with it, don't disagree. With it. You rephrase it to be like, okay, this is what you're saying, and here's me offering an example that's different from what you're saying. And then draw your conclusions from that. That's a lot of what I feel like we end up doing on this show. I'm trying and then to remember, like, like you were like, hey, all things that make money have great worth. And I'm like, well, I didn't quite say that. I mean, some things that make money are you know, bad for society. Um, sure, but when I said that, that was part of what I was saying. And again, I, I, we're rehashing this. I don't wish to rehash this. But like, what my statement was supposed to be when I started to say that, it was part of half of a statement talking about the differences between those two. I, was, you know, I wanted to bring back, we went back to this later in the show when I was talking about perhaps old money <sighs> investing over time is worth, worth something too. You know, I was trying to provide counterpoints to both of those situations. And I got, we got caught up on the one, comp, the one, anyways. My point was being that this, this I can see that being an interesting thing to say about that when you're talking with this guy who does this professionally for a living because there's some there are there is a technique to that and you can get I feel like sometimes you point the finger this is straw man maybe but this is a way of interpreting what you're saying and reflecting on it so the way that Milo does it is really have you ever seen a thank you for smoking mm -hmm. yes where he goes uh he does that little example with this kid where it's like we're going to argue about, you know, you say that chocolate's the best ice cream, and I say that vanilla is. And he does the whole example of, like, I don't have to be right. I just have to show that you are not right, and you are incorrect. And then by process of elimination, I'm the one who's correct, you know? And Milo definitely does that, and I like the guy, and I agree with him on most shit, but he definitely has a huge tendency to pull that kind of stuff and just go for character attacks, which you kind of, you almost have to do that. Like you have to engage in those character attacks because the other side's going to do it. You can't be the side that's like, you know what? We should, we need to talk about economic policy. And they're like, well, you're a racist. It's like, well, now we, we're already at a standstill. Sorry. Like we can't go forward. Like <laughs> you almost have to right. sink to their level, fight them out. And then once all the mud has been slung, then you can actually talk about shit. So well, here's what filthy does. I'll say something like, you know, I think that men are stronger than women, right? And he'll be like, well, when you say that every single man is stronger than any woman, I think there's examples where that's not true. And clearly that's right. But I feel like you've taken my thing. Absolute trigger like me every man time. inception. I don't know who to put <laughs> <laughs> Absolutes trigger the fuck out of me because I rarely you know, agree with absolutes. You know who would not but use a straw man? It's not meant to be an absolute. <laughs> Kyle wants to go to the ad read, but it's not meant to be an absolute. When I say that, yeah, you just fucking chill on this. We're talking. <laughs> Squarespace wouldn't do that to you. Yeah. Squarespace doesn't engage in straw man arguments. What Never. do they do, Kyle? <laughs> keep going. Let's keep talking. I'll continue with the straw mans. I mean, maybe you think straw it's bad radio. I don't know. I, I, but I, I, th I find it interesting to talk about the the technique. Washbuckling. The yeah. technique of, you know, of like arguing well, bullshit. Well, what he does I, is he takes anything I – not anything I say. That's, that's getting too far. But he takes what I say, rephrases it as an absolute, and then argues against that. And uh, – 
you know, I, I find that to be unfair. Mm, it's I, like now you've taken I what I've said and you've misquoted it and made it into sure. an argument so, that's easy to go. When I rephrase that, well, a quick way to respond to that then is when I rephrase something you've said and you disagree with that, correct the rephrasing. That's what I do. So that I, well, sometimes. Let's play it back. Sure. <laughs> no, we can't play well, it back. Well, I mean, we could. I mean, well, I, I guess even, we will. Have to we, end will this. we won't have to do it. At some point, the comments will redo this for us. And we'll hear both of what we said re, re, uh, reinterpreted by like 100,000 people on the internet. This is fucking The ridiculous. comments are going to take care of this. They're going <laughs> yeah, to they're gonna have a measured, reasonable discussion down below. And, <laughs> and we'll, we just, can go down. we'll just go with the majority opinion on that because that will solve it. I, I would mm -hmm. say there's no one I'd rather trust for fair, reasonable analysis than YouTube commenters. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know who I would I, trust I, I more than that? Wrong. Maybe only one person. It would probably be Squarespace. Tell me more about this Squarespace. Well, Squarespace. we want everyone to remember that this episode of Painkiller Ready is being brought to you by Squarespace, where your sites will look professionally designed regardless of your skill level, and there's no coding required. They use intuitive and easy-to-use tools. Uh, Squarespace has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. They're trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. You can start your trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use offer code PKA to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. So whether you're building a business, uh, where you're starting a business, building a portfolio, or just expressing yourself online, remember to sign up today and go to squarespace.com slash PKA. Yeah, Squarespace. If you need a website, that's where you go. Does anyone have a topic? I, I, I was looking at my list of topics, and I just have some like lame jokes and shit. Are you ready for a lame joke while you think of a topic? Yeah, let's hear it. My friend died at an orgy the other day. I nobody knows why. It's a fucking mystery. Get it? Is Taylor here to laugh? Because we need him. <laughs> this is how they always go. <laughs> he hasn't got a laugh yet. This is like a second fucking joke. Not, not nobody's cracked a smile. <laughs> it's become a thing now. I swear, I could tell the greatest joke, and they're and they'd be like, "Nope, that's a flop." <laughs> that, that was the segment. Right. <laughs> All right, let's talk UFC talk then. Let's talk about Lesnar coming to UFC 200. Apparently, getting some sort of four month. Uh, grace period where they're not going to test him for PEDs and uh, the Hunt guy, I, I guess, who's supposed to be his opponent thinks that's bullshit and so does everybody else um, and uh, who has eyes, I guess. And Yeah, I've see. been so busy lately. I, I feel like I, I know he's getting some sort of USADA like, I don't know, grace period, but isn't it like, I don't know. I don't know. I, how does it work exactly? The Lesnar PEDs are what? Performance enhancing drugs. Giving him yeah. a four month. There's, there's something about some sort of four month period where he there will be no testing or something like he's that. He's like fighting in four months. He's fighting in July, I think. Right. That's when. Uh, so there'll be no testing. So what are they particularly uh, worried about in UFC? Like what type of performance enhancing drugs? All what are they of them. doing? There's a very long list. Um, well, anything that makes you faster or stronger or helps your recovery. Really, the the main thing is faster and stronger because you're punching guys in the face. But recovery, if if you're a career athlete, you know, over the course of two careers. If I'm able to get that fight in and, and get two fights a year every year, but some years you can't get the second or the third fight. You know, some people mm -hmm. fight a lot, three, four, five times. They're fighting amateur fights because they just like it. But if you're that guy who can squeeze in that extra fight a year, then all of a sudden you're a career fighter rather than somebody who washes out. And maybe eventually you get, a, you, you get better. But some of these guys you see, 
after they get cracked down upon, their entire physique changes, their entire style changes. The way that the things that they used to use uh, successfully in the in the octagon or wherever they're fighting don't play anymore. They're like, wow, his he can't kick that leg as hard anymore. Look at that. There's no pop on that. All of a sudden, this guy's lost 15 pounds of muscle that really was putting him over the edge. So it, there's so many PEDs now, whether they're doing blood doping, doping to up the oxygen. Uh, yeah, the, what's that? Lance Arm. Uh, they have um, yeah. they have a lot of things that they. So the UFC. Many, many rules things. are very strict. You can't take an IV. That's a thing. Why? Because sometimes people use IVs to dilute their levels of something else that's bad. So yeah. that just makes it like so. You, it's not that the IV is bad. It's the fact that now I can change your like ratio of something, and I prevented your ability to do that. When you can't take laxatives. Blood alcohol content. It's your percentage of alcohol to, to to the rest of your blood, right? You know, it's how much alcohol is making up your blood. Well, if you add an extra pint of saline to your blood, then all of a sudden everything's diluted by that twenty percent. I think you got five pints in your right, five or yeah. seven. The laxatives that that like Six. you might have in your pantry are illegal in the UFC because it helps people cut weight. And, you know, that way I can be strong, like I can have more muscle content, drain my body of liquids, and then... So why are they giving this guy the pass? That's the question. So he's um, he's a WWE... W-E. Yeah, WWE wrestler. Of course, they're going, all on roids, you know, to, to put on a show. And... Uh, he's going from acting to fighting? He's done he's it before. Done that. A fighter he, before. Was, he was the heavyweight champion of the UFC for oh, maybe six fights. He, um, Pre-USADA. He so he, he was is, in the, t- the steroid uh, era. But the thing about this guy is he is a real freak of nature. They had to make him special gloves. You know what I mean? He's one of these people who has to turn sideways to walk through a normal-sized door. <laughs> it's not that it's, I don't think he's that tall. Maybe he is. Maybe 6'3". He's and like 6'4". Yeah, like, but, but he looks like he should be 6'8 to be a normal, like, dimension. Like, he's wide enough for 6'8", but he's 6'4". Yep. He's a real he's like, uh, have you ever, you know, the Gunzerker from Borderlands 2? Sure. He's that he's got guy. That. Gotcha. Here's my when favorite he proof throws of hammer his... fists in the. Oh shit! We've been in the big screen for Wait, a long time. Wait, the hammer time. fist. Go ahead, Kyle. I want to. I know what you're trying to say. He, he, <sighs> hammer fists for this guy are like knockout blows. Like, like, like he'll he can he he, he it's just boom, 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 and it's like getting hit in the head with a rubber mallet. He's just <laughs> it really is because you know he's squeezing that rubber glove with all of his might, which must be incredible. And he's smashing you in the head. I would rather get hit with a rubber mallet. That, it's all that picture yeah. I linked, which people are watching. Yeah, yeah. he's 15 years old. Yeah, no, nice. he is not. He That's is. a bunch of bull testosterone yeah. injected into a 30-year-old <laughs> like Brody. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! 15-year-old Brock Lesnar. He's been a. Fr- he's obviously on words. Um, but I don't know that he was on rides at 15. And maybe crystal meth. Look at that look in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, he sacrificed his eyebrows for all that. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he just ate a goat's liver or something as part of his daily ritual. He's so pumped up there. What a maniac. And look at those dead eyes. Like a doll. What's happening eyes. beyond there? <laughs> count to eight. Yeah, we'll count to eight. <laughs> yeah, what a freaking nature, man. I am looking forward to him coming back and fight. I know Chiz was like, Chiz wants to act like he's as much of a technocrat as he is an MMA junkie. Um, but but he, he's just, oh, this is, this is no good for the sport. This is what I want to see. And I'm just like, hey, I really like watching two guys smash each other in the head. And here's a freakishly big guy who looks good at smashing. 
Let's get him in there and see what happens. What's the worst that could happen? Some people He's get smashed. Smashing. That's not his yeah. resume. That's like line one. Good <laughs> at smashing. That's what I find. Mine. I I'm real good at smashing anything, that's, anywhere. That's the best part about the UFC. Like, if you look at boxing, the matchups that you really want to happen either don't or happen 10 years later when they're both old men ready to wrap up their careers, right? And, and some of the most successful and prolific of boxers, at least in my era, are the defensive boxers, the guys that nobody wants to pay good money to watch. Mayweather, yeah. yeah. Mayweather, yeah. And, and Mayweather's incredibly talented. He, he's one of the best Lord. that's ever lived. He, he totally is. In a real boxing fight to the death, I guess, if they're... If, if we got out there and, like, fought it out to the death, he'd be the best in the world, right? Because you'd never fucking hit the guy. He'd just keep running from you, and you'd be all gassed out, and they'd murder you. But that's not entertaining. I want to see, you know, I go back and watch, you know, Ali just died. So I, I always love this about the UFC. I love the mind. idea that it is a, a fighting environment where the best type of fighting goes in. I love the fact that, you know, and this was, this was I mean, wasn't, uh, correct me, because I, I don't follow this like you guys do, but I remember there was a UFC long before this UFC mm -hmm. that was essentially like different fighting styles coming into it and there was a lot of really fucking loose like rule systems into like this. Like Hank Abbott. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah, right? Okay. And then they basically revised the shit and said, all right, you can't be doing this really dirty shit to each other anymore. We're like having too many like injuries and the rest of it and we're going to regulate this a little bit but it's still roughly that same Sponsors idea, Sponsors right? just didn't like it. Yeah, you know, they, they took no. the and the eye gouging and and the rape out, which was my favorite part, because the sponsors <laughs> wouldn't get on board with the Budweiser was like no, no penetration, the no right. penetration. America, so they followed suit, went with it, and um, but sorry, yeah. what are you you were trying to correct? They wanted to be approved by the commission. Uh, I forget what advantages they had there. I think it was better venues, and that's mm -hmm. why they um and they had that's to like work with the commission. This is like the boxing commission to come up with MMA rules. And um, some of them are really dumb. I don't know if this is a wives' tale for sure, but the guy watched someone break a bunch of boards with elbows in this, like, uh, it's called a 12 to 6 12 elbow. To six. And um, he wanted, like broke a bunch of boards, broke, like, concrete. So they're like, all right, this particular kind of strike is so outrageous that we can't allow it. Um, I have heard that called an old wives' tale that it was a spine thing that made him scared. But, but yeah, 12 to 6... Uh, um, elbows are illegal supposedly because of board breaking but they came up with these people and they said all right no eye gouging no nut hitting no 12 to if 6 you've elbows got a hand on the mat or three limbs on the mat or three points of contact on the map maybe you can't hit the guy in the head right yeah it, i think it's it, if anything it, other than the soles of your feet are on the mat that's okay. the rule yeah so you can put your hand down or whatever if you're on one knee that's you know, yeah. yeah i've seen him do that and it's such it's such, such dirty play like the guy will be gassed or stunned and he'll put a hand down and, and and just cause a whole like cause like a five second moment of confusion with the, between the ref the other fighter and himself where everybody's like well what do i do and he's just like oh, oh, oh. And, you know? being a pro at something right like you know yeah. all the fucking rules back and forth and you make them the best for you all the time but i agree yeah. like on some level like the doping stuff is interesting because what you really want, for me at least, the appeal of UFC, and I don't watch it a ton, but the stuff when I do watch it, the appeal to me has always been this is supposed to be the best man, whatever this rule system is. And like they can come in with all these different fighting styles or whatever else, but this is supposed to be the best man coming out of this. Yeah. So I, if you have, yeah. and, and that could be the best man, as far as I'm concerned, it could be the best man on fucking steroids, as long as they're both on steroids. Now, you don't really want it the best man when one I of them is taking like something that. and one isn't. Yeah, you can't have yeah. them both on steroids. And Why? You can't, Why? Because I, I bad, don't understand that either. They're bad for you. Yeah, I get they're bad for you, 
But if it, I don't care what the rule system is. I don't care who wants to sign up for this rule system. I just want the rule system to be even if I'm watching this shit. I hear you. And, and the me of like 10 years ago or something would have been like, write them all up. I want to see these freakish monsters go after each other. But because I have one friend who's a UFC fighter and he's clean, it's like, oh, God. So He doesn't want to have to deal with that as competition. Because he wants the balanced fight, that he doesn't want to have and, to be. And doing by, that. by the way, we're not hitting he baseballs want to ruin his body here. Either. You know, we're not hitting baseballs. The the people you know who fight a steroid user could have permanent brain damage. They could. Have, Michael Bisping's got one eye. You know, he's it's all fucked up. You look at him, you're like, oh my god. Ah, he's a champion though. Who cares? He's deformed. Who? Michael Bisping. Bisping. Ping. P i n g. And uh, um, yeah, when you, you get a shot of his eyes, one pupil is like the size of his uh, iris. I think I have my terms right. I, you can see those punches coming. <laughs> and this guy was a uh, was a UFC fighter. He he's is. A, yeah, he, just he actually his... just won the 185 pound belt. Can and he see out of his left eye or his right eye? Yeah, well enough. Inhibited colors. <laughs> yeah, right. Colors, <laughs> shapes. He knows the punch is coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess you know, like because I used to it, when they changed from characters on my TV to people, it was all of a sudden it was like you know we need to chill a little bit you know. Um, hell, like uh, I don't like Formula One rules, right? I'll just put the best thing out there that could possibly exist. But when you put people in the car, like people that you give a shit about, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe they shouldn't go 400 miles an hour like because every accident's a death. I want some of that speed racer shit from the future where the car's got like, going upside down like roller coaster tracks and stuff. Right. Like, like a I would, of, or death race. That NASCAR would be even has restrictor plates. I'm talking way out of my element here. But they do things to slow it down. And, yeah, uh, because that on certain tracks, because if they don't, they go really fucking fast on some of those super speedways, and they'll die, right? Like, there's not a lot of safety. If they, well, if you hit the wall going 200, then you, yeah, that and that's what could happen. Yeah, and um, you know, when I first heard it, I was like, restrictor plates, that's bullshit. Why would you slow down the cars? And I don't now, care if it's restrictor like, plates or not restrictor plates, again, for me, it's the equal footing that's important to the sport, right? If you're looking for a sport which is supposed to be about <laughs> in some degree, skill and athleticism between these two people. I don't care what that threshold is that you want to set that at, and you're arguing for a threshold that re removes the drug element of it because of concerns for health, and I'm fine with that, but I want it to be even. So if you come back to the original question you're asking about what it, you know, what is the thought process behind this person not having drug testing, the other people having drug testing, that bothers me a little bit because it takes that even element out of that that fight. Yeah. I'm hoping what they're doing is, what they're doing is they've had a, a few shakes up lately with their big name fighters and a few few issues there, and they need a big name every time they go out because the UFC's not a, a huge money making enterprise. It's not like they they're. They don't need to do poorly. That that doesn't look good, uh, and he doesn't want people to. He doesn't want articles being written that say, you know, it's on the it's on the downswing. So he's always got to come up with something bigger and, and better. The one hundred and two hundred in particular are like they pull out all the stops. Every name <laughs> yeah, in it is a, is a big one, and for two hundred, their biggest pull. Um, they so two hundred here is what fight or wait event. Event. Yeah, they're 200. It's, they name their events like UFC 199. Yeah, this is UFC 200. And uh, um, actually, they're 199th event, but whatever. Um, UFC 200 is supposed to be a pull out all the stops, get the biggest draws ever. And Conor McGregor, their biggest draw right now, didn't show up for some media event. They're not letting him fight. And they're grabbing the biggest draw from UFC 100 and pulling him back. So yeah. UFC 100 is the current biggest pay-per-view ever. Who is, uh, who is uh, Brock Lesnar fighting? 
Mark, Mark Hunt. Hunt. How long ago was UFC 100? How old is this person who's fighting like relative to the rest of the sport? I'm gonna call he's like it 30, three years ago. He's like 38, isn't he? Brock Lesnar. I'm gonna or call Mark? Brock Lesnar 38, and I think that fight happened in like um, 2011. Is that what it is? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Five years. I, I, I'm pretty shaky on the the second number, but 20 that's 20 a, a year. That's a long ass time in a lot of professional that's too athletic many, events. Huh? Brock Lesnar. Well, he does pro, he does pro wrestling. He had this. What's it? What's the illness he uh, he had or the, the condition? What's it called? Something close to dervic diverticulitis. 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 Thank you. And uh, that that really was a big problem for him, and it kind of ended his UFC career. And and he was saying on the Steve Austin po podcast a while back that it took him a couple years to get right after that, and uh, and to be feeling right after that, and how bad he felt that it kind of took his championship away from him, and he thought he yeah. had a good thing going there. And so he has a deal with the WWE that he can have a fight that um, that he could have this fight, and I think his contract with them is up next year. But the thing is, he gets paid incredibly well at WWE. He's not he like like it's not it pales in comparison. Like Conor McGregor's always bragging about money and like being silly with it. This uh this Montana farm boy or wherever Brock <laughs> Lesnar's from, like I see him like in the off season like wearing car hearts and like messing around with cows and shit and bailing hay. Like this is the guy who's rich. This is the guy who's making that WWE money is where it's at. And then nobody punches you in the face, not for realsies anyway. Uh. <laughs> oh, a couple things. So one, it was well, UFC 100 was 2009, so seven years ago, more than I thought. And um, shit. Well, anyway, he? he's 38. Yeah, he was 38. Ah, good call. Um, did, yeah. Anyway, they're bringing him back. He's their biggest draw ever, and they're going to make 200, uh, supposedly huge. I'll buy it. I'm interested. Every which, fight, Joe which of these would you prefer, though? I, if if you could watch. Um, Ronda uh, get 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 the rematch. Uh, Lesnar fight this Mark Hunt guy who I don't care about Mark Hunt. Um, mm -hmm. Or if you could see um, McGregor McGregor's rematch against um, uh, the speech impediment man. Yeah, reverse order: McGregor, then Lesnar, then Ronda. That's my preference. Is Ronda fighting in this one? Ronda's no. out for. He's got a knee surgery or something like that, which I think is bullshit. I think I think Ronda's retooling for a fucking year or something. Oh be. man, this guy Mark Hunt looks like fucking Uncle Tito from Rocket Power. Mark Hunt <laughs> is a beast. <laughs> this, this guy is not is gonna get his ass beat. Mark Hunt's gonna win. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take that too. money. My money's yeah. on Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt. Oh really? Yeah. He doesn't yeah. look like he's dude. in shape at all. Oh, it doesn't he, matter. He's five ten, two sixty five, and he's forty two years old. Oh dude, he cuts like forty pounds to make two sixty five. I don't know much day. about Mark Hunt, but I like him in the fight. Just it's. I don't think much of Lesnar um, and, and much of his technique. Um, I think if Lesnar ever gets you in a position where he can hit you in the head over and over, yeah. It doesn't matter what it, if you're a fucking mm. gorilla, like like you can nobody can take this yeah. for very long. Like 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 <laughs> those fists are like this. Mark Hunt's a grappler. That's his thing. He tries to take you down and win on the ground. I'm sorry, I said Which, that back. I always Brock Lesnar is the grappler. Uh, Mark Hunt is the striker. Mark Hunt's a former K one champion, which is a kickboxing league. And it's like a big deal kickboxing league. And uh, um, he doesn't look like much, but he has a chin that seems to be made of granite. And he has fucking cannons for hands. And, uh, um, you know, I just think that Lesnar won't successfully take him down like he wants to because no one seems to. And, uh, and I don't think he's good at that anymore. Lesnar doesn't like being hit. 
right? He's this, uh, that's his thing. He like, he really doesn't like being punched in the face. So when Mark Hunt does that a couple times, his, his whole game plan gets rearranged and that's how I see it playing out. I would agree with huh. that. And with my amateur opinion, I just don't see him being yeah, the lesser he was in 2007 or whenever it was. I don't think he's as fast anymore. A long and, and time it, ago. He's not, he's not he's not a speedy wrestler who's gonna who's gonna take this guy's legs out from under him. I don't think. Yeah. He was an NCAA champion. Um, yeah, but like he's thirty eight now. We'll see. That's what I mean. Like like yeah. I don't think he's that version of him anymore. I don't think he's that speedy wrestler Brock who. On could, the other well, hand, steroid thirty eight year olds are nineteen. God knows what he's on to. It's got to be the best of the best, right? Like like you don't. He's not just on some uh, some some like testosterone. He's on a whole cocktail of stuff that's making every His bit happy of trail is fucking. Thick as shit. Uh, you know, looking at that man in a bikini, that tell me more about the happy trail. <laughs> Mark Hunt's UFC record, or I guess it says mixed martial arts record mm-hmm. on his Wikipedia. I don't know if that's a big deal, but he's 12, 10, and 1. So pretty much 500. Yeah, he had a. Are um... they feeding. It looks like, if, from someone who has no idea anything about UFC, it looks like they're just feeding this guy to Brock Lesnar. Like, just, well, we want to make sure that we get a couple of big haymakers from Brock so people are liking it. Like, it's, the, it's the other way around. People are surprised that, that this is the matchup. They're like, wow, Brock only gets one fight. Like, one fight a year, maybe. They were, I thought they were just going to feed him somebody. But he's fighting this guy. This guy could fuck Brock up. And, and not in a nice way. This is the guy who could break Brock's face. This is the guy who could hurt him and make him look bad. It could, it could be a 30-second fight. He's a slight Vegas odds favorite. Mark Hunt, yeah, he's plus one seventy or something. He's forty-two, plays because it's just I can't imagine a forty-two-year-old still being that good at this. Heavyweights are good when they're someone. old, though. Yeah, really. That's but then Brock Lesnar's got that's gotta so be, that's got to be specific to that kind of sport then, because mostly you hear forty-two and you're like, that's way past their physical peak. Uh, they're just not fast, and and that's they what never you lose. they don't need to be like 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 the the little guy, it, it, those hundred and fifty-pound guys are so lightning quick. That if they just lose a millisecond, all of a sudden they're that millisecond behind, and they're the ones eating jabs the whole match in the eyes. But the big guys are always just barely, barely just, moving along. So they're so I slow. I feel like so. Lesnar's steroid use has like, I feel like his maybe his muscles are less worn out, you know, because he's just been able to do whatever he wants with steroids this whole time. Mark Hunt can't do that, I assume. Like he, he doesn't have does. a steroid body. Mark Hunt has like a you know Fourth of July picnic year round body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a potato he skin kind of guy. A potato he's skin kind of guy. I like potato. He's skins. an every anytizer at Applebee's kind of guy. <laughs> um, Mark Hunt has a person. Yeah. He, he's Let's hope he never hears him. those words from you. <laughs> Dude, they, Mark Hunt does these walk off knockouts all the time. Like just he 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 decks you. He lays you out. And then everyone else in the sport jumps on you and like gets the ref to pull you off because it's a risk, you know. Like if I a knockout isn't how you lose the fight, the ref has to decide this guy's not intelligently defending himself anymore. If you get knocked out, and then by the time that I, I get on top of you and you start like making moves to escape your position, you're fine, right? In, in boxing, the second you're down, there's a timeout. They count to ten. They let you do your thing. In MMA. If you're knocked out and you fall like stiff and then you come to, fight still goes. Mark Hunt, he knocks you out and he just knows somehow you're not getting up again. It's <laughs> clock and, if, if he does, and then he walks away with I his like hands him, up. I like him a lot more if that's true. I'll need to watch some videos and, and see oh, when he does that. Because dude, something I don't like in the he UFC always does it. 
is something I hate in the UFC is when there's just an awesome like, oh, there's back and forth, and then just pop, like, oh, and he's knocked out, and he's clearly like knocking on death's door, like, <laughs> like on the ground, and the guy goes, ah! right, right, Superman <laughs> flying in, and it's yeah. like, oh my god, like you are. As you, I assume you're a professional, which means you should have some sort of grasp on whether or not someone's currently conscious. But what man, the fuck rule sets doing? will fuck you're you gonna on fucking that, though, kill right? Because I'm telling you, that's essentially like that. a problem of the rules, right? Because the rules say you don't win until this guy is like declared it out by the judge. If you hit him and see he's like fucking dead, you keep punching him until the judge says something because you don't win the fight otherwise. Oh, I know it's like the rule. I just I I don't like seeing that when a guy's down yeah, sure. there and just taking huge blows where it's like, oh, oh, jeez, oh, fuck. And then he has to stand there like ten seconds later, like, well, think that you could have got better in the beginning. Taylor's <laughs> <laughs> right, especially when I like the losing fighter. Like, you just said it. You nailed it, man. Like when he's on the ground in like the fencing position, and you're like, you're, you're like flying through the air, getting like that full body weight punch <laughs> on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I have nothing to do with the UFC. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And when, every time Joe fights, I'm really happy that it's him and not me because he's far more qualified to handle this situation. I'm like, that is a <laughs> funny way of, You know, every time Joe fights, I'm glad it's not me in that ring about to fight another man to the death. Yeah, I'm just like, like I want to help in some way, but... I really know like it, it should be him and not me. You know, if we were choosing up, if we were if beforehand it was like whatever, like Michael Chessy in there and it's like, Joe, should like do you want this? Should I get this? I I, I really think it should be you. You know, man, I, I I think you should take this fight. You should go take him out. You're just like, I don't know, Joe. I mean, you do have dozen years of martial arts. <laughs> Cause I mean, look at you, you're ripped, Joe. You're yeah. ripped. Yeah, God. look at you, Woody. You're all tanned from cutting grass. Look at those thighs. Kick him. Go for Lots of kicks. Lots Dude. of kicks. You're good. Go. All right. Speaking of how gay I am, so yes. like I when I saw Joe on TV, I thought he was a normal person, and that was one of the things I liked about him. Like he has a computer science degree, and um, like he worked in IT before he was in the UFC, and I was just like, oh, this guy is like the super version of me, right? If hypothetical Woody had aspired to be a professional athlete, he might land where Joe is. And then I, I started meeting him in person and like in, in Tokyo, this is so gay. In Tokyo in particular, he would like, it'd be in his underwear, like just like getting ready, putting on, um, dude, there's like eight people in the room. It's not like you I mean, wait you've for- you showered with him. I mean, it's, at this no, point- I, like, I don't think I showered with him. Yeah, I was gonna spit this out. I, anyway, I saw him in his underwear and it was like, oh yeah, he's not normal. Yeah, that, I, I stand corrected. He's a fucking professional athlete, and he looks like You should like elaborate one. for your own sake on that one. He's, oh, I wasn't he's, talking uh, about his dick. He's <laughs> I didn't even see where you were going on that. But yeah, no, like, all this, like he's got nothing that could be considered a love handle, right? Like, it seems like normal men, like all men, right? Even, like, fittish men There's still have something. some body fat there that you could, like, you know, whatever. Like, you know, not Joe. Like this bone, it's, there's a muscle there. Yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's there's like a sixteen. There's a bulge that he can flex. With. Yeah. Yeah. There's a sixteenth like inch a, of like skin on a hip bone. Pansy. He might grab you with a handle. Yeah, and like, of course he's got like he, the whole abs and, and like you you see him flex at the weigh-ins and like he doesn't have the the pecs that like some of the like a Brock Lesnar has, you know. But you see him in person and you're like, oh, 
No, he does. You know, it's it, like it, it, it's he's not normal. Very, I've seen him do those um, muscle ups. You, muscle ups where you do like a pull up and then you push down and yeah. like you know. And the thing it, is, normal people rat- practice those. That's normal so people hard. are like, yeah, you I know, could, it took me eighteen what? months. I figured out I got some coaching and now I could do muscle ups. Joe mm-hmm. was just like he found out what a muscle up was and goes, oh yeah, look, I can do those. I asked him. I we were we were in this little like octagon like at that gym, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Can you do one of those things?" I think maybe someone else did one that was there because you know it's full of athletes at that place. And he mm-hmm. was like, "Oh yeah," and he just knocks out a few rapidly. <laughs> like it would be like if, if he asked me if I could do a push up, and I was like, "Yeah," and I just like did five real quick. Like of course I can do a push up. He was like, "Yeah, of course I can do those." And just like knocked out five. Yes. Very. When impressive. your job is fighting another grown man who's <laughs> trained to fight you. Being like, hey, can you lift yourself up with that bar and then use that bar to push yourself even higher? He's like, uh, yeah. Is it going to fight back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. yeah, I'm going to be fine. Black guy on the street in Boston. Wait, what? So we, we, were, we were standing outside a hotel in Boston. It was the hotel that everybody else was staying in. I was staying in a much nicer place. And the huge, huge black guy walks by, and he recognizes Joe. And they have a little conversation. And then at the end of it, for some reason... I think the guy said, "I bet you can't pick me up, or you know, you, look, you know, you don't look that strong." Or there was something that said, and Joe picked him up, and the guy <laughs> was huge. The guy was three hundred and fifty pounds. Joe, Joe was like, picks him up and like, like walking around with this guy. It was, it was very impressive. You don't remember this? You made I do that now. Night and simultaneously like blew your fucking mind at the same time, dude. Because like, so, someone asked Joe did like an ask me anything on Reddit or something, and the guy's like, "Hey, if there's something that would surprise me." about a UFC fighter, like, you know, fighting them, what would it be? And he's like, how strong they are. Like, they, they're, they're not building show muscles, right? They're, they're building effective muscles. And also, like, within a weight class. So they're doing, they're almost all, like, these stealthy sports cars, you know? Like, the ones that pull eight seconds at the drag like strip. Like a sleeper. The sleeper, yeah. that's what I'm going for. They're almost all sleepers. They don't even look like badasses. And then they walk around picking up 350-pound people like it's nothing. Yeah. There's uh, a guy like John, something Finch or – he's this really skinny guy with a long fucking face. What is his – John Finch or Fitch? Fitch, he's Fitch. Some, yeah, John Fitch, yeah, defensive Yeah, rapper. I watched some fight with him years and years ago. <laughs> At a Buffalo Wild Wings, knew fuck all about the sport. Hmm. And I was just like, wow, look at this guy. This guy's going to get his shit pushed in. Look at this wiry motherfucker. What's he going to do out there? Because the other guy wasn't as tall, but he was like a stocky built guy. I'm like, that guy's clearly going to win. And this Fitch guy, just with these like fucking uh, elastic arms, just like, wow, wow, wow. Like a mantis shrimp. Just, <laughs> just, just like that, like just beat the shit out of this guy and capped it off with like some crazy long kick, and it's like, okay, this is a different kind of fighting than what you see in like a movie where a guy comes out just like anybody want to fight, and it's like it's just <laughs> this not is like. What I respect about the UFC and to some, to some I... large degree about this is because it is supposed to be a sport that's based on this is the most real fucking form of fighting we can come up with, and we're gonna get the most the people who are the most trained, the most fucking fit to do this on a weight class and beat the shit out of each other. It's that's the, the part I respect about the sport. It's incredible. You know because what I wish like it was a, though, a, honestly. It's a top percentage performance thing. So yeah. we used to watch this thing called Japanese bug fights, and you had very specific insects fighting each other to the death. And I liked it because each time you saw something different. You had a wasp fighting a tarantula, and then all of a sudden it's a centipede fighting like a, I don't know, Scorpion. some weird mantis bug or some, some shit. 
you don't get that in MMA anymore because it's MMA because everybody is has so much in their toolbox because everybody is both a good ground but guy and should, a strike. It they should can diverge in, right? If I'm you're saying. actually getting it working, it should diverge more and more to one thing because you're looking it at does. literally That's what's the, the problem. Best. That's what I don't like. What I'm suggesting is that you forcibly craft it so that the karate guy comes out and is only doing the karate moves. That's what I want to say. When I, when <laughs> I, I watch that guy get fucked. Arts, when I yeah, say, I, I would watch that. I don't want each fighter to be using a mixture of martial arts. I want I want combining two martial arts and making but them. Wasn't that the original? Uh, it was, UFC yeah. That this, was the original. So UFC. it it started yeah, it like that. The the pure yeah. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu guys uh, won everything. Uh, even yeah. though he was smaller, like the three hundred pound guys would come in, sumo wrestlers would come in, and jits beat everything. And yeah. then you know what happened was people learned enough jits that it couldn't beat them anymore, and this just got more and more well rounded. And now that's that. What's funny, what, what I like is this, though. Martial arts, for like 2,000 years, got into this like really mystical bullshit stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? And there's enough like off, respect yeah. for their sensei that they would never question his ability to kill you with two fingers, right? Like, oh, I can't, the thought. I can't show you a death touch because I would kill you. And it's, I have to be very selective on who I teach death touches to. And then... Um, uh, you know, and then of course there's the full on like guys who would just try to like, get you to like fall and flip and stuff without touching you. And then MMA came along and all the mystical shit was gone. Away. All the yeah. stuff that worked against opponents who didn't fight back gone. Like it, so like 80% of karate just got thrown out the door. Um, like a hundred percent of Kung Fu got thrown out the door and, um, the things that do well, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, American boxing, Muay Thai, American wrestling, well, I guess global wrestling. Um, like there's a couple of them that just like, oh yeah, these are the, the one, it turns out the ones that train against resisting opponents are the ones that evolved into good shit. Can I, can I, I want to tell a quick story about this. Cause I, I, so I, uh, a number of years ago was interested in doing kind of like as a fitness thing, some MMA stuff. And there's a guy near me. It's quite a drive. It's like a, almost an hour drive. So we went only like once or twice. The first time we went there, he was an ex MMA guy. I don't remember his name for the life of me, right? And uh, I'd always had this problem before because I'd done stuff as like a kid, like I did like Taekwondo as a little kid or this type of stuff, right? I never got really big into it. And my issue was always like a lot of this feels like bullshit. And I really wanted, I'm like, okay, I really want this to be not bullshit. So he told it, he was, we were in this, you know, we did our warm up, we did all this shit. We were doing this, uh, we're in some position. He's like, you need to do this. And I'm like, I'm working with my partner who, like, at the time, like a friend of mine who we'd gone to this with and about my size. And like, I'm trying to do this to him and he's not fucking moving at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm like, resist for real. And he's like, resisting. I can't do it. Cannot throw this guy at this. I'm like, this is bullshit. And I'm, and I'm thinking, well, okay, well, I asked the guy, I'm like, you know, hey, you know, like, could you clarify, like, what happens if the person fights back? They, you know, you haven't said that, but they're not doing anything. So he puts me in this position and I'm resisting in the way that this guy's been resisting to me. And I'm like, can't, he can't move me. So he just kicks me in the fucking head. That's <laughs> basically what he happened. He did that? And yeah, yeah, like it was like a kick or something like that. And what his point was, he didn't make this point verbally and perhaps he wasn't able to or perhaps he was and he didn't say it but it basically was if you resist in that way if you're putting your body weight in that way you leave yourself vulnerable to this other move and this other move happens to be a kick to the side of your head mm -hmm. and for me that was like a moment I'm like good well th you know I hated the, the learning of that because being kicked in the head isn't particularly fun right but at the same time I really respected the fact that I'm like okay but this is the answer I've been looking for that I haven't seen in these other positions what if they resist well by resisting they put themselves in this position where their body weight is in such a way that they can't defend versus this and that to me was really instrumental to being like this makes this interesting to me. I took kung fu for a bit. 
and um, Kung Fu is one of the arts that have kind of been declared bullshit. Mm. And uh, I remember one of the moves we learned was like when the guy puts his hand flat on your chest, right, like this, he's like, just take two hands on two fingers each, pull them apart. He's one-handed from now on. And uh, it's like, has anyone ever given you their arm flat? Like, not even a grab a shirt, like maybe, but an open-handed palm flat on chest like this isn't this is children play fight like yeah. dreaming up scenarios and you know he's here teaching it like their effective fight techniques um we would of course never do anything resi- resisting was almost impolite like it's not something you would do and uh but in mma and jits and stuff like it's yeah you resist fully i, 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 I know what you mean filthy about the whole like it being a meritocracy with UFC, and that's why you like it, because it's the best of the best in that weight class. What I've wanted for years is more like exhibition stuff in sports. And my idea is, and I've said this since I was like 12, which probably doesn't lend it to being a good idea, but (laughs) you take like the World Series team, the World Series winning team, the Super Bowl winning team, so like the Red Sox and, you know, the the, well, I can't say the Patriots because it'd be just two Boston teams. And you'd say the new LA Rams win the Super Bowl. They have to play each other in basketball. Yes! <laughs> or they have to play each other in even funnier ice hockey because most like of them the can't skate. Or a basketball, the, the uh, Golden State Warriors have to take on the St. Louis Blues in football. You know, <laughs> and it's like you, you mix up sports. And you see what would happen. I think that baseball teams would get blown out mm. in football and in hockey. And soccer. Uh, they have no fucking stamina on those teams. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, the stamina thing. Yeah, football players would really, really struggle, and baseball players would struggle with, like, soccer, hockey, anything that was constantly moving. Uh, yeah, certain positions in football, I think, would be fine. But there's a lot of them that wouldn't. I yeah. something oh, another was idea, uh, exhibition match. I've always wanted the best college football team to play the worst NFL team, just as like mm-hmm. a confidence boost for the Jacksonville Jaguars and a little reality check for Alabama. Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> it would be – kids would get out there. It would be a bloodbath. Kids would get hurt out there. Yeah. It would. It, Taylor is 100% right on that. People like, think like – like, dude, think about the number, like, these top rookies that pull uh, the best of all the teams, like, these top five guys. Their rookie years are not that great. And these are the best of the best, yeah. right? There's a bunch of 22-year-olds on Alabama who are not going into the NFL. Oh, yeah. My brother's a huge NFL fan. He talks about the size difference between, like, the, the college players and the pro players. And I, I've just, I, it always amuses me when he talks about these. He's like, these players are like top of the top of the college. They're going in and they're suddenly going into a sport where everyone was the top of the fucking top and they had the experience and they're like, they're fully matured adult males mm-hmm. who are suddenly not like what, what you were at 18, 19. Some of those people in Alabama are 18. Yeah, you yeah. put the NFL, an NFL line up against Alabama's line, it's going to be like Germany invading poland when poland came out on horseback thinking they were like hot shit and then just get tanked <laughs> yeah. yeah and, it, and, and I, I think i think size is so underestimated. I'm, I'm at this i was in this class and there's this girl there this girl whose parent her father or something like taught some sort of uh martial art right mm-hmm. and she was like you know she'd been doing this since she was young she was convinced and i didn't care about any of this right she mm-hmm. was convinced that she would be able to throw me around like a rag doll I was like, she was probably 90 pounds. 
You know, I'm I'm 200 fucking I'm over 200 pounds, right? I'm like, I don't care. You could have all the technique in the world. And yes, you probably can use my weight to some advantage. And I don't know any of this shit, I'm sure. But at some point, if I just don't want to be moved by you, you're fucking 90 pounds. It doesn't matter how great you are of a, like a, of a, of a technique-oriented uh, person. You have to respect the pure fucking bodily mass of the person across from you. I, right. been, I, she I never rolled followed with up a on girl that, I would love to see that. When I first started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it, it might have even been like my second day or something. And uh, her name was Tara La Rosa. If people watching, you can look her up. World class. And she weighed 135, and I weighed 187-ish, maybe, at the time. And, um, you know, there were aspects, there were things she couldn't do because I was so much bigger. Uh, you know, like, she's wanting to move me in a certain way, and she couldn't get that done. But the thing is, she was just so much better than me. She kept beating me in the transition, like, in, in a point where, like, all right, now we're going from, like, you know, we're moving two feet on the map, and things are changing. I'm giving up gifts to her that I didn't know I was. You know, I'm not keeping my elbows in. I'm not doing this. And she beat me every time. She, sure. Yeah, she just whooped me. And that's in a. And then they. I was like, well, what would happen if we added striking? I was just asking. You know, not sit, not being cocky. I was like, well, you know, because I'm longer than she is and I'm stronger than she is. And they said it'd be even worse. Like this girl's got stand up that will fuck you up. She hits like mm -hmm. a ton of bricks. You won't like it. And, but uh, even her with that huge skill differential, <coughs> she has to respect the fact that some things that she could do with someone of her own weight, she could not do with your weight because it's just not going to be physically possible for her to make exactly. those Exactly. So yeah. we used to say that a belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was worth about 40 pounds. That's, that's a really interesting saying. That's a really good saying. Yeah, as a, as a ball, to someone. ballpark, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, it's neat. Well, I so have we got to that... be heading off for now i apologize for leaving early but filthy it's excellent to talk to you again man i yeah, really like the the diversity you bring the diversity, <laughs> you know yeah sometimes i have to remember i'm like it's all in good fun there's like three people shouting at me trump 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 and i'm like we're building a fucking wall around these people to ignore them so uh is it good? america great again <laughs> not in three people i totally helped you sometimes <laughs> i helped sometimes and we'll, I and no, we'll no, 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 no. i enjoy the topics tonight as well like, uh, sorry all right, to you, i will me. see you guys later Cheers. So we got that uh, whole ceiling meltdown fixed this week. That's finally all all patched up. I had a toilet that that like flowed on the on one floor and like the like ceiling like caved in on the in the basement and the uh, and it was a, a huge Anything mess. Septic or sewage related is fucking pretty unpleasant to deal with. It was just water though. It was just clean That's water. It was like lucky. it was like yeah. It just kept. It was just it was just running, um, and we were gone all day. And uh, it just it caved the whole ceiling in. Um, we got a dehumidifier, like a professional grade one, I guess. And I thought it was a stupid idea. But the thing removes like dozens of gallons out of the air and surrounding walls every day. It's incredible the amount. You're just dumping it out at the end of every day. It's, it's, it's great. So I think we got our little problem solved. It's a fucking mess, though. Is, is there any remnant? Like, is there like a mild mildew smell or? Oh no, no, it's all dried out in there. Like they they went to work. There's no evidence. Um, the it hasn't been painted yet, but okay. you know, it's ninety five percent done, I guess. I'm uh, my quest for my gaming PC continues onward. I'm I'm just I'm just waiting on those third party cards, I guess, to come out the 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 ten eighties. Um, it's interesting to see you do this because um, you're. Every day you're researching it. Every day you're learning a little something. And you don't even particularly enjoy it. You're just on a mission. 
Well, I, I, I want to achieve a few things. I want to be somewhat future-proof. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that thing where you, you buy a piece that can't, buy something expensive and premium, and you can't even utilize the premium nature of it because you also I didn't buy know. this other piece. That's, that's a bad idea. Or, I don't want my build to be mocked because it, it, it's, it, it's clear that like, you didn't even put any thought into this. I want it to be done correctly. And I, I also want it to be pretty badass, right? I want to be able to play in 1440 at like 50, 60 frames at least. So all of that combined means this thing's going to cost like, you know, well over, over 2000 for sure. And, Without monitors. Uh, Without monitors, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. going to get like a $1,200 monitor. That monitor's badass. Yeah. Pay for something that's going to be pretty fucking, I mean, at least for me. I mean, I spend probably, you know, 10 hours a day on PC at least, you know, so putting that investment into that. I mean, have you, have you built all of your own rigs in the last? I've never. First time. Uh, never. Okay, I built my last two and I'm fucking a noob at this shit. And uh, I tend to get a lot of help from friends, and I have some tech-savvy friends who put a lot of help into this with me. But I've, I've been extremely pleased with the performance of my PCs the last couple times I've built them. Building, so I, I think, yeah. Building PCs is a hobby, and I often get in this weird, like, I follow it casually, but they're like, yes, what do you have a master's in engineering with a focus in comp sci? What is the best RAM for me to buy right now? <laughs> and I'm like, well, shit, we didn't cover, like, 2016 RAM modules. Uh, I've I, I helped my best. Um, you know, sometimes I can identify bottlenecks and stuff like that. But uh, like putting a build together, I would hit the the people who uh, have a passion for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at a lot of builds that other people have done. I I obviously know like the core of the thing, right? I I know I want to build this around the 1080 graphics card, and I don't want to. I want to get an i7 processor. I don't want an i5. So I know a few things, and you know, who cares about the power supply? That 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 that's immaterial. So really, it's a question of which motherboard I'm going to go with. And the reason for which motherboard can be depends on the on which version of the graphics card I get. Because if I get some water cooled version, then I might need a specific motherboard that'll go along with that. Or maybe I decide I want to SLI this thing. Maybe I want two 1080s running. I'm gonna need a specific board that's that's capable of doing that. And then on the other end is is the RAM. I don't want something absurd like I, I might do 16 gigs of RAM. I think that's plenty. Um, okay, I might do 32. Now. I might do 32 gigs of RAM. 64 is too much. 64 is way too much. Um, and the price, it's, it's not that expensive for like mid-tier RAM. And it seems from what I've read that when you buy the really expensive RAM, you're getting a very negligible improvement and some things that don't really even matter that much. So it seems like a big waste of money getting that RAM that's reading, writing at like 4,000 megahertz or some crazy shit. I think there are people out there who will disagree with your power supply choice. And I'll tell you why. One, dual 1080p's takes a lot of power. It doesn't. They're super power. Uh, they're super power efficient. Two of those right uses that. less power power than um, one of the Titans. I think. Like Chiz's build with one of them. It. I, I looked at his build and I was like, why you got that really big um, uh, power supply? Your your draw is only 440 uh, 440 watts each. With, well, he only had one. Uh -huh. With his build with one, his his power draw is, is 440. Um, it, they're, they're very efficient. Um, uh, I mean, I know that I need to pick a power supply that's adequate for my setup, but I think an 850 is going to be fine for that. I'll get a thousand if I do something silly, but 50 might be good. But I wouldn't consider that like a, a small one. I think mine's mine might be 750, and I don't SLI. Um, Fair enough. Oh, shit. And then 
there's different ratings of this thing. I wish I could find the power requirements quickly. But um, there's different ratings too, right? Like if you get a bronze one or like the platinum one. Or so the cards or the, 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 power, the power supply, supply right? Okay. So I know Chiz, for example, blew out a blew out like some way damaged his motherboard and had to replace it about a year ago and most people would say that the power supply didn't feed the motherboard good power like that's it's a typical thing that you would blame that problem on so like there'll be someone out there that says oh you went low budget on the power supply i wouldn't have done that with you know twelve hundred dollars worth of graphics cards in it you know spend the extra 80 bucks on a better one but you do that to every component and suddenly yeah. like you've spent a lot yeah, and it, I, I, I don't think I could come up with any build that would be mock proof. Someone out there will second guess something. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't mind them saying like, oh, that power supply isn't exactly a ideal. It's not perfect. It could be like that. I don't mind that. But what I don't want is is someone to say, well, you can't even utilize this thing that you that mm. you've invested in. Like this thing here is eight pin, and you're running sixteen. Like. You don't. You're not. You're getting no improvement for the, those three hundred dollars you wasted that you could have put into yeah. a, a second solid state drive or a, or a faster read writing solid state drive. Um, it looks like that one. That and that's the other thing. I'm going to put that. Um, I don't know the exact. It's four hundred, maybe a four hundred eighty gig SSD. Whatever Chiz is linking me to that has the really fight, uh, fast read write speed. I'm not going to do the terabyte or two terabyte SSD. Oh, that um, the one that plugs into the PCI slot. That one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm gonna do that. Uh, a solid state drive. Do the solid state now. Yeah. Yeah, it's so and great. That's the totally the way to go. Did, and did you, um, you do have solid state now. Yeah. I do too. But they weren't as big when I built my machine, so. I think my, I don't know how big mine is. Maybe 50 gigs. It's very small. I just run a few games off of it. Mm. Um, this is this is an iBuy power machine. I didn't. You done water cool before? No, I haven't. And I th see that's the other thing I'm waiting on is because the. Um, is it MSI Seahawk? Um, there's a water-cooled version of the GTX 1080 that's coming out. Um, it itself is water-cooled, um, and it's one solid unit. And I'm really attracted to the idea of that. Um, yeah, I'm using a uh, self-contained water-cooled thing for my uh, CPU right now, but I haven't checked with the GPU at all for the water-cooled stuff. And I've actually been really impressed with it. It's been working Fantastic. I think that's something that I'll take a look at once I see like the numbers that are coming out and see like what kind of cooling I need because right now I don't think I can definitively say what kind of cooling I'm going to need before I narrow down a few more things. When yeah. I built mine, the self-contained stuff was kind of newish, and this is in when did I build mine? Maybe 2013, something like that. And uh, um, I, I really didn't want to maintain it. Like, I would like to just set it and forget it, and I thought air-cooled would give me that. But I think history has proven that not the home-built water-cooled, but the self-contained stuff is, is maintenance-free. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, I haven't touched it pretty much. I, yeah. I, the, the, um, the radiator, besides blowing it off every so often because it collects dust pretty solid on the top, mm -hmm. I, don't much, I don't much do anything with it, and it's been a huge difference for my uh, CPU uh, coolant stuff. I was running into heat issues with like some of the newer games. XCOM 2 in particular was really Which poorly cooling optimized. Which cooling I could find you a link at some point if you want. Oh, but don't I don't worry about it. If you don't know something the top of your head. 110, right? Like the Corsair Probably. H110. Yeah, yeah, it's a Corsair something. Yeah, okay. actually, it's running software on me right now, so I could dig that up. Yeah, the Corsair something. Yeah, but I've really enjoyed it. It's been fun. So what great. I 
so and I need to see the benchmarks for these third-party cards to see like what how much how much of a boost we're gonna get. Because here's what I want to achieve, right? I want to play the current gen games and of course the next generation of games next year and shit like that in 1440p at high frame rates at at least 60. And if I'm getting a 144 hertz monitor, which I am, it'd be nice to be able to play that shit at 100 frames and just fucking experience the beauty that that is on this curved. 1440p monitor in the dark with my headset on and I think that'll be great I want to be able to achieve that I don't think I can do that with just one of these 1080s though just w especially not one founders edition um, so I, I I need to see the benchmarks for the third party card and then I'm gonna make a decision whether it's one or two it's a pretty substantial price difference right if I go the other way it's, gonna, it's like another grand um, to yeah. SLI the thing if you, you pay as much help. as you want for a computer gaming system, I don't think you could ever find like the top end. You'd be like, "Oh, I spent oh, ten thousand. You, you can spend ten, ten, twelve thousand, easy. Whatever the you hell can't. happens to be next." I want to say this: If Kyle wants your input, he'll ask you. Do not fucking give me messages to give Kyle. That's not my job, you dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Took me like two seconds to realize you were talking to chat and not me. Yeah, like, yeah, no, what? no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whoa. Like, I'm sorry, I talked to Kyle. And I think I'm irrational about this. Like, there's something wrong between my ears. But I take it as an insult when people are like, you know what, Merka doesn't want to talk to me. So I'm gonna tell Woody, you're my new messenger boy. I'm gonna have you send my messages to like that fucking package they sent me to send to Merka is still sitting on my table, and it's like fucking up the aesthetic right, well of my Game of Thrones room. I'm gonna throw it in the fucking fire because you can <laughs> suck my dick with this, Woody. Taylor hasn't set up a PO box. Taylor has hidden his address. Taylor doesn't want messages from me, so I'm sending them to you, and I'm having you run out to the fucking post office to me because you're my messenger boy. And buy some stamps for me, by the way, because I didn't, like, weigh it or anything. Like, I can't just throw stamps on this and mail it. It's a box, and it doesn't fit in the mailbox or anything. I have to take this to the post office, get it weighed, and send it to Taylor? No. Fucking well, no, I never signed up for this. Don't do it. Stop. Stop. Well, if you do have some PC builds you'd like to recommend to me, here's what I want to achieve, all right? <laughs> That's I, the exact opposite. <laughs> don't send them to Woody, of course. You can, you can send them to me on Steam or uh, email them to me or something like that. You'll figure out a way if you're really serious about putting a build together for me. But my first thing is, do I need to go SLI if I want 1440p and high frame rates? I you think I do. You should mention that you don't have normal 1440p. What is it, like 3560 by 1440 Yes. He has an and ultra wide 1440. The curved G Sync uh, monitor from Samsung, I think, maybe, but I'm not positive. Um, so, th so I want a game on that thing. And, and with good, I want Witcher on that thing and fucking max it the settings out and maybe even mod it a little and be able to play that at, you know, 60, 80 frames, something like that. That would be spectacular. I think that requires two cards. You're, most of you are probably going to agree with me there. So my next question, if you're putting this build together for me, is, and the, the next thing we need to go through is third-party cards. Because I don't want a Founders Edition. They're more expensive and not as capable. Uh, they, from the cooling issues to the, the way they take in power, apparently there's some issues with them. I don't know. I don't know anything about this shit. I hate it. But <laughs> the Seahawk card seems to be water-cooled. There's also a lot of overclocking um, options. I've seen multiple options or proposed options from different uh, third-party companies. What I want is this. I want one that's overclocked a little. I don't want so much that I'm going to burn out 
$1,500 worth of graphics cards and start a fire in my basement or something crazy. <laughs> like, because we should have been in, cooling this thing with NO, uh, NO2 or nitrogen or whatever. Um, I, I'd like to overclock them a little. Um, I don't want to spend an insane amount of money. This is one of those $12,000 builds, but it's going to have to be between two and four, unfortunately. So, somewhere in there. Uh, 32 gigs of RAM, it seems Mr. Gamertag thinks is the way to go. Uh, I, it's easy to overspend on the mo motherboard, so just keep in mind the things that are important to me, like water cooling, probably SLIing these 1080s, um, and um, I don't think I'm missing. I want the I, I I I don't know much about CPUs, but I want the good one. So let's just go, go stick with that. That's good. Yeah, I yeah. think, and, and I started you to talk about how already right with the uh, whatever it is upstairs. <laughs> You're right. The the leaking toilet. Uh, it's already water-cooled. Water no, if I, that would be compatible with that, it would be perfect. I was starting to talk about the whole messenger thing. I, I think I'm weird. Like, I interpret it as a sign of disrespect almost. The slight. Yeah, like, like <clears throat> you know, I don't know. Like, like whoever they want to talk to is some, like, elevated guy. So they're just employing me. And uh, I feel like, you know, just because I'm accessible because to you guys. It's because you're so accessible. Yeah, it doesn't mean I run your errands for you, you know? Well, if, if you have something you want to get to Taylor and you're having trouble doing it, just send it to me. I'll, I'll send it right on to him, and, and, and we won't have this, this He's issue. He's so lying to you. We, we ship packages here all day. Like, I got two people who, like, I oh, go to the post office. Oh, maybe he's not. I go to the post office daily. I, I, I know Do their you? names. Like, I, I mail lots of packages. I don't every know day. where my post office is. <laughs> it's so close to my house, I could literally shoot it from where I'm sitting right now if I focused hard enough, I think. I moved what? here a year ago. I went to a post office once. I couldn't find it again. And not I'm not sure it was the closest one. Wait, are you in a new place, Woody? Since we... A year ago, yeah. Huh. Yeah, Woody bought a gigantic mansion. We and, just got uh, Skyped uh, four hours. It's... Well, yeah. You, yeah, but... Weird. Why does it do that? That's this just one of those. It's even four annoying. hours old. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, well, the, oh, the call well, is the show's yeah, yeah three fifty eight. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we've been playing a bunch of Company of Heroes. That's been our obsession of late. For a while, it was that Age of Mythology game, which is a more fun and silly version of Age of Empires. Um, you guys have me kind of interested in the call here, the Company Hero stuff. I haven't. I loved the so let me uh, that nose stuff. All right, all right. I want the sales pitch. First of all, historical accuracy. It's very big in this game. When you zoom in, when you scroll all the way in, the character models, they're called models, look incredibly detailed. Like you can see they've got mustaches. You can look at their infields and see like the, the, the X's on them. You can see the sights on the front. Um, if you zoom in on a church, you can see the stained glass and it's intricate stained glass that's been done. What's yeah? X on an infield? What is, is that about? I don't know, there's lettering and stuff on okay. there. I, yeah, stuff like that. You can see like inscriptions on the rifles and stuff. It's, it's very, very detailed. The graphics are excellent if you have the PC to run it. But the historical accuracy is great because for the Soviets, for example, they have the, the conscripts. Those are their, their first infantry unit. And just sure. like the Soviet conscript, they've been conscripted into, du into duty. Kind of, come on, you. Let's, let's go. You're going to battle. And so there's six of them because the Soviets were plentiful but poorly trained. And there are six of them, but they're not very good at their job. The Brits, on the other hand, there's only four of them. When they're in cover, they have lots of bonuses because the, uh, the Brits were really good at holding on to territory. They had these smaller, professional, gentlemanly, well-trained squads of, of fewer men. Um, things like the, the heavy machine guns, everyone makes their own machine gun. And, you know, the machine guns are like the uh, MG42, uh, MG43, um, the Maxim, the Vickers, the, uh, the, the M2, 
1919. All of these are machine guns, and they vary from faction to faction. Just to just pause for just a quick second. When you said all those guns, did you know what? Do you have like a visual image of each of those as you say that? A rough one. Yeah, okay. okay. Cool. And they're the things that they do, I guess. Um, I've shot most of those. I've That's shot. Cool. Yeah, I've shot all those, actually. I've, I've never shot a Vickers. Um, but they have wider field of fire and longer range depending on what they would actually have. And while staying true to history, they try to balance everything out. The Brits seem pretty OP to me. I like to play the Brits. Um, they're, they're, they're very, very good. Um, Are you laddering or just playing with friends? or Playing with friends and fans. Um, gotcha. uh, and a lot of AI. A lot of AI. Um, so back and forth. The AI is challenging and, and Would smart. I have a chance to kill Chiz? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ch Chiz, is, Chiz is no match. Um, me and Taylor have actually been playing this game a ton. He, Chiz hasn't been into it. He, he got into StarCraft a bit. Uh, okay. So Chiz is would would be no match fairly quickly if you put a little effort into this. It's um, it's all about it's it's really combat based and it's learning to like keep units alive so you can vet them up because a three star unit is just head and shoulders better than a two star unit and and on and, on and down and down they That's just good. do everything better and keeping units alive means retreating them and replenishing their numbers and. Um, the, uh, I was so close to buying that game when it came out. I just don't tend to love World War II games in general. And, there's a, uh, so a lot of micro. Like I think one of the reasons you do well in Civ is you understand a very complicated game and, I don't know, just to make the right decisions. In Company of Heroes, I'm not an expert, but I feel like it's a less complicated game with very important micro. You've know, you, you got to make the right moves well. We'll see. There's, we'll there's see. definitely some micro. Definitely started in some RTS, like Warcraft 3 and uh, Dawn of War 1 were some of the first games I got really involved with competitively. Kyle, you agree with what I do, said? Uh... There's not nearly as much micro as there is in, say, StarCraft, um, but there is some micro. You don't even need hotkeys to play this game. You can play this game with no hotkeys and with the, uh, the arrows. Um, StarCraft would be too much micro for me. I fucking hated StarCraft. Starcraft I loved Warcraft 3, but I hated StarCraft too. Yeah, I, I was looking at that as well. It, I, I didn't think I would enjoy that. It's too much. It's too busy. Um, yep. But this um, this is a good blend. Um, it's still real time strategy, but there's a lot of ways you can automate what your team does. And, and oh kind man, of I'm very tempted now. It's very good. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And the tank battles are are um, you can come out a, a bad player will have a really expensive, non -manu poorly maneuvering tank. And you'll come out with some light vehicle and literally do circles around him faster than he can rotate his turret. And uh, and just hammer. You'll shoot him thirteen times before you get the kill. But meanwhile, he's just trying. You know, poor players get shit on. Um, great players shit on people. It's it's you get what you uh, what, what you deserve in this game. It's not one of this game. And and in Civ, like a bad player might not know they're getting shit on for like four hours. Like, <laughs> You could be playing for four hours. You're saying the like, payoffs the sooner <laughs> they'll know they get shit on in the first twenty minutes. Look, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, out of the fog of war comes like a, a super advanced army that's much bigger than anything you could even muster, and two tiers ahead. And you're just like, well, I am just shit at this. That happens <laughs> in this game a bit, um, because of the 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 way the resources are built around the um, the map's geography. When I take extra resources, you lose those resources, so it's doubly effective. You know, I'm I'm taking money away from you and putting it in my pocket. So now you don't get to build those Volks Grenadiers, and I get to build my Tommies. And it's um you you oftentimes uh, even though we play for points and flags mostly, it becomes a game of embarrassment or annihilation when I end up in the enemy's base just 
waiting at their spawn point because you just can with your tanks, waiting on their guys to walk into the, the map and just blowing them up. It's, um, it's very rewarding. I've enjoyed it a lot. And I feel like we put a lot of time into those games, and I know you do as well, but um, I think that like 15 good hours of practice got me good enough to beat the game, uh, like the AI on like standard, like easily. And after I think I got maybe thirty hours in the game now, and right, we don't my lose. My last and most important question about this: How's the multiplayer? Is it still vibrant? Still a lot of people playing it? Yeah, there's a there's a pretty big modding scene too. Um, there's there's lots of DLC that you got to pay for, like maps and stuff. And um, there's there's you can choose your commander. That's the commander of your uh, guys, and with the commander comes uh, a myriad of specializations that apply to your race and uh, more tools for you to use. So every game's very different because they're doing the same thing. So you. You might be the Soviets this time and the Germans, and they're playing against the Germans, and you might have done that three times before, but it'll never be exactly the same because of the iteration of the Soviets and the Germans that you're bringing to the table. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Filthy. So, so you play Save Now online a lot, yeah. and you're very good at it. If people don't know, he's, he's in the argument for best in the world. And um, when you start Company of Heroes, you won't be that good. Will you hide your learning process or stream it? I stream it. You stream it. Yep. It's a little bit slower to learn. I probably will play some that I'm not playing online directly. For example, if I finish a day of streaming and I take a couple hours break and I want a game in the evening, I probably won't stream it again, but I might go play it again. Depends how interested I get in the games. I like, I mean, the appeal of gaming to me is the multiplayer experience, and I like to be good at that. But you're not but afraid to show you when you suck. No, I, I suck just like everyone else sucks. It's part of, I think it's part of the streaming process, right? Like, Sometimes I'm not really good at a game, and a lot of people won't tune into me until I'm much better at a game. But when I get there, they have tournaments and ladders and all that stuff. And uh, they just actually updated the game with a new uh, currency system that's a bit, I I don't want to describe it incorrectly, but it's a bit like Counter Strike um, with the reward system. And every time you win a game, you get currency, and you spend that currency to buy things like skins, and uh, which are meaningless, unless, uh, although sometimes. It's actual camouflage is camouflage, you know, so you can find that. You can like, oh, yeah, but actually this is a perfect camo for this map. This will make my light vehicle a little bit less distinguishable in the bushes. But most it's of like, the time... It's like in fucking like World of Warcraft or something, like the short races. I always thought they were overpowered as shit because you can't see them over other things. Yeah, okay, like, <laughs> I got you. It's not but, supposed to be an impact, but it has one. Yeah, but but like I run like... Pink, my, my armor sometimes is pink or, or I'll have like all kinds of silly armors and stuff. But the, the things that you do win that are meaningful are the commander cards, which you otherwise have to pay for with real money. Or uh, um, those are nice because those modify... <clears throat> like I said, you, you bring a different crew to the table. Like if, you, if you've got a good commander, then he, one of his abilities is, is a certain kind of artillery strike or he brings a special tank to the battle that no one else can bring. Um, so, so those are impactful. And players who have played a lot already have them in place. And uh, there's a few little things like that that alter the game. But in the end, a guy could play vanilla uh, against a guy with all those bonuses and like add it on things and still beat him because it really does come down to that rock, paper, scissors game versus machine guns, infantry, and mortar. Or mortars are those versus each other because mortar, uh, machine guns dominate uh, you know, infantry, mortars dominate machine guns, and anybody that sees a mortar in the open dominates it because it's, you know, there's a bunch of guys with pistols or something in a mortar tube. Cool. Fun game though, really rewarding to. I, I every time when I beat people, I feel like I earned the victory and that I outthought them because we're st- the the maps are often symmetrical. So it's you know I just kind of outplayed you. That's how I won. So that's something, fun. There's something extremely fun about multiplayer that starts with an even basis and playing against another player. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, I do too. 
like stock car racing or something like that. Like there's no, not a whole ton of specialization. And then I, I really like the re, the recreation aspect of it. Like we've got a D-Day map. We played it on D-Day. It was fun. <laughs> um, we've got, uh, you know, a lot of the maps are just complete recreations of German towns, um, French towns, stuff like that that are uh, historically correct. And you get to play out a little war, a uh, battle from a war at some time cool. gone by. I enjoy that. Cool. On a different topic, maybe the last one. I don't know if we go far, but looks like Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden have both endorsed Hillary Clinton. Um, Bernie Sanders is still running for some reason. Like, he's going to hang in there. I don't know why. Because he wants to influence her ticket. He wants to influence the at the convention. He wants to... the the um, uh, What am I looking for? The uh, the DNC, um, the ticket that they run on. The, the, mm -hmm. the platform. Uh, we want, yeah, the platform. He wants, he wants to be very influential in forming that platform. I think he's been withholding that... Uh, for some time, and I think he's still staying in the race as sort of a, a a way of exerting his influence in that regard. I wouldn't deny it. Um, but uh, anyway, so he's still staying in the race. I, I, in my head, he was like these two things. One, there's a ton of people who donated who maybe don't want to see him drop out before he absolutely, absolutely has to. You know, he just gets loses. And uh, two, maybe self-serving. Like you don't know. You know, I want to be the guy in second. When this shit goes down, right? If he spent twenty two dollars per vote. Crazy. So it, maybe um, Trump spent seven. <laughs> you know, may, maybe Hillary has like this email thing turns into something, and yeah. if he drops out, why not pick Joe Biden? Whereas if he's still in it, he's obviously the next guy. I, I don't know. I made that up, but there's a thought. No, that's the thing too. But anyways, yeah. so the Democratic Party is unified a little bit. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's just. I feel like I, that's um, just people watching out of their own, right? In the sense that they have to do it sooner or later. There's going to be one you know Obama doesn't one want, candidate. Obama doesn't like Hillary that much more than he likes Trump, and he hates Trump. He has to hate him. He has to despise him, right? Mm -hmm. Like well, the whole Bertha thing. Well, Hillary started that. <laughs> Again, but, know, but I but Trump hammered it into the ground. I've Hammer heard it before, but I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure that's true. Is are you 100 percent sure, or is your I, source like the Donald subreddit? It was the politics. <laughs> it, was, it was actually the politics subreddit, but uh -huh. it was a discussion about all the political figures at large, you know. So, so who knows? Um, but, but I, I like to say I have it. heard it before, and I like the birther argument because it's 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 funny. Um, I, I I like that. It, it's. I'm I'm looking it up on. It, oh, it's yeah. false. Yeah, it's classic. It's, like you're not it's hard to tell. Here. Like you're not even legally able to be a president. You know, that's what he's saying when, you know, the thing that it comes down to is just like Ted Cruz, right, who was born in Canada, his mother was an American citizen. So it doesn't matter. And at this point, what's who cares? Well, <laughs> like, this point, he it's just was a president. So yeah, like, yeah. here's <laughs> what happened. He's like, you can't be president. You weren't born here. He's like, I just done it. <laughs> done it for eight years. Did it. Yeah. When did Ben Carson run? Ben Carson. That was this year. Yeah, sleepy he's, he's a sleepy uh, doctor? Yeah. I don't know. I'm... Crazy neurosurgeon guy? This yeah, article so... doesn't make any sense to me. They... Let's see. Trump fails to correct him. Face around our press questions. They asked Ben Carson if it would be okay to have a Muslim president, and he said, I absolutely would not agree with that. Hillary tweets, can a Muslim be president? In a word, yes. Now let's move on. I think what her motive there was to be 
like I'm not an Islamophobe. And Trump responded to that by saying, just remember, the birther movement was started by Hillary. And that's his evidence. Oh, oh, that's oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, wait. Oh, OK. I see what you're saying. So he just sort of, you know, I don't know. That sounds like propaganda cooked up by the Congress. <laughs> you sure that's not some some Bernie Sanders commie propaganda you're laying on us here? I don't need to talk to Milo Yiannopoulos. He'd know the truth. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, he'd get to the bottom of this. Well, I, 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 either way, I, you know, Trump really hammered it into the ground. It, it was something that that I thought was funny because, like, it, it was just such a silly way to go after the guy. He's just like, "You're not. Where were you born? Like, like Nigeria? Where, where did he say Kenya? That was it, right?" They asked Clinton about it, and she says, "That is no. That is so ludicrous." You know, honestly, I just believe that, first of all, it's totally untrue. And secondly, you know, the president and I would have never had a confrontation like that. I know I've been blamed for nearly everything, but this is a new one to me. And that's her stance on that's her starting. That's the truth for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. um, I believe what she said there. So there's a chance. That, yeah, it seems like she didn't really start the birther movement. You see that picture over the other day in the sunlight? No. Natural <laughs> place for her. Nothing well can come out of this. So go on. So what yeah, was this natural place for her to be? The sunlight, and, and she just didn't look good. That's all. That's I'm me every spring too. She looked so dehydrated. <laughs> she looked like parchment paper. Um, uh, I, I hate her so much. I just really do. Yeah, I wish some. I really dislike her. I just want all the. FBI. I'll never get this. I want all the political arguments to be really fact based. That's what I wish that. That it was. Would that be what nice? If, what if they were like, and you have the time to actually do a fact-based argument? Because it turns out this fucking debate format of like, you know, one minute or three minutes, where the fuck it is, really doesn't give you any time to actually talk about an argument whatsoever. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, we're not we're not exactly in a system that rewards the fact-based arguments. You know, we get these emotional little pulls, and that's yeah. about that's about it. There's a good quote from one of the Republican candidates this year. They they were like, you know. Explain to us how what you would do to, to reshape the economy and, and our presence in the in the world at large. You have forty five seconds. He's like forty five seconds. What are you talking about? I can't talk about any of that in forty five seconds. I can't even tell you how angry I am about your question in forty five seconds. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like hours sitting here like talking about one f small piece of why Social Security is going to go insolvent and why it doesn't work and why it was a bad idea to begin with. We could spend an hour on that. We could bring people up to testify. Economics experts, actuaries, people who, who counted the beans. We could bring the beans. <laughs> but they, they spend like, they're like, it's a 30 second soundbite to them. It's like, absolutely not. I stand behind if you've ever senior citizens ever right up until we're completely broke. You have to verify or justify facts or cite anything. You just realize how fucking absurd that even to be put in that situation is. How meaningless the response that comes out of it is. It just yeah. I mean it's it's a show. It's a dance for the voters. That's us. To be like, oh, we like this guy the most or that guy the most. It doesn't fucking matter one difference need, either way. I think we need buttons at home and we need to do this shit like like a reality show. Like like we just need to fucking take this all no, this. I'm not it, sure I'm on board with this yeah. one. <laughs> Bernie and I both have reservations. Look, look, now, now here's, the, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. You can't get one of these buzzers if you're just anybody. It's like the mm. Nielsen system, the Nielsen rating system. You know how they they put one of those boxes in your houses, and they only and they, you know the ratings are based off what those Nielsen families are up to. Mm -hmm. 
we'll have some Nielsen families, and those are the ones who are allowed to vote. You know, there are a lot of people out there. We see them every day. They shouldn't be voting. They shouldn't even be deciding what they're wearing. Look at them. It, it, it's clear to see. So I, I feel like only citizens should be able to vote, and I'd like some requirement to be a citizen. Not just born here. That's not good enough. That's not even close. Like, you're an American if you're born here, but not an American citizen. That's oh, the way I... The Starship Troopers. The Starship Troopers. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You should have to earn it. A citizen does... Oh, I wish I could remember what Rico... Heinlein couldn't have been the first to think of that. So that's got to be somewhere else. It's got to come before Heinlein and Starship Troopers. So do we... <laughs> Do we want? Is this really the last topic we want to start with? <laughs> I've got. Like, I can feel the rabbit hole opening beneath me. I've got like, a silly one. I, I don't know. So about the Jews, I could, I could, I could do. So here's what happens. <laughs> Yesterday, I show up at like paramotor training. Right now, this week, I had done some sort of flying video, and. The Where guy said that he would get me a free reserve parachute. Like if something goes wrong, you can talk. If I can like get him some views or whatever. And uh, it works out great. He gets tons of views and there's all these comments. Apparently Snowflake is going to be my pilot name. And you move away from that. Yeah, you know, I almost get a kick out of those. I think it's a it's a it's a racist thing that they call black people um, like 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 and they they call him Snowflake or it was isn't that exactly what um, the, that he called the black guy in uh, Full Metal Jacket? I'm gonna call you Private Snowflake. <laughs> I, this is totally news to me. I've never heard Snowflake as a racial epithet. What I told him was that I was going to learn super fast because I was a unique Snowflake, like kind of jokingly. And that's how it got pinned yeah, on me. They, they told you your name, Snowflake. They call you asshole after you said that. <laughs> no, it, everyone liked it. it uh, Asshole's a little loose up there. It's not looking good. I think actually it was past tense. I was telling him that when I got here, I thought I would be like, I would have no trouble. I could handle high winds, even though everyone else can't, because I'm some kind of unique snowflake. And that was like a, even the whole unique snowflake thing is an admission that I'm not. Like, that was the idea right, behind right. it. And uh, that's how it happened. It certainly wasn't a nod to hating black people. <laughs> you know, like, that's how I took it. Uh, that's how I interpreted it. So anyway, I send all these people. And most of them say Woody sent me or Snowflake sent me, which is why I got into that. But some of them are like, you know, the old rapist sent me, rape squad killers, like like all these like pro-rape comments in there. You know, I see that a lot. You, you get, and we need Stop to have a little so let's have a talk right now, okay? So, because I saw a post the other day on Reddit, and it was a man fucking a woman's belly button, okay? It was right up there on the front page, and I I clicked it, of course, you know, for obvious like, reasons. Right What's that finished? Is this your for personal science. front page? This uh, this is no, my it got up page. there. Yeah, I saw it too. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is everybody's front page, and so um, I saw the belly button fucking, and it, 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 I clicked the comments because I knew some of you guys would be there, and sure enough, there you are. You know, they were like, Carl loves belly button fucking. It was like 300 upvotes, and, uh, you know, somebody, and somebody's like, elaborate, and someone explains about us and about our podcast, and it was lots of upvotes, lots of rape squad killers up in there. But look, I know that the RSK thing, the rape squad killers, all that, is just a silly little funny thing that I said one time about our, you know, during a prank phone call, but you got to understand that, like, normal adult human beings, when they hear that we are the rape squad killers... They don't think that we're actually going out and raping people in a squad and then killing them or anything, but they do think that we're assholes. So don't make us look like assholes. We're, we're not the rape squad killers. We, we just made a real funny prank phone call one time three years ago. That's it. I got there yesterday morning, and the first topic he wanted to discuss was my history with raping. 
and okay. yeah, he, he just <laughs> right. He's like, why are all these people saying the old rapist sent me, the rape squad killer sent me, rape squad killers RSK, etc. And and I had to like, oh, it stemmed from this prank call where we called a, a drugstore and we asked for a list of items where slowly it unfolded that we had planned some sort of rape murder. You know, like, hey, do you have zip ties? Do you have nylons? I don't want to be recognized. Do you have, like, a garbage bags? Plastic yeah. gloves, a big blade. Yeah. Something that'll get blood out of carpet. You know, oh, right. we, made a mess. we made a mess. What are we going to do? Yeah. That sort of talk. Very yeah. suspicious. And, and that's it. We just asked for a bunch of items which on their own might be kind of innocent. But as a collection, clearly look like, you know, the lady who goes grocery shopping for Vaseline and cucumbers. You know, it's just like, what is this? So uh, um, I explained that to him and he understood. But it was like, yeah. So like what Kyle I have no said. I you even have to explain that in a sense. Yeah, I... I I left without rape is a very like I know in the gaming community especially a lot of you guys like grew up maybe watching this show or us or whatever and we all used to play played video games together and shit and like yeah raped them ah we raped them you know how many times have you raped somebody in Call of Duty we used to do it all the time but rape kind of became a real dirty word that you can't just throw about anymore anymore in this age of sensitive sensitivity and assholes everywhere um you have to call them assholes anymore you can't even use any more curse words at some point the proctologists of america will come together and, and say that we can't call people assholes anymore because it makes them look bad like like that's what's coming but uh, the assholes out there call make this a problem so we can't say the word rape anymore in a funny jokey kind of way because apparently it's a real bad thing that a lot of people struggle with i guess uh, yeah so that was my yesterday morning no more like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not actually a rapist. Even and yes, we do sell merchandise. Yes, we do sell merchandise <laughs> that says "Rape Squad right. Killer" on it. Why with a, I forgot about that. With a killing tools on it. But what'd you say, That's Taylor? Why is your <laughs> flight instructor pulling you aside to talk about this? Let's let's see. Either way, let's uh, you just were a rapist. Yeah. So you you've done the, your time or whatever, and you're out. What the fuck is he pulling you apart for this? Because Woody's making videos of him paramotoring, and he had a <laughs> yeah, and he's making a deal with this paramotoring instructor that he would send a few of his viewers to the paramotor instructor's video. Oh, you wanted no association if that was like a rapist sending you this video. Well, the people were going there and saying, "Hey, we came here because of Woody. We came here because of PKA." And then they were saying, "We came here because of the old rapist." And yeah. Woody's just trying to get like a free parachute out of this deal. He doesn't <laughs> want to be labeled a rapist over at the paramotoring. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Hangout. That's that's what. That says what happened to me, right? I didn't want to be labeled a rapist in front of, like, in my dreams, my real life and my internet life rarely cross, right? Like, the people, the, my, my flight instructors not, like, being exposed to my YouTube fans because some of them are crazy. It's not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. You can't say rape squad killer to strangers. They don't get it. You can say it to us. Say it to us, Sure. But 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 you, but you can't say it to them. It's like the N word and how black people can say it to each other. But and you know we can say it when we're alone. But but not when they're around. That's that's <laughs> how this works. That's how it works. If it's me and you or a paintball. Right now, is he helping Woody or not? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't he know might be sending like, tons of people there. Yeah. I'm just trying He's to just... help, and I'm going for laughs now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know where this, like, what impact this will have. I helped tremendously, and I, I laid it out as best I could twice, and, and now I'm just telling the people that, you know, when we hang out, yeah, you could, <laughs> RSK, we'll get out our decoder rings and fucking put them together and, and get some people, <laughs> whatever, you know? But, like, that's not cool. Yeah. We can't be. So I have to teach him how to ban words on his channel. 
Because what Woody doesn't even, yeah, he's going to have to, because what's happening now is other paramotorists are going to that guy's channel as well and seeing people talk about Woody being a rapist, and they're, like, whispering to their paramotor buddies, like, yeah, the guy with the big, like, green sail or whatever yours looks like is a raper. Don't <laughs> don't fucking tandem with him. He'll stick it in. <laughs> you know? Like, like they're not anymore <laughs> uh, dude one of rap i have an idea so my favorite thing um fucking ken shamrock ken shamrock is is going up against some other fighter i forget who it was and yep. uh the other guy was calling ken shamrock gay and they're about to fight in the ufc and was, it ken, tito was it one of those it wasn't tito it was some guy who he might have been a boxer or something like someone who wasn't ready for him and uh ken shamrock's best reply he goes you know what you better hope I'm not gay, because if I am, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> that was PKA episode 286. I think our sponsor Squarespace and uh, Loot Crate.